We're born for this moment. That's right. Gaming Fix. Game of the Year. Year 3. 2019. What's it going to be? What game will come out on top? And what other nine games will be first place loser? We'll find out later on in the episode. Uh, I'm your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. your girl's favorite game of the year. I am joined today by Alex Galinas. Don't recommend Shower Bananas. Uh, Sam Harrison. I can't believe, uh, yeah, I can't believe we got James Earl Jones to do the opening of the intro and then to slowly slide into an impression of Andre as he went on so that you could just kind of cut in. That's really what good. I do. Oh, shit. Pat Carter. I'm listening to my hype music. Would you like to like hum a few bars? Uh, like, but no. badly, just, just enough that we could understand what it is. He is showing us a very white screen. That seems to be oh, King. Oh, Lawrence. he's listening okay. to garbage. Yep. Uh, all right. I'm shocked that you would say that this song is garbage, given the artist. That's fascinating. I'm going to keep that in mind. The artist that, is that that chorus is trash. By that that the uh, the feature is trash. Uh, Allison. Um, so hey, I, if I had of things that aren't trash. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I feel like last week. I didn't mention that I saw cats recently. Oh, and God. so my, my entire worldview is going to be shaped by that. And if I had hype up music, it would be uh, one of the songs from cats. I don't know which one, but. Mr. Mistopheles. I was going to say maybe Mr. Mistopheles. The one where you that's the only thing I know like cats. Most. It is. It's a very, oh, that's a song where they repeat like the same chorus like 20 times. So you by the end you're just like, yep, mm-hmm. I got it. But one of the one of the two scenes that Taylor Swift is in, she isn't in it. They digitally inserted her over a model that they got to play her. Wait, what? Really? Uh, we, yeah. This is not a Cats podcast. This is a Game of the Year podcast for if 2019. Cats comes up again. I'm gonna play Skrillex on the no. Stream don't not, don't hurt me, people. Face my want fears. Me to, want me to pull up this Cats soundtrack because I want no. Oh can. my god, what? Uh, you, you can do whatever you want on your end. Andre, Andre, do you like Skrillex or the Cat soundtrack more? I have not heard any of the Cat soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go with the Cat soundtrack because, hey, it's a mystery. It's new. It's exciting. Uh, Skrillex, boring. Garbage. I play some of the Cat soundtrack, but also we like I copyright and I want to get into that right now. There we go. Uh, well, uh, for this year, uh, the 2019 game of the year that is being recorded uh, January 4th, 2020, uh, we're going to actually do a little bit different than p- previous years. We're each bringing our own personal category to talk about uh, for game like our game of the year for like certain category, like moments or surprises or other kinds of games that aren't video games. Uh, you know, we'll see what people brought. And then we'll get into our top 10 and fight it out and uh, see who reigns supreme. Erica, sadly, is not joining us for this episode. Uh, she had a rough year, was not able to play as many games as she would have liked. But uh, we hope to get her back sometime later this year, maybe. 
Uh, so without further ado, let's kick it off. Alex, we're going to start with you. Oh, God. Your category. Oh. No? Do you, do you not want to go first? <laughs> we can. This is too much pressure. We can, totally. Okay. Uh, please, uh, please. What what is your topic? So, <laughs> sorry if I start coughing throughout this. I got extremely sick over the weekend, or over the week, rather. Uh, but my category is, quote, anime-ass moments that make you go, oh, shit, from games that probably won't be on our top ten. So, basically, they're really insane, funny moments, or just dumb moments, or great moments, or just yeah. weird moments from games that might not be great, uh, or they might be okay, but they're probably not good enough to make our, our, our site's top ten, and in most cases, not even my own personal top ten. So, yeah. uh, I have a couple honorable mentions, though, for anime-ass moments. Mm-hmm. One is uh, Ikumi Nakamura's Rise to Prominence, uh, which yes. is awesome because she deserves all the recognition in the world. Like she's contributed some of the best art, like in the industry, to some of the best games, like especially Okami and stuff. So her suddenly being a meme is the best thing ever. And mm-hmm. another honorable mention to how like most of us tried to watch Evangelion when it came to Netflix, but like few of us finished it, and those who did were not left particularly whelmed. I can. Confirm that, that I did not finish it. Yep. Yeah, I think I watched like two <laughs> but it, episodes. It was in part, I watched like 14 episodes, but it was in part because all of the people that I know who really like Evangelion were like, you should stop watching it now. <laughs> so it, I I watched it and boy, that is some anime ass shit in the end of that series. And like, end of. Oh, end oh, of Evangelion's God. terrible. Well, end of Evangelion's better than the show, but still. Anyways, that, those are those are the honorable mentions. Okay, but so let's get into the actual top three ranked anime ass moments that make you go "oh shit" from games that probably won't be on our top ten. <laughs> okay, let's hear them. Let's All hear right. Alex's anime ass moments. So number three is from Gato Roboto, which is mm-hmm. the ending of Gato Roboto. I think Pat, were you the only other one here who got to the end of this? I think you finished it, right, Andre? Uh, no, I actually didn't touch it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so I'll just make it really short because I want to save some time for the last moment because it's real fucked up. Um, you play as Kiki the cat, and it's a Metroidvania. At the end, I'm going to spoil the end of Gato Roboto. So, heads up. Don't worry. <laughs> you probably don't need to play it. Sadly. <laughs> but yeah, so you're fighting this rat the whole time. You play as Kiki the cat. And it turns out the rat is actually some psycho murderer whose body got swapped into the rat. And he wants to swatch, swap his consciousness into your owner's body. <sighs> but also he wants to swap his dying dog Barkley's body into you, the cat's body, because the cat has proven themselves to be really strong. <laughs> so you have this like really long, like ultra-long boss fight with him. And then basically his dog escapes from the body swap machine and then kills him while he's in your owner's body. And then you escape with the dog and fly away in your spaceship. And then it's implied that your owner escaped in the rat body. And it's really stupid. Okay. Yep. All right. That sounds, sounds like some anime. Yep, it is. So what, number, what is number, number two? Number two, it is from Raging Loop, which I okay. finished between, well, I haven't talked about it on the podcast really, but uh, it's good. Uh, but there, it's a time loop game, uh, kind of like Higurashi or things like that. Oh, spoilers for Higurashi, I guess. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, 
Um, you find like your character keeps looping back after he dies, and it's basically you're playing a game of werewolf or mafia the whole time, and it's really good actually. Um, but at some point, again, spoilers for somewhere near the end of Raging Loop, you find out that you're not the only person who's been looping back in time. And in okay. fact, you've done it far fewer times than the other person. So, and then you start to develop a relationship with them and like start pushing the limits of what you guys can do with the loops and like to find the boundaries. But eventually, like they get so tired of you and you piss them off that every time they see you, they murder you upon seeing you. So, like, there's like a hundred loops where they just kill you as soon as they see you. <laughs> And it's like it gets pretty intense. You're like, oh god, what do I do? This person won't even let us like get to the end. <laughs> nice. It's that's, it's, it's that's, pretty good. That's that's a choice. How does yeah. that like play out in the game? Are you just like buttoning through like a bunch of sequences where it's like, oh, this happened, then like you know restart. Oh, this happened. Or yeah, it's basically like a montage okay. sequence. It, it's it's pretty well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ending of that game is nonsense in kind of a good way, but in also like a very confusing way. Anyways, um, the number one moment is something I've been alluding to like all year, uh, which is from Siconia when they cry, which mm-hmm. is the Christmas party, which is the very end of the game. So, okay. again, spoilers. <laughs> um, if you guys want the full setup, this is going to take like five minutes because it's it's super crazy. <laughs> Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, Siconia is a really long, complicated story. It's like 20 hours of pure reading. So, summing it up here won't do it justice, but I'll still try. Um, so, the premise of the story is that it all happens like 100 years after World War III. And after that, the world was just in total shambles. Like, the earth itself was so affected that if the war were to continue, like, everybody on the planet would have died because the planet just would have collapsed, essentially. So, all the governments of the world decided to aim for world peace. And, like, they started pooling all, all their technology and resources together to, like, fix the earth with, like, nanomachines, basically, that they threw into the atmosphere and into the water and everywhere. Uh, which also, you know, was able to help people and stuff like that, and help with climate change, etc. Um, and the nations of the world decided to distribute their governance to like a worldwide federation based on people's region, regions rather. So, like, countries still exist, but they're grouped into regions such as like uh, the Arctic AOU. I forget what it stands for, which is like Northern Japan and Russia and Northern Europe and North America. So, all those countries are grouped together. And then there's like LATO, which is the Latin America, all of Latin America, and stuff like that. So all the countries still exist, but they all exist in discrete regions, which are the actual government, and there's five of them overall. Uh, and in this new world, they've been educating children like from their youth in a very different way, and basically setting them up with like multi-threaded brains. So by that they mean like you could be in a classroom listening to a lecture, but at the same time another part of your brain would be doing math, and another part of your brain would be like memorizing grammar, and another part of your brain would be learning like another language and stuff like that. So these kids' brains are doing like multiple things at one time. So the kids who were good at this and showed promise were kind of like allowed and drafted into the military because these regions were run by the military. So they end up being part of the government. And they would they would like train those skills further and further and further. And at some point, they were basically given a cell phone that was implanted into their brain, where the brain itself is the CPU because it's 
you know, multi-threaded. So they're able to surf the net and chat and call and like go into VR chat rooms and stuff from their brain, all while doing other stuff like math, etc. Yeah, it's, it's like feed meets Ready Player One. Sure. Yeah, that's a that's but a not in think a, about it. I don't mean that as in a. <laughs> it, I don't mean that it's derogatory. <laughs> no, I, I can see where you're coming from. But anyways, like this whole premise, like they spend a long time setting this all up. I should say. <laughs> um, but anyways, so the kids who are the best at this, so like that's one tier, and then another tier, and the kids who are like the very best at this multi-threaded ability were like considered the top tier of the military, and they were led into this program that basically gives them these suits, where they're called gauntlet knights, where uh, they can basically wear these suits and fly around and like use big shield, like bubble shields, and attack with missiles and stuff like that. They basically turn them into super soldiers. Like the ones that were, like they're the most powerful weapon in any of these armies, and like they're especially powerful because of the, those multi-threaded brains. They can do multiple things at the same time and like strategize. And usually, there's teams of three of them. So, yeah. Um, so also like Pacific. I'm not. I'm not trying to be reductive. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to put this in terms that I understand. No, it's just not, like, it's like a bunch of Iron Man. Yeah, it's like a bunch of Iron. Like they're not connected. Oh. It's just that they're they're a team. So it's and like they anthem. and and because they have the cell phone like chips, anthem. like yeah, 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 like anthem. I get you. Yeah, and they have. I'm the not trying to make fun of it. They can they can like communicate with each other instantaneously, yeah. stuff like that. So, anyways, so since the world was in a state of peace, these super soldiers were basically kind of useless. They weren't actually being used for anything. So they were usually spent they're spending their time training for. Um, uh, what is essentially like the Olympics, <laughs> which is like these competitions between each other. So, in the story, no, that makes sense. That's cool. You would think that's what would happen. Yeah, like what they basically do is like um, they go into a VR room and have like a battle between all these super soldiers, and like it's more, and it, it ends up being like a really tactical thing, and it's really interesting when they do it. So, um, all the regions end up meeting up there and they compete and they all end up having fun. Like people win and lose and like people are like, yay. And some people are like, oh, but no matter the case, like all the super soldiers of all the regions ended up getting along because they're all basically children. Right. And they're like, yeah, we're, you guys are cool. We all kind of share this same like responsibility, et cetera. So they, they all start meeting up in this virtual, virtual chat room, which is like a, I think it's styled like a Japanese bathhouse because it was set in Japan. So, like they meet up into there and they all become good friends, like totally independent of nation or region. And then through this this VR bathroom, they bathroom, <laughs> but bathhouse, I guess, they basically start their own coalition, uh, their alliance that they were all like, yeah, we're all like the most powerful weapons in each of our respective armies. Let's all like protect peace together. And like even if our governments go crazy and like they're in danger of starting World War Four. We know how strong we are. We know how smart we are. Like we, we won't let anything happen to world peace. So, like to sum it up, all the world's best super soldiers are friends and form an alliance to protect the world peace, no matter what happens. And they have crazy brains. All right, we're all all on the same page. Yes. Okay. Yes. As, as, as on the as same m- page as I can. Yes, be. as much on the same page as we can be. I, I Again, guess. this is like it's twenty hours of pure lore. It's pretty intense. So 14 hours of the story later. Sorry, what's up, Sam? It sounds like Ender's Game mixed with the Avengers. The Avengers Game. (sighs) 
Thanks, everyone. <laughs> so 14 it's, it, it's pretty original, and so we're trying to make connections. I feel bad because yeah. I feel like I'm just like, oh, it's just this and this. <laughs> That's not really my intent. Yeah, it's really good. But um, so 14 ish hours later in the story, a terrorist attack happens on a world leaders meeting, and World War IV is on the brink of breaking out because no one knows who did the terror attack, so they're all blaming each other, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the super soldiers at this point have been forced by their governments to attack other regions. Uh, but because of the alliance, like all the super soldiers are constantly in contact with each other. And when they're carrying out operations on each other, they're like staying in touch to ensure they're avoiding like human casualties or like they're only taking out buildings that are assets, like they're not taking out people or anything like that, which which is pretty cool. And then like if the super soldiers are ever forced to fight, they basically treat it like wrestling and like like they're in t- in touch with each other to make sure like okay I'm going to be doing this and then you fake this injury here and blah 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 so that anyone watching can be like oh this is actually a real fight um huh. okay this, uh, this is getting progressively more and more anime <laughs> and, I, I see why this is the top of your anime oh list. wait for it <laughs> oh god we haven't got to the christmas party <laughs> this continues on for like quite some time and then we get to christmas where like everyone's just like, okay, we we've done a really good job holding off World War Four. We want to celebrate and preserve peace together. So they all meet in the VR room, the bathhouse, and it's been decorated all pretty and it's all jolly. And like they agree that when they're there, they're not going to talk about any war stuff, so that they can just kind of relax. And so they're all in there, like exchanging gifts and singing and laughing and having fun and stuff like that. And plot threads are coming together and like romantic threads that have been going through the entire game are going and it's cute. And then like as you're watching it like occasionally little error messages are showing up that were never there like at any point in the game before and you're like what's that? And then it switches to the real world again and you see various nations and various uh various soldiers in talks with like their uh their military leaders that are basically like saying to them, "Hey, your actions have been noticed. Like we noticed that you guys are pulling your punches. We noticed that you guys are like faking all this stuff. So we're we're going to be you're going into your next operation and we're closely monitoring you and if there's any evidence that you're pulling punches or faking it, you'll be court-martialed for treason and probably executed. So they are ordered to kill the other super soldiers and to do it that night. So um, <laughs> the whole last arc, the whole Christmas party, takes place uh, switching between the VR world, where it's all pleasant and jaunty and sweet and funny, and like they're singing, and the real world, where the the people, like the soldiers, are actually like bloodied and surrounded by fire and screaming at each other, uh, and like they're screaming at each other because they don't want to do it, but they have to, and like it's really really harsh. And then it'll switch back to the VR room where they're like carrying on a pleasant conversation, like nothing is happening because of the multi-threaded brains. So in the VR room, people will start like fizzling out, and there will be like little error messages that say, "Oops, this user has lost connection," as they're dying in the real world and like just being murdered. It's it's really nuts. It's really good. Like the Christmas party carries on, and like they're singing, and there's just people fizzling out left and right. And like one of the main characters is still having a great time, but you see like tears rolling down her cheeks and stuff like that. Like it's super Ugh. good. It's an extremely well executed sequence. And like that's still not the very end. The very end is really good too, but 
it's yeah. yeah. And there's still going to be more to the game too. Yeah, because um, uh, the next chapter comes out in April. So another twenty hours of lore. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm super looking forward to it. But yeah, that the Christmas party is definitely like probably my moment of the year. Even though the game itself didn't make my top ten. Okay. Uh, anyone else have any like anime ass moments they'd like to share with the class? <laughs> yes. Okay. And I think we're all going to appreciate this one. And this is serious. I'm not making a mockery of this category because I think that it serves is almost an even better way to categorize what you're looking for in a best moment than best moment. Because if this category were just best moment, I would have a lot of stuff from the outer wilds to talk about and it wouldn't give me room to talk about Donald Duck. <laughs> this is this is an anime ass moment. It's not my moment, but it is an anime ass moment. Exactly. It's not a contender for best moment of the year. And it's not as good as the moment you just described, but it is a contender for anime ass moment of the year. How much does everyone here know about both Donald well, Duck? Well, first, this is spoilers for Kingdom Hearts 3. Like and Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> And yeah, it I, is. I feel like most people who want to play Kingdom Hearts 3 yeah. at this point have played it, it's but not for anyone who hasn't, yeah. we will, I will also spoil part it of Kingdom Hearts It also doesn't 3, spoil so. the story at all, really. <laughs> it just spoils a moment. <laughs> How much do people here know about magic in Final Fantasy? Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, so there's fire, then mm-hmm. there's fire, then there's Yes, yes, yep. actually, you're, you're on the right track. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So how much do people here know about Donald Duck? He doesn't wear there's pants. Donald. He's a wizard in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Uh, he's a Daisy. As Daisy as Duck. As far as I'm concerned, the only thing that matters about Donald Duck, like the, the Kingdom Hearts Donald Duck is the canonical Donald Duck. <laughs> okay. What about, does he also get, is there Donald and then Donald Duck? No, he, he is never, <laughs> he is never a member of Organization 13. He's never Norded. No, no, Donald, Donalda, Donald Aga. Oh, oh I see what you're saying. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. It's okay, not, so not we need Zonald. to go back to basics of how magic in Final Fantasy works clearly. Again, back to your Fyra, Fyra. So magic gets progressively better, right? Like by you put on different words or mm-hmm. different suffixes and prefixes and, and everything. Um, so, um, Donald Duck near the end of Kingdom Hearts three is in a situation where he thinks that he needs to save the lives of like all of his friends. He thinks he does. Um, because he's fighting he, against he Xehanort. He kind of does. He's fighting against, they're fighting against Xehanort and, uh, it's Terranort specifically. Uh, oh, and, um, he, moves to cast a spell called Zeta Flare. So Flare is a spell in Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's like um, the strongest like yes. normal that like a normal mage. And it has cast. the progressive like flare flara whatever. Uh I don't think it's flare. It's flare, not flara, but, but it has it has, got, a, has a it has like a uh, like Giga Flare. Giga Flare uh, is mega, the largest mega flare. Giga Flare is the biggest one that any I believe maybe Tetra Flare, but I think it's Giga Flare is the biggest one. Bahamut. Yeah. And and Bahamut is the one who casts it, who is one of the most powerful beings in the Final Fantasy oeuvre. Uh, So Donald casts moves to cast Zeta Flare, which is the most powerful spell that exists in Square Enix's 
magical hierarchy. Goofy freaks out because he's like, you're going to die if you cast this. But Donald's like, no, I have to cast it anyway. <laughs> you're going to die. <laughs> I mean, keep in mind, Goofy also dies. Goofy has died and come back once already. He didn't actually die, but yeah. Yeah, he died. Everyone says he died. He but. died. Um, And then uh, the he like Donald doesn't end up dying. But it's a good scene. Uh, of, mm, well, I, whatever. He I think he does too. die. But he comes back immediately. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's he's dead for like 30 seconds. Is he? Yes, he's mm, definitely back up a little, like five minutes I haven't, later. I haven't seen that scene since I, mean, I, I haven't watched it since I played it either. But, but, uh, but he doesn't. A, there's a whole lot of anime ass time travel after that. I guess you're right. Maybe it's because of the time travel that he, he ends he's, up living. He's dead. Yeah. Um, and then there's time travel. That's right. Because it's Ultima stops. A, yeah. uh, it stops time. And then there's a bunch of time travel that happens. Um, also, uh, in the same sequence, another anime ass moment. This is more of a spoiler for Kingdom Hearts. Um, but in the same battle sequence which is like 45 minutes long uh and involves multiple times of you fighting bosses uh there is a moment at which a character from the mobile game appears oh my god uh, oh sort that of, sort of this. blinks into existence don't make a face this is you this is proof that you have no feeling left in your body. No, you don't I, deserve I, Kingdom Hearts anymore. Huh? No, there's a there's a there's a moment that literally made me say, "Oh shit!" Uh, but it was not this moment. Well, you're wrong. So uh, this is one of many "oh shit" moments. This character from the mobile game pops up, and um, I don't want to spoil the other thing that this is re- related to because more people like there's another game that does a similar thing, and people on this cast are going to go, "Oh, like blah." I would prefer we not spoil that thing because apparently a lot of people didn't play that game and they should. Um, but anyway, uh, go play near Automata. Yeah, I don't know what we're talking about. You can't <laughs> say the name really of the game. And then they, people they, are going to know what to go play. They spoiled anyway, it in the giant bomb I know. game of the year. That's why I was so careful of it. Just go go play near Automata um, if you think this sounds cool. So there's a there's the the character for a character from the mobile game who you haven't interacted with before no. as Sora. No. And <laughs> but never. he just like pops up after the time travel sequence and then he summons he like he's like could you use some help and then he like winks and then like 25 million keyblades come out of the ground or the sky or wherever and start surging towards Terranor and they're all they all have little names above them because they're all usernames of people who have played the well, mobile game. So you're you're surfing on these keyblades, yeah, and then in like this giant snake thing, it's pushing back the darkness, and then on the left side, like oh that's on, right, of it's your on the screen, left side. it's over like your your menu. You have like reaction commands where you just yeah. hit like triangle, and then it'll do like a thing, and it's just the entire left side of the screen is filled up with people's like usernames from the mobile game, which they actually did pull like they're real. And you're just mashing triangle yeah. through it. And it's just, as they go down more, keep coming in. Yeah. <laughs> Cause all of the people, the idea being that all the people from the mobile game are sending their keyblades through time to help you. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty oh. fucking anime moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that 
Kingdom Hearts 3 is a very anime-ass game. Yeah. And my moment from this is actually is post all of that, uh, what you just said. And it's like in the gauntlet of bosses. And you get to this point where you're fighting. Uh, you're with Aqua and uh, Ventus, uh, who are the characters from Birth by Sleep. And you are fighting Terranort, uh, who is Terra's Terra is the other character from Birth by Sleep, and his body's been taken over by Xehanort. And as you're fighting him, he's got like this kind of ghost guy, kind of like familiar, basically, like a JoJo Stan or whatever. Stand. Oh, yeah. It's just like a stand from JoJo. For yeah. Sure. Uh, and so he's like fighting you, too. And then he does like some shenanigans and he like chains everybody up and he's like, oh, ha, ha, I, you can't break these cuffs. And Sora's like, I can break these cuffs. You can't break these cuffs. That's not what happens. That's basically what happens. And that, but yeah, so they're all like, he's like lifting up. And I'm like, and he's like, I'm going to drop them and I'm going to like throw them into the ground and make you watch Sora. So he's going to like kill Ventus and Aqua. And so he starts like sending Ventus and Aqua to the ground. And then suddenly the stand flies out and like picks up Ventus and Aqua and saves them. And everyone's like, oh, what? And then suddenly the stand like turns on Terranort and like starts fighting him and like grabs him by the face and does like some cool shit and then like rips off his mouth. Like he has like bandages or something like, you know, his mouth yeah. is like sewn shut of the stand, not yeah, of, the, of the stand. He and, takes the things off of his own. Mouth. And then they like swap souls, basically. And Tara, Tara was the stand and Tara gets his body back and then they do some crazy fighting. And it was my only issue good. with that sequence is that character has been around since Kingdom Hearts one. And I'm not entirely sure why he never did anything before. Uh, because it wasn't Ventus and Aqua, I guess the power of friendship. Yeah, I mean that is the main lesson but, of Kingdom Hearts. But um, yeah, but it's it, a pretty good moment. It, it definitely was, makes you go like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> it was it was real good. Yeah, uh, parts of Kingdom Hearts three were good. Parts were. Oh, eh. well, we're going to talk about that in a couple hours, so don't you worry. Uh, Who's Allison, next? <laughs> do you have any any moments, anim, anime ass moments? Not that I could think of, especially not from games that we're not going to be talking about. Um, because the one moment that I I know that Alex is considering bringing to best moment and is one of my best moments is uh, we can just sum up with the the name to do. Oh yeah, yeah. But I don't know if we <laughs> need to bring it up now. Okay. Uh, I I would like to just say the words Flame Emperor and how yeah. that was great. Yeah, uh, that was. And that was extremely anime. I don't yeah. I, I thought it was pretty evident that was coming. I was uh, extremely surprised. I'm still debating uh, if I care about spoilers for this game or not. <laughs> uh, I I was into that Flame Emperor reveal and then like the thing you, like the you were Black Eagles, right, Sam? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so like the uh, extra bit of information you get about the world. Maybe I'll Black Eagles, but maybe I'll avoid the spoilers when we need to talk about it. Yeah, I don't maybe. think that story spoilers I, are going to change my like opinion to, on that game. I'd, I'd like to avoid the spoilers for stories I haven't played because I've just ordered a copy of it. 
to play yeah. the other two stories. I mean, yeah. I normally I normally would be concerned about when we do come to like talking about placement of things on lists, I wouldn't want to avoid spoilers if it's like a super narrative heavy game, but my issues with that game are not really in the narrative. So mm-hmm. but yeah, Allison, the to do moment is really good. I, I, I can't think of a moment that made me more just like overwhelmed, like emotionally. Did, did you things. fist pump? Uh, kind of. I think, I, yeah. I think I just went like, yeah. Yeah. yeah same because here. I, good. Cause I, I was very, cause I was very emotional and then to do and, this is this is uh all relating to the uh blue lines uh gameplay by the White way. White Dragon? Oh. There's oh. uh some some bad shit happens to the do uh in the in the black the with the the red line the I can't, the black eagles. There you go. I don't blue remember. Lions. This is the black eagles story. Anyway. All right. Uh, Sam, Sam, do you have any uh anime moments that you'd like to share? I know you played um, a lot of Dragon Quest this year. <laughs> oh, uh, not even kidding you. Dragon Quest has like two really insane anime moments. It doesn't matter. It didn't come out this year. <laughs> uh, actually, it's a game that was released this year. It's just not eligible for Goatee. It's eligible for discussion. So we don't need to litigate this now. Just would you like to share anything with us? Uh, okay. If anyone wants to play this game, I would encourage you to possibly take your headphones off, Pat. Yeah. God, okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you, I'm so angry right now. <laughs> I've got like 35 games to put on and take off later now. Okay. In Dragon Quest uh, 11, halfway through the game, you lose to the main villain. Uh, and is seemingly the main character is killed. Damn, that's then, an anime ass moment right yep. there. <laughs> yeah, and then there's like an anthology ten hours worth of chapters where you play each of the party members, all trying to rebuild the party back together. And then oh, after that ten, yeah, so it's like ten hours, and you play a different character each hour, basically. And when you get to the final, the end of that ten hours. Your the main character is revealed to have been alive and survived the final confrontation. He rejoins the party, and then you go and like try and save the world basically after it's been fucked. Uh, and the one of the main villains joins the party, which is a really cool twist because he's a great character. Wait, didn't and then, didn't almost that exact thing happen in Chrono Trigger? <laughs> I have no idea. I did play Chrono Trigger, but like fifteen years ago. Uh, anyways. Um, and then when you finish the game, they're like, oh, there's a few things after you finish the game, if you want. And uh, one of the main characters dies in uh, during the game. Like, uh, what's it? Uh, uh, thingy style from uh, Final Fantasy VII. But they're like, well, why don't we try and bring her back to life with the magic of the world tree? So they go through all these steps to try and bring her back to life. And they're like, you can't bring her back to life, but you can travel back in time and stop her from ever dying. So you travel back to the moment where the game has that anthology section just before the final confrontation with the final boss. And um, you beat him in that final confrontation there because you have all the knowledge and you have all the skills, XP and uh, like a magic sword that you build during the campaign. And then, so you have like, you've done that. And then they're like, actually, this guy was part of this whole big thing, and there's a complete 
whole like 40 hour storyline there um where you've got like completely different characters in the party uh like it's like a true ending it doesn't feel like the actual ending is the ending having played it it's really really good huh. uh especially for a jrpg that when you when you start it i would say the story is almost offensively simple at the beginning like it's like on the level of pokemon sword and shield simple and then it just like after about 30 or 40 hours they do the big twist where like some stuff happens and then you have like 20 hours of really cool kind of semi post apocalyptic gameplay and then after that you have the like time travel series where you go back in time and you don't tell anyone that you've already saved the world and you go and do other stuff genuinely really cool so basically you like it because it's like Avengers Endgame it's actually like it is kind of Avengers Endgame. There's some really good, cool time travel shit in it. All right, should we okay, should we welcome those guys back in? Yeah. All right. I think we're done. Thank you, Alex. He's, he's not looking. He didn't. Pat. There we go. Thank you, Pat. Oh, okay. And then Krillin turns up. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> They collect Let's all the seven Dragon Balls from and... things that aren't eligible for Game of the Year, but that did, you know, we oh, God. Talk, about them. Okay, <laughs> talk about Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Spoil Dragon Ball Z for Sam. Sam's never going to watch Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I've well, that, and we got to wait until Game of the Year this year because Dragon Ball Kakarot is coming out. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. I don't, I, I don't it's, know. We'll see. I'm not. My expectations are not in a place where if it's bad, I'll be disappointed. And it comes out on the day I leave for a week long trip, <laughs> so I'll be able to let it sit for a week and see if people like it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, and I'll well, save money if it's my, bad. Sorry, my 20 minute category took 45 minutes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, well, we all we were recording before you didn't that. Take anyway, more yeah. Than that. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's Allison. Mine will be very fast, so because no one else here plays seat. tabletop games, so no one cares. <laughs> hey, I uh, my category. Games. Oh, yeah. Joking. Okay. Uh, what is the, your category? My category is best slash most interesting presentation. Uh, the reason that I put most interesting in there is because I realized that uh, my top five that's in there is. I basically the ones that I thought were the most interesting, but uh, before that, just a couple of honorable mentions. And then also, uh, if I don't mention a game, um, that's not a, a knock against it. I feel like there's a lot of games that have really, really good presentation this year. Uh, so my honorable mentions are Fire Emblem Three Houses, A Short Hike, Baba Is You, Control, Katana Zero, uh, and I think that's it for my honorable mentions. Wait, did you so, play a short hike? Yeah, I played. It, I didn't finish it, but it's really good. I really, I really meant to play it this week. It I'm, was so cute. My, the ending yeah, is the ending is really nice. I think if you go okay, to the ending, I, I actually I got to the point where I, I needed to like get some more of the feathers to proceed. Yeah. So I sorry. Yeah, I actually sorry, I'm avoiding did, did, spoilers did for that one gently. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail. Anyways, no, but it's really good, and, and, and I think that the. The aesthetic is very, very good. Uh, the kind of low poly aesthetic. Oh, also, I would probably maybe put as an honorable mention uh, kind words because. Oh yeah, totally. It, it's it. It has. It, I feel like even though the like kind of lo-fi beat chill beats thing has been kind of played out, I feel like the music is really like nice, and the whole presentation is really, really good too. Um, okay, so number five is 
Disco Elysium. Hell yeah. For a game that where so much of it is like text or like so much of the interaction is you do going through menus and text and choosing options because it's so dialogue heavy. Like I feel like visually it's still like oozing with a lot of charm um, and the art style is really evocative and just the general yeah. aesthetic is so cool. Like, the soundtrack too. Yeah. So I feel like it's one of those things where, you know, it's a, it's a game that kind of lives or dies based off of the writing and based off of that, but they still manage to make it like a really cool aesthetic experience as well, which is really agreed. Neat, I think, yeah. you know, it's only going to come up here. So I'm, I'll say quickly about it too. I'm playing dishonored right now to finally get through those series. Cause that's one of my like biggest my the way I'm doing 2020 is I'm like trying to get through my biggest regrets of the decade, the games I skipped and should play. Um, if you actually the art styles between Disco Elysium and Dishonored have some cool overlap. I don't know that 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 Disco Elysium was that inspired by Dishonored, but there's actually some neat little like similarities there. I feel like but some anyway. of the like like I'm just pulling up some of the pictures of it. I feel like some of the like use of light and shadows maybe. Yeah, and and just like some of the painterly quality to the because yeah. Dishonored has a very timeless look. It still looks fantastic because it has such a stylized look. Oh, for sure. And a little bit of that, like um, Disco Elysium, has a little bit of that. It's less like in the actual visual design and more in some of the ways that they convey things um, with the way they they like uh, like highlight detail and stuff like that. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I I think that it's uh, it's really remarkable, especially like some of the like aesthetic of things like menus and and moving things around. Like they managed to like, it's the type of thing where I'm I'm really impressed that they did so well with that. Even if they didn't even really need for it to be a great game. Like it's, I feel like it would still be a great game, even if the aesthetic was less good. But the fact that the aesthetic is so, and presentation is so great, really, really elevates it above and beyond. Um, Totally. Number four, I feel like this is probably the most divisive choice on this list for all of us, uh, but it's The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, uh, because I know, (laughs) see, I knew who was going to boo it. I knew that was going to happen. I'm kind of at A on it. I don't think it's bad. Strong visuals. Yeah, it's definitely strong. I don't know that I like it. How about if I I say everything, everything except Link, let's say. Yeah, sure. See, that's why yeah. I, I, that's why I, one of the reasons that I kind of moved it over to most interesting is yeah, because. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, it's definitely interesting, it's, that's for sure. It's, it's so stylized. I personally really like it. And just kind of the feeling that you're playing with like a toy box of uh, characters and moving things around. It's just so stylized in bringing life to a um, Game Boy game. And it's, it's a very, I, I feel like. Even if you don't like it, which is totally fair, um, I, I just appreciate strong choices with games or, or with media in general. Sure. Which is part of why I've been talking so much about cats. <laughs> so <laughs> I, even if it doesn't necessarily succeed, I like strong choices. And I feel like Link's Awakening is definitely a strong choice. And I personally thought it paid off. Um, I, I, I also know that personally, that's one thing. Or I, I I never played it on Game Boy, but I saw the trailer and I was like, I love that art. I want to play that game now. So it convinced yeah. me to pick up the pick up a sixty dollar Game Boy game. So sure, I think that's <laughs> fair. Yeah, yeah. Number three is Sayonara Wild Hearts. 
Um, yeah. Because totally. I feel like the yeah. game is all presentation. Um, it like, oh, not real, not necessarily, but like so much of it is the marriage of the music, the visuals and oh, everything. It's, it's so cohesive. Yeah. Yep. And it's extremely cohesive. Um, and, uh, like, I don't know if it's necessarily even like my favorite video game music, but I feel like the music itself works so well with the visuals and yeah, the visuals yeah, work so well with it. And it's, it just, I feel like if any of those elements were flawed, then it, nobody would care about this game at all. But since yeah. the elements are all so good, that's that it, it, it really elevates the game to uh, something that people should probably play. Totally. Uh, Number two is Hypnospace Outlaw. Hell yeah. (laughs) I need to finish this game. Um, But uh, it's extremely accurate in uh, the type of nostalgia that it's um, replicating. And just the general, you know, kind of 90s, early 2000s internet aesthetic. It It just kind of brings you all the way back. But also just kind of has this like... I feel like it's hard to describe, but it is such a stylish game. And yeah, it, it and manages to like convey that '90s style without leaning on it to the point where it's just like taking it, you know? Yeah, right. and- it's, it's 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 nostalgic without directly like, like yeah, lifting without it's- like yeah, without lifting or without like leaning on like references. Yes. Yeah. And, and it creates its own space for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it it just is. I hit no space. Yeah, <laughs> but for, so for anyone listening who doesn't know that game because it wasn't ultra popular, it's basically GeoCities Cop, the game where you're going through yes. the GeoCities internet and policing. Totally. It. It's, yeah, it's, and, it's and real good. It is just one of those games where you pull it up and you're just like, I feel like every time something, some new, like you look at a new site, it, it would just be like. Oh yeah, I I know I know what this is. This is like I know this oh. GeoCity site that somebody set oh. up for free. I was part of this like Angel a- Fire web ring. <laughs> yep, <laughs> exactly. And it's just like I don't know. It's 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 really nice. It's 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 the type of thing where too that that it's replicating a style that can be at times kind of ugly, but it like is some at sometimes kind of beautiful, and it's just like has such a good total aesthetic and the music is just amazing it's yeah. cool and there's like I, I forget what it is but there's one like uh like jingle for the monster thing and the i definitely monster. got that stuck stuck in my head for a while yeah i know what you're talking i about. don't know which one that is uh there's also the point where you get like a virus yes. and your computer fucks up it's so good and i was like and i was just like Man, this feels good. <laughs> so there's a there's in fact a period where you have to go looking for malicious software. Oh, yeah. so you just keep getting different viruses because you have to download the virus to prove that it's malicious first. Yeah, you have so to you prove just, it's like, a virus. So you keep getting hammered with all these different viruses that do weird shit to your desktop. And then you have to like buy the like uh the various antivirus software. Yeah. Yes. It's so good. It's, it's, it's silly. It is very, very silly, but I I <laughs> I I it's it's just super cool. Um and my number one is going to be Astrologaster. Woo. Uh, cool. So I feel like the uh, presentation is one of those things that uh, I think the gameplay itself is pretty much like just choose your own adventure type style. But um, the visuals, like the visual art style is super, super unique. And the um, but also the Shakespearean kind of chorus that 
um, things in between each individual scene is kind of what sets it apart for me. Um, the it, it just is so much thought went into the music, especially for kind of a smaller indie game. That I think it's really it's really special. Um, it it's I, I think that the the writing itself uh, stands up on its own, but uh, the the general visuals and the music in particular are are just super unique. Cool. So yay! Nice. Uh, does anyone else have games that they think stand out for the way they present themselves? Assemble with care. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that would that would totally be an honorable mention for me for sure. All right. Uh, for me, one of the games that sticks out in this category is What the Golf. Yep. Uh, I really like the kind of lab, like overworld kind of area. I thought that was like a cool way to do things. And then the way they incorporate other games, like other indie games from like the past decade into that aesthetic or like adapt to the other game's aesthetic. Uh, there's one in particular that made me say, holy shit. And I think also made Alex and maybe Pat also say holy shit when they got to it. There are a couple of yeah. moments when playing yeah. that game where I was just definitely like, what is happening? Eventually I way. said, holy shit, I'm bored. But <laughs> at wow. the moment you're describing, yes, I got very, wow. I was very into it. Wow. I agree, Pat. I also <laughs> agree. About that an hour in. But, that game uh, rules. I got, I got two. Yeah. You ready? Uh, rules the list of boring games. Agreed. But uh, one would be Gree. Because especially mm-hmm. near, sure. especially near the end of that game, where like it's visually gorgeous, yeah, and then like it yeah. starts going all watercolory and stuff like that. Uh, but the other one would be Wadham. Mm-hmm. It's cool. There's like lots of golden poops in that. And that's just all all presentation, baby. <laughs> I would say, um, can we get a? Can I get a a, a um, someone to record Alex's first eye roll of the day? Uh, I would say that control. Fits this category very well. Um, Visually incredible game. That that font work. Font and visual design, and it's cohesive. Um, The music is really good throughout it. It's just like presentation-wise, I think it... uh, That's one of the things that made me love it as much as I do. Oh, uh, and also another thing that I I should have had as an honorable mention, uh, Alex will appreciate this, uh, AI the Somnium Files. I feel like visually it's totally. cool, but the thing that stands out is Invincible Rainbow Arrow, which is like <laughs> my. That's... It's so it's so catchy. Did Did you get to the end? No, and I want to. Oh man! Because no. wow, <laughs> I, I got know. To the end. Yeah, there's. Uh, anyways, Iba is extremely well designed. She's such a cool I was character. very cool. I feel like the character design is, is generally pretty good. I think the, like I, the thing about Iba that makes her the best presentation is how excited she gets about bugs. <laughs> uh, I really liked uh, the design for Iba, not Iba, for Date and uh, the prisoner. Oh yeah, totally. I thought that they have really <laughs> great designs, and when the oh, are you going to spoil something? <laughs> When the twist slash flip happens for those characters, the designs still work. Yeah, totally. I, I don't think that's a huge spoiler. Um, um, it is maybe, kind of a huge spoiler, but th- it, it depends how, what you spoiler, take from it. <laughs> I think it's a spoiler with knowledge yeah. of what it's spoiling, yeah. but not beforehand. But, and, if I say when the twist happens, yeah. 
But also, I mean, yeah. there's lots of good designs in that game. A-Set is a really good design for like a Japanese idol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And anyways, yeah, totally. Oh, last one real quick. Uh, Total War Three Kingdoms, I think, actually had a really oh. cool uh, presentation because uh, they had like these ink brush, like inkbrush painting kind of cutscenes where they're like kind of laying out like here's what's happening at the start and like Dong Zhuo has been assassinated and like the streets are burning and all this stuff when like big like game changing moments happen yeah at least like story wise it's cool that they got back to that because they used to do um they used to do very like uh they always used to intro those games using a visual style appropriate for the region that they were drawing from. So like mm-hmm. Rome total war had like very like um, it had a lot of like Roman style painted mm-hmm. art and like ceramic art and stuff. And then like uh, in the intro and like um, Shogun total war had the, like um, the, the ink stroke kind of artwork that you see in, in feudal Japan and same thing with like medieval total war had like very, medieval looking stuff. Um, so it's neat that they got back to that for the Warhammer games because they're Warhammer. They just had like, they were cool, but they were just CG intros. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any kind of like style to them. So it's neat that they got back to that for uh, three kingdoms. And all the maps look real nice too, with like, as the seasons change and yeah. you know, the mountains get snowy and then the leaves change color and all that good stuff. Yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. Next Sam, please um, take us on a journey. That we wish we had gone on. Yeah, that's my list this year, which is uh, 11 games that I wish I had 11? played. 11? <laughs> my uh, God. I'm, I'm not going to talk very lo- much about them. Uh, I mean, how could you? You haven't them. played them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, uh, right, I've got my list here on the iPad. So, um, first off, um, in honor of our missing cast member, Erica, uh, the game that I w- one of the games I wish I'd played more of was Erica. Borderlands Three. No, it's it's, it's Erica. <laughs> oh, for the PS4. <laughs> uh, I played about half an hour of it. Um, I think it's a really cool. It's basically an FMV game that you play with your phone, uh, PlayLink using the the PlayLink system. Um, you can also play it with the controller. Um, but I was super interested in it, and I really liked the cast. Um, it's like an old British cast, and the central mystery of kind of who murdered Erica's father is really interesting. Um, next on the list, I just uh, so I realized halfway through your talking, I was thinking of Eliza. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I was like, wait, the game takes place in Seattle. How is it an all British cast? <laughs> I also almost added Eliza to this list. Eliza is on my to playlist, okay. um, but this list got to 11. So I cut it there. Um, Luigi's Mansion three um, uh, probably should have been swapped for Eliza because the reason I haven't played it is because there's no invert aim and I play inverted. So I don't know whether I could play that game, but I would like to give it a shot. That's a good reminder because I was thinking about picking it up, but I can't play that if it doesn't have aim inversion. Yeah, I think I'll rent it and if it, and see if I can play it because it's kind of I, I hear it's not very aim heavy. I think um, there's an so, auto aim. Mm, Maybe and so you know. There's definitely aiming, I but I feel like it. I feel like it actually like it took me a while to get used to the aiming, but once you once I did it, it worked. I don't know. 
Okay. Um, uh, the next one is uh, so originally I had Outer Wilds on this list, but I've now almost finished the Outer Wilds. Uh, I feel like I'm about two loops from finishing it. I have two places that I haven't been. Um, well, one place I haven't been, and then the once I have all the pieces, I'll do the ending. So, um, yeah, the Outer Worlds is great. But Outer Worlds, so I just deleted a few letters. Uh, Outer Worlds is one that I really want to get back to. Um, I know that a lot of people said that it doesn't stay great, but what I played of it, I really, really enjoyed. Um, I've been missing Mass Effect games. Uh, I The Mass Effect slash Dragon Age style of game I don't think there's been a good one since Mass Effect 3 because I don't like Dragon Age Inquisition or Andromeda. So I really wish that I had played some more of that this year. Um, the next one is one that I'm playing purely on recommendation from Alex, which is Manifold Garden. Mm. Um, I completely forgot to play it and cancelled my Apple Arcade subscription. <laughs> so it's installed on my iPad, but is completely useless. Um, but I will play that at some point. Wait, that's, it looks really cool. That's interesting. How does it lock you out when you don't have a subscription? When you tap the app, it just says, would you like to subscribe to Apple Arcade? Oh, okay. Um, and next up, another... Pardon me. Sorry, I've also got a cold. Um, it's not as bad as Alex's, I don't think. Um, next up is Sky, the Children of Light. Um, someone told me that this is basically a non-violent looter that you can play on your phone. Um, How much have you played of it? <laughs> I have none. Right? I, I I have played one hour of this game. Okay, you've played about as much. I wish as I, have, I had. I wish I had played more because it seems exactly up my street. Um, but every time I launch it, I'm like, "What the hell am I supposed to do again?" Yeah, I, yeah. It doesn't re-onboard you very well. No. It assumes that and you have been playing it every day for the last six months. I probably played like an hour right. and a half. I did a couple mm. of the little worlds, and it was just like very not. There felt like there was I wasn't doing anything. I just felt like I was like running forward. And like I like games where you run forward and cool stuff happens, but I just felt like like nothing was happening. And I don't know when the loot thing starts happening, but it certainly wasn't happening in the opening of that game. There was like nothing. <laughs> yeah. It felt like I was just kind of going from place to place without any sort of direction or um, and it, any yeah. sort of support. And I didn't really know what it was all leading up to or achieving. Yeah. So I'm interested for you to, oh, wait. you should play more right, of it and tell me about the outer wilds there. Oh, anyway. uh, so you're just bad then. I guess maybe, if you're bad at the Outer Wilds, maybe I'm just bad at Sky. Um, that's that's a, That is a joke. I don't think that about the Outer Wilds. Um, Plague Tale, Innocence. I know, Alex, you played this. Yep. Um, basically, this jumped onto my two playlist because of Jake Decker from GameSpot, who talked very highly about it, said it was really high on his top 10. Um, and uh, we, he and I have agreed on most of the games in his top 10. So um, I'm super interested to play it. Um, I will probably get to this never because I don't play old games, but um, I have the hope and the uh, ambition. The, the, um, the, the first two thirds of it are extremely good. The last third is questionable, but it but it's overall really it's worth the experience. 
Cool. Um, next up is uh, Andre's most played game of 20, 2019, which is uh, Destiny 2 Shadowkeep. I know Uh-oh. it's not really a game. <laughs> no, we lost him. We lost Sam. It's, it's the oh. curse. Oh, there we it's go. the curse. Hi, Sam. We lost you. What was we the game? We lost you for a second. <laughs> oh, Destiny 2. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't say it. You can't say it out we loud. We lost him again. We- Destiny oh, 2, Shadowkeep. Oh, okay. We lost you again for a second, but we were able to hear you say Destiny 2. Oh, Sam. Right. Oh, no. Um, Destiny 2, the year it released, 2017, was my game of the year. I had about 300 hours in it um, then, and then I played about 20 or 30 hours of Forsaken. Sorry, that's my Apple Watch. <laughs> You're learning that you shouldn't play Destiny anymore. Yeah, I know. I'm taking my watch off, so it shouldn't theory me anymore. Um, yeah, so uh, I really, really love Destiny. I love playing it, but um, I've played maybe an hour and a half of Shadowkeep, oh. and I, the majority of the reason is it's really, really hard to sit down and play a console game when you have a newborn child. What I was going to say is you had a kid, so I think you're absolved for not Um, having played more Destiny. Yeah, it's taken me, I would say, over a month to play about 10 hours of The Outer Wilds. Sure. Um, And that's not a good way to play that game. I will say that, yes, it's interesting. I hadn't even thought about that, but yes, that's not a good way to play that game. Um, And uh, so I've, I've enjoyed what I've played, I'm really, really interested in the storyline because I love Eris Morn and I like the moon. I think it's really cool. Um, I think all the equipment looks cool. The raid sounds great. But the thing about Destiny is I think that you you basically need to play that game for an entire night, one night a week with a group of friends. Like That's how I really enjoyed playing the majority of Forsaken. And uh, that just isn't a possibility for me at the moment. Yeah. So that's the reason why I haven't played much Shadowkeep. Um, Life is Strange 2 I finished chapter 1 I have never touched that game again Um, (laughs) it looks great I really enjoyed what I played of chapter 1 although as I was kind of coming to the end I was like this is the end right this is the end of the okay this is the end of the chapter and I just kind of I was wanting it to end Um, I do really really want to play more of it because I love the characters and I'm super interested in the situation that they put them in. So having finished that, this isn't a spoiler. This is a, I don't think you will have that problem with any other episode. Excellent. Um, this is a game that, uh, next, next game, which I feel would probably be really, really high on my top 10. If I had played it is Dragon Quest Builders two. Uh, it, I got it for Christmas. I've played about two hours since then because I've been, playing other stuff because I thought it'd be more relevant for game of the year. Um, now I've played those couple of hours. I'm really upset that I didn't focus on it and play, try and get like 10 hours in, which I probably could have. Um, it's a really, really cool looking. And like, I feel like they've really nailed the style this time around. And, um, and, uh, there's a really fun story so far. Um, uh, and Dragon Quest Builders one was really good. And the only issue with it was that you would build up a town and then they'd be like, yeah, but like go somewhere else and do that again, rather than letting you expand and build and grow the same town in like the same way you would in Minecraft or like SimCity or somewhere like that. But that is apparently not the case with Dragon Quest Builders 2. I'm not far enough to tell you whether it's not the case. Um, and I wish that I had had time to play that more. Well, I have two games left and uh, one of them is probably pretty predictable. 
The next one is another shadow game. It's uh, Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers. Um, the year of the PlayStation's release, the PlayStation 4's release, I played about 100 hours of Final Fantasy XIV uh, with a big group of friends. Really enjoyed it. Um, and I tried to go back this year and I just had absolutely no idea what I was doing. I didn't know how to play the game. I didn't know how to play my class. Um, returning to an MMO is difficult, but I do feel like Final Fantasy didn't do a very good job of, of re-onboarding. Um, Absolutely I mean, not. <laughs> you can go back and like do the tutorial things, but I don't know if that's like yeah. what your issue was. But yeah, I think what I will end up doing is creating a new character. But having already finished a Realm Reborn mm-hmm. and finished a like a huge section of, I think Heavensward was well, the first expansion. Yeah. Couldn't you just uh, take your character and then make a lower level job and then like learn that job? But I want to learn my high level jobs because I, you know, those are cool. You I would probably take you less time job. to relearn them than it would to replay through the game with a new character. Yeah. Based on how far you got. Um, yeah. I think I may end up starting a new character, learning how to yeah, play my class that makes sense. and then quitting and going back to yeah, my sure. main. I can see that. Um, it's, it's a, a people are saying that it's the best story in gaming right now. At least best um, Final and Fantasy. I, yeah. And uh, yeah, people are saying the best story in Final Fantasy by a long shot. So I obviously need to get back to it. Um, Makes sense. Finally, Trails of Cold Steel 3. <laughs> um, so uh, about four years ago, I played half of Trails of Cold Steel 1 and I thought the game was great. I was playing it on Vita and then my Vita died. Um, I had to then repurchase one later. When I did, my cloud save hadn't come across. So um, I lost like 20, 30 hours of that game and I couldn't go back and replay it. Um, I am now replaying it on PS4 since it was re-released this year. Um, But that means that I can't play Trials of God Steel 3 because I haven't played one or two. Um, So this year was like my... Sam plays 50-hour Japanese games year. <laughs> um, I played uh, Dragon Quest. I played Judgment. I played Fire Emblem. I played Pokemon. All of them for like 50-plus hours. Um, and then you can add a few other games there, like I played AI, The Somnium Files, and Science Gate Elite for like 20-plus hours both. Um, and, you know, so I played a lot of really long Japanese games this year. And I feel like that's where I'm kind of starting to find my niche um, in, I don't know, at least in 2019 releases. Um, So Trails of Cold Steel 1, I'm currently playing and enjoying. But uh, next year, my plan is to get through 1, 2, and 3, ready for when the English translation of 4 releases, which is going to be next year or the year after. Cool. Godspeed. Yeah, thank you. Apparently, the first game is essentially all scene setting, and has almost no relevant story points. Ooh. So I'm really excited to finish playing it. Uh, does anyone, That's my last game on my list. Does anyone have any games they wish they had played this year? God, so many. Um, yeah, Sam <laughs> hit a lot of mine, just, but yes. I, I, I won't go all into it because I, I just won't, but like, I feel like this is the year more than any, like, any of the previous two years where I felt like I didn't play enough games or play enough okay. games for this. And I was kind of stressed out about it until I decided fuck it and stopped. Yeah. 
but I had less that issue and more. There's like games that I know I would really love that. Um, like something like Sekiro, for example, is a game that I know when I actually like get through it, it's going to be really great. But I felt like I, w- I don't feel like I have to, but like what I wanted to do was kind of go back and get through the souls games as a whole. Cause I've touched pretty much. I hadn't played two or dark souls or three, but I played like a lot of dark souls and a lot of bloodborne before I stopped playing them um, back when I was in school. Um, and I felt like I'm, I've played enough Sekiro to know that it's a different thing. You can totally play it if you haven't played souls games before, but for me and the way I like to enjoy like series of games, it felt like right to go back and play through the dark souls games and play through bloodborne and stuff, which is going to take a long time. I don't expect to like get it all done soon, but that's kind of the route I want to take to getting to Sekiro. And, um, uh, I want to play dragon quest 11, which is not from this year, but, um, but, but that the port that I'm going to play is the switch one, um, which came out this year. Uh, so yeah, but a lot of my stuff though is even older than that, but also the stuff that Sam said, FF 14, although, um, playing some of that, I don't like the combat in that game. I think it's really boring. Um, and so that's going to be a slog to get through mm-hmm. that stuff. Cause yeah, I, at this point I'm waiting for them to fix the, the space between the, yeah. the, the expansions. I'm kind of uh, there so. too. Yeah. Um, so like we'll right before we'll the end of a realm reborn. Well, they're also going to fix, I thought they were re- reworking a realm reborn's base story too. To well, like I'm, that's it. too late for that, but I can just, I can no, no, but I'm like saying for me, hour for me. App. Yeah. I, so I don't know. I might just wait until there's they a, get that. There's stuff. a lot of fetch quest stuff in there. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Uh, and uh, sorry, it's the thing. Sorry. The thing about 14 for me is that that game was almost exclusively about playing it socially, and then but also in so I play a lot of it socially, um, and we would like watch the cutscenes and talk over them. And uh, yeah, and if I was playing by myself, I would be 99% of the time watching the West Wing. And the problem is, <laughs> I played that game with friends to an extent, but like the thing that the issue that we ran into is like two of my friends had time to play when I was when that game was new, I didn't have time to play it to like binge it, I had time to play it for like a few hours on the weekend. Um, and then they though were like, well, fuck it. We can just binge it. So two of them played through the entire game without the rest of us. And then the rest of us were kind of like, well, now we don't have a full party. And then the two people that played it would jump in and kind of like say like, Oh, I remember this cutscene. That's when this happens. And it was like, shut the fuck up. This is not fun. <laughs> so <laughs> I had that issue with that game originally. So, um, I don't know. I don't really love playing it socially and I, but I do like the story a lot. So I think it's a game that, and it's the combat is like kind of boring, but I think the combat's kind of boring in like MMOs and JRPGs largely. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that (laughs) other people, I'm not trying to like present some kind of like nuanced opinion. Just for me, I find combat in JRPGs pretty boring. Um, And so it's not, the fact that the combat is kind of boring is kind of fine because I still think it's satisfying to like do the quests and I think the story's good. So it's, I don't mean it as some like fuck that game. I'm not going to play it. Um, more just, uh, it is a hurdle. It's great. I'm watching clone wars right now. Um, and so bingey stuff like games that are grindy that I can just kind of like play without needing to pay tons of attention are great. So, uh, (laughs) Um, it fits that category for sure. Yeah. 
Uh, for me, uh, I've got three. Some of them are, yeah, so Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night, or whatever it was. Uh, mm-hmm. I played so many Metroidvanias last year, though. <laughs> so If you like Symphony of the Night, one. if you want to play Symphony of the Night again... Then you should uh, yeah, play Bloodstained. I don't have a ton of experience with Symphony of the Night, but well, then it'll be like a new experience for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've got it installed now. Uh, I've somehow figured out what was wrong with my Microsoft Store on my PC, but yeah, because that's on Game Pass. Uh, Judgment. I love Yakuza Six. Uh, yeah. At this point, I'm probably not going to play Judgment. Like I, I now I know what happens, kind of more or less. I know like the broad strokes. Uh, it sounds good, but now like that. The mystery has been kind of taken out of the mystery game. I don't know if I'll actually you, hit it, but it, where did you where did you get did where did you get that from? Uh, from just like the giant bomb stuff. Uh, like, oh, um, they didn't reveal any of the cool stuff. Uh, I, I'm sure, uh, but yeah, uh, I don't. It sounds very similar to like the Yakuza stories in a way, uh, like doing its own thing. But like those kinds of reveals, like it very much cut from that same. Okay, because the Yakuza six reveals are pretty fucking out there. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, and like the Yakuza zero stuff, like it's it sounds cut from that same cloth. And that's th- those all sound good. Uh, and maybe I'll get to judgment, but I that don't just know, makes you want to play someday. it more because I'm like. Man, and assuming then, it's not the same thing as what happens in Yakuza Six. Oh yeah, no, it's not. But uh, and I didn't listen to Best Story at Giant Bomb. So Remnant from the Ashes. Hell yeah! I wish I wish I had played that. Uh, I finished that game, and I wish I had played more of that. I finished that game, and I want to play more of it in 2020. It it sounds real good. Maybe I'll get to it oh. sometime in 2020. Uh, on Game Pass. On PC, yeah, I'm not an Xbox owner. I live in Japan. I can't, I can't boost their sales numbers like that. That'd be weird. They'd sell like seven think, Xboxes in 2020. Uh, I don't think you're legally allowed to buy an Xbox in Japan. It's, it's true. They put you on a list. Uh, yeah. And actually, <laughs> last last thing, I wish I'd played The Witcher Three again. The oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I want to play The Witcher Three every year, but uh, it just you know playing other games. Gotta maybe I'll make time. In 2020, we'll see. Uh, congrats to CD Projekt Project, Red Project. on pr- Project, uh, the, you know, Project, Project Red uh, on their massive, like over 100,000 people playing Red Witcher Three on Steam for Witcher Three on now. Steam ever. <laughs> yeah, There's, that show's real good. It's, I still have to watch. Pretty good. The show. I'm like seven episodes in. I'm on. Yeah, I got one episode left. I think there's two games I wish I played. One is more. Okay. One is Morph- Morphe's Law because I never actually got into no, it. It's not. You you didn't miss much. <laughs> okay, and then the other was uh, Devil May Cry Five. Yeah, yeah. Again, I forgot that came out this year. Like there are cool things in it, but it's no DMC. Yeah. Yeah, DMC. DMC's great. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, um, like there, there are some really cool things in Devil May Cry Five, uh, but I found like the second half of that game. To let be me tell very you, very boring. I, it's it's the Devil May Cry fandom is furious that not more people that people more people aren't talking about that game at the end of the year. I saw some stuff from Devil May Cry fans that are like, Devil May Cry 5 is the best game of the generation by far, and it's not even <laughs> um, being discussed. And it's just like, look, it looks cool, but y'all need to chill out a little bit. <laughs> it's <laughs> wow. Mm, Maybe it's if not. they called it Devil Will Cry, not Devil May Cry. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what's funny Devil about them cry. calling it Devil May Cry? 
the devil does always cry. So I don't know why they don't just call it devil does cry. It's got some good ass music though. <laughs> like I played DMC two earlier this year, even the one that everyone hates. And I actually liked it because it has some fucking dumb stuff that happens in it. Uh, and it plays pretty much like the first one. Devil, uh, devil does lots of cry. Then you can shorten. Yeah, the devil does lots of cry, and then game. you can say DDLC. Yeah. Anyways, exactly. Doki Doki literature callbacks call. to first year of gaming fix game of the year discussions. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Doki Doki literature club is better than DMC two. <laughs> uh, as a really weird aside, did the game that Doki Doki literature club was viral marketing for ever come out? Wait, what? Uh, it wasn't viral marketing. It was. There was like, there was like a lot of speculation a, that like Frog Fractions three. There's a there's a speculation that like content in the game was uh like leading up to a larger paid for oh game. yeah you mean the KFC game? <laughs> <laughs> well, the developer uh, of DDLC like they did say that like oh we're working on something bigger than this and this is hopefully you'll this game will make you interested in in our bigger thing. I think it was more so about, I don't know if I call it viral marketing. Yeah, I think it was for the team, not for a specific game that they were making. Yeah. Yeah, it was more for the developer as a whole, team but they haven't released Sal- anything else Dan, as far as Dan Salvato, is that it? Yeah. There's also like yeah. if you if you like if you get like deep into some of the like lore stuff, which I've definitely watched a couple of YouTube videos on because I I have no life. Uh, it, it it does kind of like hint. Maybe this is like leading up like to another game, but cool. Yeah, I did nothing. They haven't released. There's anything. nothing d- definitive yet. That would be awesome. They haven't wow. even like announced anything else. I'm yeah. Looking at their website, they only list Doki Doki as their only product. Uh, do they have like a Patreon or something? I don't know how they make money uh there's like there's, like there's a lot of merch. merchandise yeah. oh, okay cool got it that makes sense also i think uh, you can that's buy, actually very smart. Like, I, I think there was like a, there's a special yeah, edition a, of the game. donation button yeah there's a yeah. special special edition of the game where it comes with soundtrack and stuff anyways uh uh all right pat please hit us with your list of, yeah of things so um <laughs> The, the transition, sorry. My list of it's, things. You know, it's only going to get worse from here, baby. I got two things to share. No. Uh, um, uh, apologies if there's any beeping in the background. There's still some beeping happening on my end uh, in another room. But um, the my uh, list, my category, originally I was going to do like a, a five games that I played after I locked in my top ten list and, and wish I had played before. But Sam's category had enough overlap there that of like games that you wish you'd played that um, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, and it was mostly just Hypnospace and Call of Duty that kind of fell into that category anyway. Uh, so instead, I wanted to talk about a few of the my favorite tabletop games of 2019. Um, part of the reason that I wanted to say favorite and not like the best is because um, I am not a, since I'm not an official, like a board game reviewer, I don't get sent copies and board games are an expensive, like more expensive than video games generally to keep up with. So, and since they take physical space that games do video games do not like, it's just not really reasonable to try to like look at a huge chunk of them of the year. But I did play, like five or six new tabletop games this year and uh, narrowed that down to uh, three games. Um, So the first one I want to talk about 
Uh, they're not really in any order. Um, though, if I had to pick one, it would be the last one for the best one. Um, the first game I want to talk about is actually not a new tabletop game. Um, this it is a game that came out originally in 1976. <laughs> Dang. Uh, 1979, published by Avalon Hill. Um, Ten years that, too late. <laughs> and that is a board game called Dune, um, based on Frank Herbert's landmark science fiction novel. Cool. Um, and uh, David Lynch's landmark science fiction film, which everyone agrees is a great adaptation of the novel. Um, yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Dune is a... It's probably like the first, I think, I don't know for sure, but it's one of the first asymmetric um, strategy games, specifically territory control games that's ever come out. So this is a game where you are on the planet um, of Arrakis from Dune and trying to control cities on the planet. And it actually has a sort of simple look to it. Uh, Largely, the board is just broken up into territories. And um, with some cities, spaces that you need to take uh, to win the game. And if you're playing uh, on your own, like by yourself, you just need to hold three of them. But if you're playing in a alliance with another player, you need to hold four. And there's loads of different intricate things that can happen as the game goes on. Sandworms can pop up and, and eat your armies and the storm travels around the board and destroys an armies that are in the open when they, when it comes up, um, there's a whole system of like, uh, trader cards where you have to play leaders with your troops when you get into battles with other players. And if your opponent has your trader card for the leader you played, then they can win the fight. There's weapons you can get. There's tons of thematic things. Like, um, if you get the laser weapon card and your opponent plays a shield, which is normally defense against a projectile weapon, everybody dies because the laser hits the shield and it blows up, which is something that is from the novel. Um, there's things like cards that destroy the, the shield wall that exists to protect one of the major cities from the storm. And like, there's just lots of cool nods thematically to the book, but it manages to do all this and maintain um, a lot of uh, complexity for playing the game. The other thing that's really cool about it is, uh, and this is sort of the biggest feature of the game is that each faction is totally different from the other ones. Um, they all have troops. Like that's the one basic thing that they all do is they all have troops that they move around and largely the troops behave similarly, but there's things like, uh, if you are playing the spacing guild, um, everyone has to pay you to move their troops from their reserves to the planet. If you're playing as the emperor, um, everyone is paying you when they purchase combat cards. Um, if you're playing as like the Harkonnen, then you have way more trader cards and uh, combat cards than anybody else because you hold a bunch of information. Um, one of the most interesting ones is the uh, the uh, Arakis. The f- what is this? What is their name? Um, Sorry, the Fremen. No, the Fremen are interesting. Their their troops don't have to fly into the planet; they just come up from the southern hemisphere. So they only have one space they can deploy on, but they can move extra spaces, uh, and um, then they can uh, they can do all kinds of stuff with uh, like the the sandworm and things like that, and the storm. 
Um, no, the, but the faction I was thinking was the Atreides, actually. Uh, they can, um, whoever the Atreides player is, they are the only person they can look at the combat cards as they're being bid on, because normally that's secret. And they can record that information on a sheet of notes. And they're the only faction that is allowed to have a sheet of notes at the table. Nobody else can take notes during the game, but the Atreides can. And so they can track who has what all of the secret information in the game. They can, they can keep track of and they can sell. This is the other part of the game is you can sell all of this stuff to other players. Um, And then on top of that, there's alliances that happen, but you can't freely form and break alliances. There has to be specific cards that come up to allow you a period of forming and breaking alliances. So it's a game of backstabbing. It's a game of, of politics um, and also a strategy. It's really, really good. And the reason I'm including it on my list this year is that Gale force nine released a really wonderful reprint of it. It's an affordable box. Um, I think originally it launched at $40, but demand has been so high that they increased the price to 50 because they did a larger print run. Um, And it's weird with tabletop companies, like, they're not a huge company, so a bigger print run costs them more money up front and blah, 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 blah. So they did up the price by 10 bucks, but it's a really good value What's for what you get in the box. Um, they've announced a expansion to come out this year, but they're doing a very slow drip of expansions and picking and choosing the best stuff from expansions that came out for the original game. So it's not like a Fantasy Flight game where there's an expansion every two months. Um, it's a really, really great game. I think if you're if you have a dedicated group of friends that are willing to learn to play a specific game and play it over and over again, um, I would be hard pressed to give you a better recommendation for a game in 2019 than Dune. Um, the second game on the list is a one that I recently got my hands on. Um, it was a Kickstarter game that was kickstarted in 2018 and came out this year called cloud spire. Um, if you like Dota or league of legends, and you like complex board games uh, and asymmetry, I would recommend Cloudspire. Um, this is a game that combines elements of tower defense because you are constructing your towers uh, and um, MOBAs to sort of, sort of build this uh, game where you're, you're, you're like every turn you have this map in front of you and you have your faction stronghold. And you spend resources to upgrade your different parts of your faction strongholds so that you get stronger over the course of the game. Each stronghold is like entirely unique. Each faction, there's four factions in the box and a fifth one you can get in an expansion. Each faction has an entirely unique set of units and heroes. um, And they have their units have like a unique set of like keywords too. Um, So like there's a bird faction and they can fly and you have to have ranged units to counter them and stuff. Um, So it's a very interesting tower defensive game. Every turn you are building up your fortress and then you're sending out a set of units, heroes and, and like minion units, the minions run along a set path, just like in a creeps in a MOBA and the heroes you can control more freely. Um, And you sort of bash them at each other and, and with the hopes of destroying your opponent's gate. Um, the, one of the cool things about this game is like, it is very complex, but it has competitive play team play, um, where you can do two on two, you can do a four player free for all, you can do solitaire. There's a 14 mission solitaire campaign, or I think it's 14, 16, maybe, um, there's a cooperative campaign. 
Uh, so there's loads of ways to play the game, which is very cool. Uh, and then the weird part, the weirdest part about it is that this is a company that makes games that are by their nature waterproof, which is a very unique thing. Uh, they're called chip theory games. Um, they only have a few titles released. They only sell directly through their website. Um, but, and they but, kickstart all their games. But, but why? Why are they? All I don't know so you why. Can have like a pool party and play the game. <laughs> you want to go to the I don't beach why. and play board games or not? <laughs> I don't know as, why, but as somebody whose copy of Pandemic was ruined by my wife spilling a glass of gin and tonic on it, I completely understand. <laughs> you could definitely recover this game. When I say waterproof, I still would not want to immerse them in water because they're not like so you can't basically play it underwater. Got it. You could, in theory, I would not want to with my copy, I'll say. Um, you could basically the way that they are waterproof is that the board pieces, instead of using like cardboard or um, like, you know, poster board kind of pieces, mm-hmm. they're all like neoprene mouse pad material mm-hmm. um, for the board parts. So in this game, that's like all of the, the the maps are divided into the map is divided into these hexes that are that are these neoprene um, things that interlock. And then the fortresses that is like kind of your player board is uh, is is a neoprene mat. Um, and then all of the cards are plastic cards. Like if you've ever seen plastic playing cards. Yeah. Um, they're all that kind of plastic. There are not very many cards in this game. There's only two decks and they're both like not used tons. Um, and uh, then all of the like units that you use so everything that to, for your towers all of the minions all the heroes are all poker chips um and they're poker chips with like printed artwork and values and stuff so they're still really pretty looking it still has a really cool style it doesn't just look like poker chips being pushed around really but um they that's how they like so and it's a really great system because it allows you to add a glance see like i can see that hero over there and the hero chip is on top so I can look at the top and see what their stats are and then any upgrades and their health is stacked below them. So if they have five health, they'll have five red chips below them. So without having to like get someone to pass you a card that they're tracking stats on, you can just look across the board and go, I know that hero has five health because I can see that there's five chips there. So it's a really neat system. They're a really cool company. Cloudspire is a great game. I hope it continues to be a platform like their other game, uh, Too Many Bones, um, and that they add stuff to it for a long time. Uh, and yes, it is very funny that that game is called Too Many Bones, and I often think Too Many Boners whenever I see it. So, yeah. Well, that's what that's actually what they call a video or a board game store. So Too Many Boners. Oh, that's um, why they make their games waterproof. <laughs> oh, so, except they know, don't soggy sell biscuit, them. It's soggy board game. They don't sell them in stores. They only sell them through their website, and you know why that no, is? Because uh, there's no such thing as too many bonus. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you, uh, you, anyway, you will get wet. You might get soaked, but the game that I am going to call, um, my winner, speaking of, uh, at least Sam and I getting wet, uh, <laughs> oh dear. uh, is Allison is making a very good, is a new game called Marvel champions, the card game, uh, it came out a couple of months ago from Fantasy Flight Games. Um, I think if I had to, like, I think Dune and Cloudspire are maybe both better games mechanically than Champions is. But uh, Champions is um, kind of both 
an IP that I really love and a thing I've wanted forever. Um, so Champions is a living card game, which is uh, Fantasy Flight's um, branding for games that they expand over time. Um, and not just with like you buy the game and then six months later an expansion comes out. Um, Marvel Champions, I actually have to go get them because I don't have them. Marvel Champions, in theory, they've had some supply issues, uh, but in theory, there will be a new pack of cards every month that you can get. And it'll either be a scenario pack or it'll be a uh, hero pack. And basically what the game is, is it's a cooperative uh, card game where you build decks based on different heroes. So you might play Black Panther or Iron Man or Spider-Man or She-Hulk. Those are kind of and Captain Marvel. Those are the ones in the base set. Um, And you build your deck and then there is a sort of AI controlled villain deck that is sort of the scenario you're playing against and it scales for players you can play it with one to four people it scales really well it's a great solo game but i've heard it's also a great four player game and the feel of it is a lot like playing a trading card game um something like magic or pokemon except uh without oh it's it's very smartly designed when it doesn't feel like a clone of those things um but it it has that sort of like fast-paced it's my turn. I play my cards. I do my attacks and now it's my friend's turn. Um, which is in contrast to the other major cooperative, uh, LCGs that fantasy flight has done. Their, their Arkham horror living card game is exceptionally good, but also exceptionally complicated. It takes like a half hour to set up. It takes, you know, two hours to play a game. Um, it's good, but it's a lot of investment from the players because on top of all that, each player needs their own custom deck and like you could build four decks and give them to your friends. But I think that game is best if everyone brings their own deck to the table. Um, Whereas Marvel champions is much more like you can spend hours building a deck if you want to, or you can just say like, here's 25 cards, you're Spider-Man go for it. Um, Which is really cool. Um, And uh, I think that it handles like, instead of being this like behemoth, like unique mechanics of moving around a board instead, it's like, no, we're fighting venom. Venom plays these three cards. You have to figure out how to mitigate those cards. And then it's your turn and you're trying to deal damage. Um, it also has things where like where you're switching to your alter ego to kind of deal with two different timers that are ticking up, um, that, that the bad guy is building up. Uh, and it's just a very smartly designed game. It takes a lot of nods from their other games uh, and combines them into something that plays fast and is a lot of fun and um, hopefully will last for a long time. Like I said, they have a Captain America pack out now for hero play, and then they have uh, a Green Goblin scenario deck out. And all the villains have like multiple difficulty levels. They're super replayable. Oh. Um, and I'm really Sorry. excited. <laughs> no, you, you actually couldn't hear it. It was just your <laughs> hope. <laughs> uh but uh but i'm excited to see it continue and i think it's a really good entry point too for anybody who is sort of interested in like playing card games physical card games and wants one that has like identifiable characters and they've captured the way the characters work really well like black panther relies on fishing through his deck for very specific skill cards. And then he Love combos that part in black Panther where he just went fishing for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. um, fishing is a term for when you're trying to get specific cards out of your deck for people who don't play card games. Um, and he's like, then he like does a bunch of crazy shit in one turn. Um, 
Iron Man starts very weak, uh, but then he he like as Tony Stark, you're kind of like drawing lots of cards and gaining lots of resources to then play lots of tech cards to make your Iron Man side that you flip to really powerful. Um, Spider-Man is really good at like mitigating different effects. So he's not huge on doing damage, but he's able to like deal with the the scheme deck really well, which is kind of the thing that the villain is giving you problems outside of combat with. And then he's also good at kind of like pushing away villain cards. Um, She-Hulk just does a shitload of damage. So like they're just, it's cool the way they've captured all the characters. Um, And if you like Marvel at all or like card games at all, I recommend it. Neato. Uh, Does anyone else have any board games from 2019 you'd like to recommend? I've almost bought Marvel Champions like nine times. <laughs> it's tough uh, to play with a with a with a child, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think the the big thing is that a you know my son is nine weeks old, so he won't understand it. Um, <laughs> he definitely, you do need um, some reading. He's got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I feel like I'm going to just go in with like Yu Gi Oh, well, so, so that he knows. I will say. Um, when he, games are. I don't know if Marvel Champions will be around in seven or eight years, but um, if it is, which they have, you know, the Game of Thrones card game has been around that long for sure. And they they still release stuff for that. Um, I would say the thing that makes Marvel Champions a great game to play with kids uh, and teach them is one. It's like got a lot of depth, but it still has relatively simple rules. And two, since it's cooperative, you can sit together and look at each other's cards and say, like, well, I think we should do this and stuff. So mm. I think it actually is a great game to play with kids. Perhaps not with like a newborn or an infant. <laughs> um, He's got. He needs every advantage he can get in today's world. He got to start him early. How is he going to be like? What What's like the esports for trading card games? Um. Well, there's the Magic Pro Tour. Is it C Sports Card Sports? I think it's just the Magic Pro Tour. Well, this is a Magic. Yeah, but there aren't really pro scenes for most card games. Magic is, is kind of the pro one scene for. There's a pro scene for Pokemon, isn't there? There is, yeah. It's played at, like, the same events that they play the professional, like, they play the video game professionally. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know if I call they, it a pro scene. Poop in the hallway. <laughs> yeah. I don't, think, I don't think you can make a living playing Pokemon, the Pokemon trading card game. Like, I don't think you can make you a living playing enough. Yu-Gi-Oh! And those are the other, the other two big ones. You can make a living playing Magic. There are people who make, like... Okay, my, I mean, like, like the, the amount of money that I make kind of thing for playing Magic, which is plenty like to live the, on. The guy on OkCupid who got um, laughed at by his date for saying that he played Magic, Magic the Gathering, and he was like, yeah, I'm the world champion. I made, like, $2 million last year. And she's like, oh. It's a really funny blog. If you, if you look it up, it's really funny. <laughs> I think I'd rather um, see it from her perspective than his perspective, knowing what I know about it. It is from her perspective. Okay, good. It's really funny. Good, then it would be very funny, because... Uh, I like Magic the Gathering as a game, but the people who play Magic the Gathering professionally are people that I would not want to be around frequently. <laughs> um, yeah, I've almost bought Marvel Champions multiple times. And like the big thing for me was I was like, well, I don't have enough time probably to sit down and play it. But um, and then as we were talking about it, I was like, it sounds so good. I'm just going to buy it and I'll sit on it until I've got time. It is out of stock everywhere in the UK, and it's ninety pounds on Amazon. Yeah, I would wait. I would wait for sure. So I'll um, wait. I'll yeah. wait. It probably won't ever be cheap. The thing about tabletop games is because there's a material cost; they don't go down in price like video games. Yeah. Um, the only way they go, the only time they go down in price is if they were a complete failure and they can't sell them. So 
Um, you can occasionally find gems on clearance tables, but um, the place that I would look is uh, actually, and this isn't a thing in the UK, so it doesn't really help you. But um, if you, I would say the best thing you can do is go to a local game store and purchase it there because local game stores often have a tough time existing. Um, also, local on, game stores are great. They are. Yeah. And they're a huge resource because they're places you can go to play games too. And more and more and more, the culture is shifting. Again, this is different from place to place. I happen to live in a, in a place that is um, good, better than most places for this sort of thing. But like the store that I play at is almost 50, 50 men and women on a given night. Plenty of times I go into there to play and there's more um, women and queer folks in the store than there are straight white dudes. So um, that is shifting and continuing to shift. And you, there are certainly places where it's all, it's a dude fest and it sucks, but um, I would encourage you if you're interested in playing games like that and you've been intimidated by the kind of crowds, um, definitely check out your local game store. Try going on a board game night, like the groggy card game stuff, like magic nights tend to be the worst. Um, And if you go on like open board gaming nights, even if you just go to like look at games and not plan to sit down. Cool. Um, But anyway, if you want to buy games like these, um, going either to your local game store is the best. But if you live in an area where there are not a bunch of local game stores, you can sometimes find um, games like the Fantasy Flight games at Barnes and Noble. Um, for some reason, Barnes and Noble specifically, if you live in the U S they buy shitloads of fantasy flight products and then they sit on their shelves because people don't go to Barnes and Noble to buy board games and then they get heavily discounted like multiple times a year. So like a lot of times you can find them for like 20% off and stuff. Um, and that would be a place to go if you don't have a game store to patronize. Yeah. And the one thing I'd also suggest if you are a, uh, non-dude is to see um i know that they're uh near me i actually haven't gone to them but there is a group that does specifically um all all female uh game days so if, yeah. if you're if you're somebody who might be intimidated or you know don't necessarily want to jump in the deep end uh check the schedule at your local game store because sometimes they'll have either uh like intro t- days or days where they're specifically um, aiming towards new people, or they might have a group that's specifically aimed towards a specific, most likely marginalized group that mm-hmm. uh, doesn't get, that might uh, be a little bit more intro friendly or uh, might be a little bit less intimidating. So at my store, they have um, because generally like from a gender perspective, uh, it's pr- they don't really have a problem um like there's not a lot of uh, issues with gender diversity, mm-hmm. but um, they do have a specific game night for LGBTQ yeah. folks. Um, and it's a night that actually everyone is encouraged to come and play, but it is like very upfront about being like, it is run by an LGBTQ inclusion group. And that is like the target audience. Um, you're, if you're cis straight, you're welcome to go, but you have to basically be an ally because that's, what the night is about. So um, yeah, game stores are great and you can probably find ways to play. So that also recommend those. If games. you uh, also keep an eye out for local like video game stores too, especially if you like retro games um, by, by locally. Cause my store that I go to normally is, is very, very good. And yep. locally sourced and, video and games, especially if you're into retro yeah. games, like 
you know, there's a lot of issues with like um, people making fake copies and things where whereas at a local, at a game store, they'll be able to check it and much less risk uh, than buying something off of like, say, eBay. Um, Pat, I do want to say we do have game stores. We're not a third world. Country. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant I. That's not so what this, I meant. This is my office. Yeah, and this is the game no, store. I'm sure you have game they stores. Are four minutes yeah, apart. No, I meant Barnes and Noble. You don't have Barnes and Noble, right? <laughs> that's what I mean. Barnes and Noble Barnes was and Noble much later than you said. I don't know if you have these in the UK. I know, and I meant I should have just said I don't know if you have Barnes and Noble. It's because I was about to say if you can't find it anywhere, just go to Barnes and Noble. But I realized that that's not an option for you. <laughs> we have a much cooler upper class uh, bookstore called Waterstones. Sure, but I bet that they don't it's buy fancy. board games on in massive quantities and then discount them by forty percent all the time. No, but they do buy board games. Yeah, well, but maybe that would be a place to check then. I don't know. I'll have a look. I'll have a look. Wow. But you should go to your local store first if you can, because that's always better. Yeah. Anyway. Any other board game recommendations from people? I have not played any this year because so where the hell am I going to play them in Japan? Where am I going to get them? It costs even more here. Don't, what? Play them on your tonkatsu. My, on my pork, on my fried pork <laughs> cutlet? <laughs> That's the wrong term. <laughs> That's the wrong name. You Is could play a, Klaus Klaus That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. I was thinking on your tonkatsu. Uh, I mean, I'd love to eat tonkatsu right now. So. I, I would need one of those uh, waterproof, <laughs> waterproof board games so they don't soak up too much oil. Like just a big, my tonkatsu. big tonkatsu. Oh, I could go for a big old tonkatsu God, right same. now. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> uh, uh, nice. Uh, well, I'm going to bring us home uh, in this section with our last category, my category, with uh, games that surprised us this year. That, that could be a good surprise. It could be a bad surprise. Like, man, I thought this game was going to be awesome. And then surprisingly, like, oh, no, it was doo-doo. Yep. Not to do. It was do do. Uh, but my games are all games I actually liked. Um, and so uh, there's no particular order here. But uh, so the first one is Total War Three Kingdoms. I was surprised I got into this game. Uh, I have never really played a tact or strategy game like this before. Um, that I always looked at him and go, oh, that's not for me at all. But after hearing like the Waypoint crew, Rob Zachney talk about it and the way it like interweaves uh, narrative uh, into the matches was super cool. And the, like like I mentioned earlier during Allison's category, the presentation was just really amazing. And I enjoyed kind of piecing together how to play that game and make things work. Because it doesn't give you like a super great tutorial. Like it teaches you the basics, but like there's so much in that game that you have to kind of learn on your own if you've not played any other uh, other uh, Total War games. But even then, I've heard it's also a departure from the previous games in the series. Uh, it looks next, cool and is very high on my list of things to play in 2020. I should have said that. It, it's 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 good. I think you would like it. Uh, next is Death Stranding. Uh, we've talked about this a bunch on the cast. I've already said it before, but that game, I expected to hate it 
like the way all the gameplay looked basically i was like i am not gonna like playing this game i'm not gonna like inventory management the game uh stacking stuff on my back and then like empty open world walking around and all that stuff but then i ended up finding it very relaxing soothing kind of to walk around uh i wasn't like i was disappointed by like the bt stuff which i thought going in looked like some of the coolest stuff i was surprised to see that was kind of disappointing but it was overall i was actually very quickly enamored with that game uh and i've really enjoyed pretty much my entire time with it aside from the bt stuff where i was like i just want to get this over with get me out of here yeah so i would highly rec i actually kind of highly recommend that game which i did not expect going in i was like it's gonna be weird it'll be messed up but it's a it's a very cool game and i think the story is pretty good pretty good and then my third surprise this year is my most played game of 2019 which is a massive surprise to me uh destiny 2 shadow keep i when shadow keep came out we had a long conversation on the podcast in our private chat where i was like what are they doing going free to play like their choices are weird there's not enough content i always run out i don't know all these uh criticisms like i think it's fun to play but i don't like the story blah 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 or you know they don't they do a poor job of communicating all that stuff and for some reason i picked up shadow keep and forsaken i spent like the most money i could on it i think i got it on sale did i get it on sale i don't know but i spent the most money i could on it and now i've played 120 hours in like the last three months yeah last three months and I'm having a great time. I'm raiding with like random people. Uh, I'm, you know, farming and trying to get my battle pass to level 100. This all helps because I've been on vacation for the last two and a half weeks or whatever. But it's just been a really fantastic time. And I still question some of their decisions. Uh, and I think they need to. There are lots they can improve with their new model. But destiny 2 is in a real good place right now i think and if you've ever played it and fallen off because of like the content or like the lack of content which is how i kind of perceived things i I think there's never been a better time to be playing destiny which is always the case with destiny really every time there's a new expansion it's like oh they they fixed it usually uh so yeah those are my three big surprises for me this year uh, what surprised y'all this year? Uh, there's this game, I think some people may have heard of it, called The Outer Wilds. Um, you said the surprises could be bad, right? Yeah. They, they, yeah. It could be any surprise. Yeah. You could be like, I, mean, I was surprised so many people were talking about this. I, I mean, I'll, I'll save my thoughts for the for the main discussion. I think there's some debate to be had here. Um, but uh, yeah, big surprise from The Outer Wilds. And... The Outer Worlds, as I don't really like Fallout slash Bethesda-style games, um, I've never really clicked with an Obsidian game outside of um, the South Park RPG, and I think that the majority of that was South Park references. Um, So I was shocked to really click with Outer Worlds, and 
I felt like I couldn't stop playing it the weekend it came out. Um, yeah. Yeah, not, not many huge surprises this year. Um, was my... I had one. Yeah. No. For sure. Okay. The Pixel Puzzle Collection. <laughs> Being the, the Konami. The, the Konami put out a game that's actually pretty good. Like, it's, it's a good Picross, and it's from Konami. Was that this year? Yeah, it was January. Wow. Yeah, and maybe I thought that. Oh, sorry. I thought that had been out, and then like people were just like, "Wait, what? This is hmm? what? How long has this been out?" Yeah, it's like something that had always been there, like some sort of it like Eldritch. On, it released on October 9th, twenty eighteen. Oh, okay. Ah, honestly, okay. looking at this, uh, I'll yes, allow it. It is great. It is honestly great. looking at our list. I am I am shocked about by some of the games that came out this year. It's been a long. It's been a long twenty nineteen. Um, I think the couple of games that surprised me are uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. Um, I expected to generally like it, but I was surprised by just how much I liked it. Um, I, okay. I just thought it was extremely charming. Uh, and the other uh, surprise for me was Tetris 99, uh, yeah. specifically I, totally. that it exists, <laughs> but also <laughs> uh, that it is um, that it's one of the it's probably my most played game of the year uh and it, i i i i'm just surprised at how much i really love it uh, i have not touched it uh, i am amazed at how well nintendo seems to be supporting it right that's the other thing too is that like it's it's a free game that you can play with your online subscription like they it's not something that I expected that they'd keep supporting, but they keep adding modes. They keep adding stuff. They keep adding new features and new options. And it's like, and they keep having events for it. And I'm like, how does this game keep getting better? I guess. I I, th- I think they're trying to keep people interested. Cause I think that probably vastly increased their Nintendo online subscription numbers. Definitely could be. And so if they're like, oh, we need like the amount of people who like only play like Tetris 99 online or something, because there aren't like a ton of online games on Switch. There's like, you know, there's Smash, there's Splatoon, Mario Kart. Now there's Pokemon, but. um, Yeah, yeah, there's like there's games, but there's not a ton. Right. And so like, I wonder if the numbers on Tetris 99 are just like through the roof. Yeah, I just wonder if that was something that uh, they didn't quite expect to be as big of a seller for online as, as it was. And then it, everybody started playing it as like, oh, need to keep doing that. But I don't know. I still I still play it pretty frequently. And uh, there's definitely still a user base there. So um it's and the new modes are still pretty fun. Like they've added, they added um, recently like a team mode where you're all kind of specifically working as a team and you're working against other teams, which is pretty fun. So nice. Yeah. Uh, Pat's not here, sadly. Um, but what I think we will do. As we will take a little break, maybe like five minutes, mm-hmm. collect our thoughts, and then come back to fight one. it out. Yay. <laughs> and, and find out what our number one through ten games of the year are. I'm going to go sharpen my knife because it's time to make some fucking cuts in here. <laughs> oh. Don't Don't hurt yourself.
Some no, I'll be, I'll, I almost stabbed myself cutting up an apple. Some, some time cut. <laughs> well, time if, what you're telling me is you're going to cut your own games from the list. <laughs> you're going to come in here. Ah, I meant to cut. I meant to. Uh, I meant to cut game, but I cut <laughs> other game on, hand, on accident. Whoops. I meant to cut the Borderlands Three, but I cut fucking everything else. Good. <laughs> Exactly. So, with that, we'll be back after a word from, I don't know, some some music, a a musical interlude? I don't know. Something. Bye-bye. Hey. Bye. And welcome back to Gaming Fixes 2019 Game of the Year Discussions. I'm Andre Cole, and we are about to dive into the big one. Mm-hmm. The the granddaddy, the uh, godmother e uh, category top ten <laughs> games of the year. The category, uh, the category, <laughs> category of best game uh, out of all of the games that released this year. Uh, we are going to choose the ten all. best ones that are that all. that came out. This does not include re-releases or like ports, like uh, what is, Resident what is Evil it? Two? Is that? No, that's yeah. that, that is a brand new game. Uh, it is like games like Dragon Quest Eleven, which are ports of games that came out last year, like The Witcher well, Three for in- Switch. Yes, The Switcher Three uh, is also not eligible. I was going to make a joke, but they probably did as much work on The Witcher to get it to run on Switch as they did adding things to Dragon Quest. (laughs) Sure. sure. Well, they had to do a whole new score for Dragon Quest. They added an entire new art style that you can play the game in from start to finish with new sprite art for like the whole game. Originally? That was in the the 3DS version, but the U.S. didn't get the 3DS version. Yes. So they just cut the 3DS version into the Switch version. It's still the same game. Whatever. (laughs) <laughs> anyway. anyway yeah you're right dragon quest 11 sucks let's move on no it's Dang. great hey no. you said it not me it's not um, eligible it sucks it's in my top 10 games of the year <laughs> you can do whatever you want with your personal list but exactly. uh, for <laughs> our list we are looking for a numbered list 1 to 10 1 being best 10 being worst and so the worst game will be at number 10 so that means we have to cut out a whole bunch of stuff in the middle <laughs> We need to decide the 10. We have to decide what 10 games came out in 2019. Like number one. And then like number two is like maybe like 30 spaces down, actually, because this has got to be like go through the whole gamut of games that released this year. It's like the mean or the average, some statistics thing. All right. Number one, Ashen. Let's go. (laughs) So uh, now uh, unless anyone else would like to do it, I'm going to read through our short list, which, which is a very need, long short list. Do we need to read? The whole, I feel like we don't need to read the whole. No, part. no, it's well, gotta, go it's gotta it, happen. If we go through it and make okay. cuts, then we're still reading through it. Is if if some yeah. if other people had can done, we as you read through it? Can we say cut? Yeah, cut. And if anyone goes, eh, no, then we don't have to do it yet. Mm-hmm. We don't that's need to litigate idea. each game, that's, but that's let's just say. Idea. That I'm sure there's idea. games in here that all of us like are going to agree to cut. Even better, so, who is who is going to be master of the spreadsheet? 
uh, uh, Alex, you want to? Sure. Yep, I can take care of it. I'm happy to do it too if you're managing okay. a lot of numbers. Nope, it is like, all um, good, baby. How about okay. you Thanks, list a game and some, and if you want to save it for this, just say save. And if anyone says save, we save it. That way okay. we don't have to. No, I. Can we do it the other way around where we say cut it? Because cutting things is funnier than saving them. Just, yeah. No, we'll just, we'll go through. If something needs to be cut, there are, there are games on here that are be like, no, what is that even Okay, on but this, this is the like, like, I'm looking at a short hike at the top. We're not going to say cut on that one this time because we know we want to talk no, about it. No, no, no. This is just like, this is the, your, okay. yeah. Uh, give us three games and we will be at where we need to be. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. So our short list in alphabetical order. Uh, I think mostly. Yep. Yeah. It is. It a is. short hike. AI, the Somium files. Anthem. Cut it. Cut yeah, it. Cut it. Cut Why is this? Who did this? <laughs> I I didn't hate Anthem, but just strike I, it through. No. But yeah, there's like no nobody that's going to fight for it. Yeah. Even if you don't like hate it. You Next, delete it hmm? so that we can just copy across or hide it. Yeah. You could hide it's it. Gone. <laughs> Uh, next, Apex Legends. Also known as Ape Legs. <laughs> <laughs> Assemble with care. Cut it. Uh, no, yeah, keep it. this is the thing okay. because they're going to want to keep it. You have to keep in mind yeah. what people have said about it. Yeah. yeah. Astral Chain. Cut it. Like I cut would it. cut the shit out of I that. I played it and liked it, it but I do, I'm not going to fight for it. Okay, okay. Okay. Let's cut it. I guess that I was. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Astral Legaster. Keep it. It has asked <laughs> twice in the name. Yep. Shit, right. So this is where I think clarification is needed. Did anyone play Astroneer aside from me? No. No. Nope. Okay. I think that's a good game, but it's not on my top 10, so I think we should cut it. Okay. But if other people want to talk about it, like... I when you're like Astroneer, you're done. Okay. Again, it's good. People should play it. Local Seattle Studio, they're really cool. Mm-hmm. It's a cool game, but it's not on my top 10. Baba it's is you. Cool. We're keeping that. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. I think you can cut that game. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, yeah, I play like two hours of it, and I, it's something I want to get back to. It's a it's good not, Symphony of the Night clone. But I'm not I going wish. to like fight for it at all. Isn't there like, don't you fight a cat at some point? Probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's number, There's multiple cat enemies and dog enemies. Yeah. And they're just uh, giant cats and dogs. I wish I had played it. It's good. People should play it if they like Symphony of the Night. Uh, yeah, it's next. definitely on my list of games I want to play more. But Borderlands Three, cut it. Cut that probably cut it. Cut okay. It so, I mean, you're the only one who really put time into it. So yeah, and it's not on my list, so we should cut it because right. I don't uh, think it's one of the ten best games of the year. Cadence of Hyrule. I think cut I'm it. the only one who played it. I played it too. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. cut, I played some I, of it. I would cut it. I didn't. I really enjoyed it, but I think the end w- disappointed me quite a bit. Yeah, I really liked it, but it's not on my top 10 or even like yeah. I didn't even consider it for my top 10, to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah, I, that music's pretty good. Oh, yeah, um, totally. That's like maybe the best part of the game. Cat Quest 2. Yeah, you can cut it. Cut it. Okay. Cut it. <laughs> it's endearing and adorable, but I love yeah. how enthusiastic uh, Sam is about cutting. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, or when they cr- from the list. Siconia, when they cry, we can cut it because it's not going to make the top ten. Okay, but 
It's it a game is, that it, I want to play. It, and well, but here's the thing. Is it in your mm-hmm. top 10? I mean, we already talked about it, so. I think no, it's no. it's not in my top 10. Oh, okay, okay. Then yes, never yeah. mind. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, control. <laughs> yes, Allison? No, I just know that one person here would say cut, but. <laughs> no, I didn't say cut. We'll, we'll, we'll cut. I know, but like. If 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 this was your, I was I was like I had it loaded in the back of my throat. The like, don't ever talk to me or my son again. (laughs) And then you didn't say it, so we can move on. Uh, Dauntless. I would like to keep Dauntless on this list. Okay. Death Stranding. Cut it. (laughs) There's no way that's getting cut. Uh, It is only not in my top ten because I didn't finish it. Cut it. This guy. Is that a is that a poop knife? I think it's What's the it's the knife? circumcision what? knife from Hitman. What is a poop knife? I, just, I need to it's know. A, it's a Muteki boning knife, and the handle is made of ironwood. Okay, oh, yeah. okay, just, people. We we got a bunch yeah, of games boning to get knife. High five. Please. We've got oh. approximately sixty more games to talk about. <laughs> that was my concern. Disco Elysium. That's why are we even mentioning it, it right yeah. now? Uh, DMC five, Devil May Cry five, it. cut, cut it. it. Did any of us play it? <laughs> I beat Andre it. Did. Oh yeah, that's right. All right, is, are we cutting it? Yeah. All right, get out of here. DMC two. Dota Underlords uh, is not eligible. Dota Underlords is not no, eligible. It didn't, okay, it didn't end it. up hitting one point Did not hit one point All right, out of here. Okay. Doctor Mario World. Cut. Cut. Doctor Mario World. That game was shit. It was my real bad. Ass. It was doo doo. Eliza, it's mostly good, but I I don't know if it's going to make top ten. But I don't know if we need to cut it yet. Okay, you should keep it. If it's on your top ten yeah, list, it should not be cut. Cuts. It's not on my it, it's not on my top ten list. But well, we should cut the, it then. We should cut it if you're not the if you're the yeah. only person who played it and you don't think it's one of the test pet yes. games of the year. All right, that's good. That's kind of my thinking. It, I do want to play it though because it's I gotten totally some incredibly good praise. It is, it is yeah, definitely totally. a game worth I, talking about at some point. Though. This is a thing that I am now saying with my new iPad, but I wish it were on iPad because I would love to play it there. Yeah, it's it's a really good story. Next. Fire Emblem Three Houses. Cut it, Big cut it. Keeping it. Oh my god, no. Uh, I'm getting the knife out for a different reason. Not to cut games, to cut you. Stay away from my wife. Don't talk to Sam or his wife ever again. Yeah, my evil emperor wife. Okay, I was wondering which one would be your wife out of like all of them. Oh, it's the only... There's so many. My lesbian yes. romance with Edelgard. Uh, okay, next. Forager. You can cut um, it. Uh, I don't know, because it's on my top... It's certainly on my it's, top 15, but I don't know if it's on okay. top 15. <laughs> hey. I was about to say if it's on your top 10, we should I keep it. I don't, but, but the series thing, I don't have it fully ordered, but I'm pretty sure it's not going to be on my top 10, so we okay. can cut it. Okay. But it, I played too much of it. So. It's a really cool game. It's, yeah, it's it, Once you get it the droids, great. that game is pretty... It's pretty dope, but yeah, it's, cool. I've played it. I've played put quite a few hours on it, both in PC and Switch. And it's, and it's cool because I think the one thing I'd like to say about it is it's cool because they put that game out as a 1.0 release. Like it didn't go to early access. And so like it came out as a full game, but then they were also like, plus we're going to keep working on it and yeah. developing it, which is not yeah. super common also, for that kind of game. So also the uh, um, extras in the game are the dev being basically like, Thank you for playing my game. I worked. Yes, it's so cute. It's like a comic, a motion comic of like little like cartoon versions of them and their friends. That's good. 
And I'm like, and I'm like, it's just very, very wholesome. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, next, cut Gato Roboto. Yeah, you you can cut, cut that it. shit. Yeah. I think that the team that made it sounds really cool, and I'm glad that yeah. they put a thing out. And people should go read uh, Dante uh, Douglas's top ten. Somebody to who's good learn at, a little more at about it. fan art needs to do fan art of Sam doing cut it. Colin Dwyer, I think is the guy's name. I, I met yeah. one of the devs and it has uh, when I was back home. Things going year. forward, I just didn't think it was very yeah. cohesive. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, fine. It was fine. It was a three star game not, when I reviewed. Not it. exceptional. <laughs> yeah. uh, over on fixed out space. Yep. Uh, Gears Five. Cut oh, yeah, it. Right? Yeah. Cut it. Wow. Okay. I'd like to I play did, that that game. I didn't expect people yeah. to be so. Universally, I, I didn't play it. I can't. I mean, I, I may come back next year and say it's the game of the game I should have played of 2019. But I, I didn't play it. So. Incredibly bored by it. it. Seems like a middling shooter, frankly, one that I will uh, enjoy playing someday. Gree. I liked it, but it's not on my top ten. Yeah, it's not on. Cut it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bye, Gree. You look beautiful, and it has you a nice story. Beautiful. I don't yeah. know if you guys finished the story, but like the whole thing is about. Uh, depression and yeah. this girl who was like maybe suicidal, uh-huh. and the uh, grease grease the little girl. <laughs> no, the grease the little girl that you play as and is like singing and trying to make her cheer up and it's like her inner monologue. Like, happy. do you uh-huh. do you cheer her up at the end? Like, wow, spoilers. spoilers. Well, I want it spoiler spoileried because I yeah. don't want to leave that not knowing what happens. Yeah, because like there's a broken statue the entire game that's like floating around, and you find out that's the girl, like the the woman in question, uh-huh. and then the little girl that you're playing as is like trying to spread more positivity in her life. Yeah, and then the statue starts coming together, and then like is like freaking out, and like starts surrounding shrouding you in darkness, and then the little girl just doesn't give up, keeps singing, and then like the statue finally comes together and cries and then like okay. color comes back to the world and it's like yeah good so it's finding happy it's finding happiness yes. in a dark place it's really it's cool. actually a pretty good metaphor that would not stop me from playing it if i have the inkling to play it someday to know what happens at the end to be the gameplay it's, isn't great but it, it yeah, is a nice story it's a yeah that's kind of why i fell out but it, it's it, visually it's beautiful and it's something yeah. that i do really want to actually all right finish. back to fire emblem 3 houses cutting it heart <laughs> <laughs> of the I'm woods not the same Heart of the Woods. I think we're keeping that. Yeah, yeah it's on my top ten. Okay. Hypnospace Outlaw. Nobody cares uh, about this game, right? Cut it. I, I love that game. I think I it's didn't. phenomenal. It's but not it's not in my I didn't, top ten. I didn't play good. it. Yeah, we should cut it because it's not in my top ten. But it's <sighs> really, really cool. Yeah. Cut it. I wanted it to be in my top ten. <laughs> Is that an actual cut it or? No, yeah, we should cut it. I mean, it's okay. not in my top ten. Yeah, okay. it's not in my top ten too. But it's we, uh, we do it's, need we do need to call this cool. list. So the problem <laughs> is that it's the problem with this space is that it's an extremely cool. If this were the top ten media things, it might be higher. But it's not of like the game part of it is sometimes frustrating and a little like obtuse in yep, ways okay. that I don't think work in its favor. It, at time. Yeah, it's, it's 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 very cool, but I don't know if I actively like was like ever oh yeah this is so fun to play it's the kind of game where it's like well we were setting you loose you need to go find violations and then it's like i fucked around for a half an hour and then looked at a guy to see what i was supposed to be looking for i think what you're saying is acab uh about this but (laughs) well yes but um also it's like go find profane images and i clicked around and i like clicked an image of a gun and it's like that's not profane and then later there's like an image of like I don't know, 
something else and I click that and it's like uh, that actually was profane even though I to me it didn't look so it's like kind of weirdly like pixel honey at times and I looked at guides and it was like well if you looked at this person's page and then links to this person's page and read this note about the things that hypnospace cops hate you would know that on that page that that was supposed to be a thing you clicked on and it's like I just like it's clicking around the fake internet so yeah yeah that's 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 better than the real internet sometimes all right next game Jedi Fallen Order. Cut it. No, we're Cut keeping it. it. Fuck off. Keep it. Did you grab a knife? <laughs> <laughs> he pulled it out of his iPad. Tell you what, we can cut Jedi Fallen Order if we can cut Fire Emblem. <laughs> okay, I need to like learn how to draw so that I can draw a stamp with a knife going, cut it. Anyway, moving on. Judgment. Uh, judgment. Katana Zero. I don't cut know it. what that game is. Cut it's Katana a good game. Zero. Should we cut it? Uh, is it one uh, of the ten best games of the year? Uh, <laughs> is it on your top ten? It's on my top fourteen. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> okay, it's gone. Oh, I love you, but oh, I'm sorry, oh, Allison. <laughs> Sam, I don't, don't know what my top four. I don't know what my top ten is yet. I'm working on it. Apparently, this Sam is helping. Looks like a fucking this magician, a- like he's like <laughs> sending his hand off, and then like he, his hand comes back up, and he's got an apple pencil this in his is- hand. Then it's like gone, and there's a knife. I, I want to commend you, Allison, for a really good strategy. Next year, I'm going to come in and be like, I have 20 games. Sketched <laughs> this <laughs> was not a strategy. I'm just <laughs> so indecisive that I'm just like I have my top 14 right now, and I have a rough order, but I'm still like I don't know. Let's make it. So Katana Zero. Is gone. Yeah, let's cut it. Probably, really probably, good. probably not That's from good. our okay. top ten, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think I, it's not something that I would fight really hard for, but it's really good and people should play it. Okay, okay. Uh, kill la kill if cut this Got game. It. I, I already cut it. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's this game's bad. Yeah, um, it it had a lot of promise, but then it just wasn't great. Uh, kind words, a lo-fi chill beats to write to. Isn't this top ten games of the year? It's a game. It is a game. It's it's so good. I don't know if it's going to make our top ten, but it's, I know, but it's so I, good. I don't even know. Allison, what, what, is this like top thirteen? All I need to know it is, is if it's on someone's again, list. Again, I, I must stress this. This is very <laughs> roughly ordered. We'll leave it. We'll leave it. Order. We'll leave kind words we'll, for we'll now. We'll come it's back not to it. making the top ten. Come on. We need to do a second round of cuts at some point anyway. Well, yeah. You know, we're not getting, we've already got, it's, you know, at least I mean, 16 games on this list. It's not uh, a Kingdom super. Hearts thir- yeah. yeah. Okay. Next. Kingdom Hearts 3. Do we want to cut do this it. now or do we want to do it? <laughs> I mean, I say we'll cut it, but if you want it on there. Well, do we want to stop for five minutes right now or do we want to yeah, stop for five minutes on Let's stop later. It is, Let's stop it is, later. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to it. Okay, then we'll, we'll, get, we'll, get back to, we'll get back it's to it. It's not deleted. I will not is stop anything from being cut that's not on my top ten. I don't understand. Life is strange, too. Shut up, Google Pat? Did you guys hear my Google lady just going off? Yeah. She's like, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't understand either, Google. So you play HD 1.5 Remix first. I've I play oh, I played the games anyway. Life is Strange Two. That's staying. Link's sorry. Awakening. Life is Strange Two does need to stay. <sighs> yes, it needs yeah. to stay. Okay. okay. Uh, I think we can cut it. I cut Link's Awakening. I like it, but it's not on my top whatever. Yeah. <laughs> top thirteen. <laughs> Good. Okay, I'm glad yeah. I don't want to have to go Same back Same with into. Little Town Hero. It's, okay. It has potential, but it's not okay. great. 
Lonely Mountains Downhill. I'd say I think I think it's very good. I really enjoyed my time with it. I I think we can probably cut it. It It was fun. Yeah, it it was. I I really like that game. It's cool. I I think I mentioned that it reminded me of uh, Trackmania in a in yeah in a manner of speaking. Oh fuck! Uh, I had it installed forever. I should probably. (laughs) It's on Game Pass, so I have it installed on Game Pass. Yeah, Luigi's Mansion Three. It doesn't let you invert your controls. Probably needs to be cut. I'm the only one who played it, but it is on my in my top ten. Okay, all right. I've clearly. All right, we'll come back to it. Okay, we'll come back to it. It's a game I can't play, and I would support it being on the top ten. I don't support it being on our top ten, but I want to hear. I honestly don't think it will be, but I think it's. it's If it's on your list, we should not cut it in this first round. Manifold Garden. We can cut it. It's it's good, but uh, okay. But I don't think it needs to be on our top ten. I was but, thinking, um, like, because I'm going to bring my iPad and my uh, and a PS4 controller on my trip, and I was like, maybe I could play Manifold Garden on the plane. And then I was like, wait, no, that's a bad idea. <laughs> when I'm already having issues with falling on yeah. flying on a plane. Oh yeah, <laughs> totally. It, it does some really cool stuff visually, and the fact that it's made by like one or two people is like kind of incredible. I think it's an impressive thing. It didn't grab me at all in the like hour I put into it, but I do want to play through it because yeah. it does look very cool. Yeah, yeah the the very ending is pretty impressive in terms of what they do visually. Uh, yeah. But, so, yeah. Anyways, we, it, we won't be on our top ten. Um, Just cut the next three games. Mario Kart Tour. No, we need to give every game it's due, <laughs> Sam. <laughs> yeah, Mario Kart Tour was a thing. It, it is a game. It, Does that have controller it, support? Because that it, actually might make it no. more fun. No, it doesn't. It did. Well, it I can, did. I will say it did a good job of putting Mario Kart on like a mobile, like phone thing. It's just everything around it was. It's not really good. impressive that for the first time they made Mario Kart portable. I think that's amazing. <laughs> it's never uh, been something you could play in a car before. Mega it, Mega Mall Story Two. <laughs> Mega Mall Story Two is Who really put, good for a, okay. for a mobile game. I, didn't like it, but I liked it. But I like uh, Kyrosoft. It just felt kind of. I should give it another shot, maybe. Yeah, I, I liked it, but I I, I I cut it. Okay. Um, what do I got next? <laughs> Morphe's Law. Who <laughs> right, put this here? Fuck Get off this about. list. <laughs> it that, it was it had some neat ideas, but <laughs> even if it had it. a player base, it wouldn't be on here. That, uh, Just to make sure I'm remembering correctly, that's the one with all the farts, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. That's the yeah, one yeah. that they launched a free version called Fart Night. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I did too. It was a big... Yeah. I, I was living a happier life until 30 seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Mortal Kombat 11. Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, I would say we can cut it, but no, I know no. Alex is pretty into it. Yeah, okay. okay. I didn't oh. end up finishing the story. Um, I so, just, it, it, okay. The next one on our list. I kept Marvel Ultimate it. Alliance 3. I know, but I kept reading it as Makeup Artist 3. But <laughs> 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 I keep getting confused. So I just wanted okay. to put that out there. Uh, but also cut it. Yeah. I, I, does anyone <laughs> feel it needs to be on the list? Is this like a, it, a top, top 12? Yeah, no. okay. it's not even in my top oh. 20. It's not even in my like top it. 15. So okay. I did like okay. it. But that game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, it was good. I liked it. I mean, but... Unless you're finally willing to like 
It's an honor just to be nominated. Yeah, unless you're probably unless you want to make the connection between Ultimate Alliance three and Diablo and start to understand that those things maybe that, that Diablo both. fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the world's biggest Diablo fan. I'm the world's biggest Marvel fan. That game should have been a fucking slab dog, and it sucks. I think uh, you're super wrong, but it's not in my top I, 10. I, so. I enjoyed it a lot, but I think it's I enjoyed it, it way more than Diablo three. Way same, more than Diablo three. Same here. We're not even we're not even getting to the top ten, and already we're at each other's throats. How, how about my friend Pedro? Is the thing that was missing for you, Sam, the stopping every four seconds to equip a different item on a bad UI? Is that the thing that was missing from Marvel? (laughs) Sorry, continue playing Diablo. But my friend Uh, Pedro, Pedro's good. It's not on my top list, and I think we can cut it. It's it's like yeah, it's It's neat. It's fun, but I feel like they don't do enough with the weirdness of it. Mm. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's Uh, it's just fun sometimes to see your character doing like. Weird gun fu like cartwheels yeah. and going boom 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 boom. Yeah. But like boom, boom, it's boom, boom, not, boom. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's uh, not. actually on on that note, I noticed that we didn't have ape out on there. Is that something we should have on there? Who all played it? it? I played. I, I, Al, Allison played it. Which game? Ape out. Ape, ape out. out. Does Sorry, that need I to be? Like, uh, not on my top list. So. Okay. okay, it's no. cool, but we don't need to add it. It's, it's uh, okay. Uh, yeah, for a second, like my brain was like not like registering what that meant. The jazz yes. game. The yeah, jazz but game. no, I played it. It's it's cool, but it's definitely not like top ten worthy. I don't. Know. Yeah. Okay. Um, look at these photographs. I immediately Got cut it. it. That game is terrible. That is- if this, if this game uh, terrible was, strong it's not terrible good. strong but i would rather listen to the song photographs than play photographs it's, if it's this a was shorter a game, i yeah. would probably consider playing it um, well and also huh. even even huh. length aside i would rather listen to you know i would what? rather listen to a whole nickelback album than play photographs i i the would same amount of time. if there was if there was like a hey there's a nickelback game i'd be like you know what let's sure. see i what saw someone uh I saw somebody co- uh, cosplay as the video for Photograph, and it was, yes, it was I saw very, that as well. very okay. good. It's very good. Well, we're halfway through this list, so let's keep going. Uh, <laughs> Pixel Puzzle Collection. Does this More need to be on our top ten? Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah get yeah. it off here. That's fair. Even. It is really good, though. It's it's pr- it's, it's it's the best mobile Picross, like by far. 100%. It's it, like it's the best interface, and it is also like the best free to play. Like it's the most generous free to play. Yeah. So here's uh, the. The number one pro tip: play a Pixel a Pixel Puzzle Collection with a device with a stylus, like an Apple Pencil or a Note Ten. Mm. I need to uh, get an Apple it's Pencil. Incredible with a stylus, like one of the most fun games I've ever played. Yeah. So without it, I don't like playing it at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Cut it. it. came out in 2017. Uh, cut it. Uh, uh, I say we keep it. No, you okay. guys, it should stay on. I think it's on Sam's top ten. Yeah, it's it's definitely on my top ten. Yeah, uh, let, let me get my essay. No, Raging <laughs> Loop. It's a good game. No, um, it is a good game. Yeah. Yeah. We can cut. We can cut Raging Loop. It's really good, but it's not going to be on our top ten. Okay, Alex, should I play Raging Loop? Um. Okay, I won't. I think. <laughs> I think. I think ex- the last part of it is really. Um, convoluted, <laughs> like the last arc, which makes it really hard to understand. And then you get to the end, and you're like, "What?" But then there's a bunch of like extra material, and I don't know if you would dive into the extra material. 
Like the extra material, it does probably explain not. it, but like, so with that love, ca- with that caveat, I would say probably not. But it is good. I love time loop stuff, so I was like, hmm, and it's really cheap over here for some reason on Switch. It's it's thirty dollars list, so it's really reasonable. Uh, it's it's really good, and if you have ever played Mafia or Werewolf, it's like a really elaborate version of that, where all of the characters actually like have history together and stories together, and them killing each other has a lot of weight to them. So, like, it's it's really interesting in that way. All right, uh, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. Cut the fuck out of that. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to be the one. That game should have been so much better than it was. I thought you were going to try and save that one. That's funny. No, hell no. That game was was probably, that may have been my biggest disappointment of of the year, actually. Wow. That game is like not, I mean, respect to double damage because I think that, like, I I, I mean, space don't, I don't want the few remaining space simulator devs to go away, but like, (laughs) <laughs> that game, the the writing is not good. The acting is not good. It's the same shit over and over again <laughs> that you keep doing. It has like four different ships. It's like I was surprised at how disappointed I was in that game. Like I, I think I initially reviewed it at like a three or something, and I got more upset over time. What are you? What is this? Uh, <laughs> nothing. Nothing. We're not, we're not, from not, the ashes. <laughs> we can't. We're not, we're not cutting remnant. Okay. Did okay. anyone play enough remnant for it to make our list? I uh, played Pat, Pat through played the game lot. twice. Okay. <laughs> it is number five on my list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Playing your cards number early. Six. Number uh, six on my list. Yeah. Resident Evil 2. Yeah. It's, it's Stan. Yep. Uh, Ring Fit Adventure. I think we should cut that game. I think it should stay. I think it's better. Oh. Well, okay. We should stay. We should go, yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Sayonara Wild Hearts. I think we should cut that game. For the I will top, fucking kill you. For the top okay. 10? I don't know. Is it on your you. top 10, Andre? Oh, yes. Okay. That, okay, that, then we'll keep that it. That game then. plays real bad. I don't know. It plays real bad. Real bad. No, it, it plays real bad, real bad on, on a phone. On, on touch device. Like yeah. touch. Yeah. I don't think it plays bad. Then you're just bad, I guess. Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. That's game. That's Stan. Okay. Uh, Shakedown Hawaii. Allison? No, it's cut it. It's it's, okay. it's fine for what it is, but it's not necessarily. I, like like, I, seriously, I don't know. I mean, well, she's the only one who's like really talked about it. So, like, it's one of those games where I played the entirety of it, and I enjoyed it when I played it. But it's not something that I necessarily like. I don't know. Think mm-hmm. it's great. No. Yeah. Uh, Slay the Spire. Yes, we're keeping it. Yeah, we should keep that. Okay, keep that bad boy. I- I cut that from my personal list, but it is a good game. It is near the top of my personal list. Wow. Cool. It's, it's like not near the top 11. of my list, but it is on my list. So. Uh, Snakey Bus. You can cut that. You can cut that. It's okay. it's, it's, it's worth the five it's a, bucks. And it's, it's fun a to fun play gimmick. Once. Yeah. Yeah. And when you get to the later levels, it's actually all right because then they're like kind of more like the first level is Paris and you're kind of in a, like a closed loop. But yeah. then in the later ones, you start like going over weird mountains that like start like cascading and like, over themselves. And you can later on, you can like drive on the ceiling and stuff. Like it, yeah. it, gets, it gets it gets interesting, interesting. but it's yeah. not top ten. No. Uh, next, Spirit of the North. Not on our top ten. It is good. No, I'm gonna play that game though. though. And oh yeah, for sure. It's, it's really impressive for having been made by literally two people. Yeah, it's on Humble this month, so I'm oh, definitely going to check it out. Mm-hmm. Wait, the PS4 version? Or they're, uh, they're releasing the Steam a, version. Yeah, I was going to say they're releasing a new PC version. I think it's the Steam version. Awesome. Um, 
Steins Gate Elite. That is staying. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I I still have my reservations, but uh, Sunless Skies. We can cut that. It barely made the. It was like literally the last game that I cut for my top ten. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Uh, Super Mario Maker Two. I think we can cut. Nobody it. likes that. Yeah, we can cut that. It's right. not on my list, but it's think, really rad. I think we all had a hot week with it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then none of us went back to it. Yep. I, I know yep. people where like this was one of the reasons that one of my friends got a Switch was to get Mario Maker. Like, mm-hmm. like it's. I think it's a really good game. It's a really good game to especially get people interested in like. Either gaming or the Switch, but it's not on my top ten at all. I, I, think, I think Nintendo just screwed up the support of it. I think they yeah. screwed up with support of it, and I think they dropped the ball with like not prioritizing touch controls on like cre- on level creation, which yeah. is very weird. But yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Cut it. Cut it. Yeah, we can cut it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very good Smash game. It's just it's a game. Smash. It's, it's really yeah. good. It's like the ultimate Smash, hence <laughs> ultimate. But I think I, it, I think the it. single player is interesting enough to to make it um, to differentiate it from previous games. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not on my top ten. So like, I can't. I'm not going to argue. Yeah, for it's it. not on my it's top ten. But that's. Cool. But I've put so much time into it, and I really love it. But. I get it out when friends are around, but like that's literally the life of that game for me. Yeah, yeah, I, but that's I think how Smash should be. Uh, Supraland, we can cut it. I think we, can cut it. we can aggressively cut that game. Actually. It is a really well designed puzzle game. Uh, it's a it's a fun three D Metroidvania. Yeah, and like <laughs> I enjoyed making my way through it, but there's so many caveats with that game that I don't think we can yeah. consider. I think it. it's a lot thinner than. Like initially, I was with you, and then the more I played of it, the more I was like, "Ah, this is kind of the same thing." Like they layer new mechanics on it, but I just, yeah, I don't know. And also, that guy's weird. The developer's weird. Yeah, the developer is a lot of reason why I wouldn't want it on there. Uh, Yeah, I never. We never got an answer, as far as I know, to them including like Donald Trump jokes in that game. Yeah, Um, yeah, I don't know. But now Uh, more than ever, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. uh, Tetris 99. If we cut this right now, I will quit the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that that stays. (laughs) I figured it stayed. I see. The Outer Wilds. If we cut this right now, I will (laughs) quit the podcast and come to each of your homes um, and yell at you because I'm a nonviolent person. um, But we won't be friends. Write you straight as a strong letter. Oh, you can be sure of that. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about 5,000 word essays. Uh, the outer worlds. Cut it. I'd say. I'd say Allison. cut it. Allison, None of us like beat it. What? Is it on your top ten, Allison? Sam, is it on your top list? I want to ask you a question, Allison. <laughs> yeah. Is this is this game on your top ten because the game is great or because Parvati is great? Oh, see, that's a good question. <laughs> that's How thing, much of I this game that, did you play? I agree that Parvati is great. Parvati, is, I agree. I play like. 10 plus hours of it. It's one of those games that I need to get back to, but I, I really loved when I played it. I got to Monarch and was like, if this is what this game is, I am super done. It was yeah. just, I just, it, I don't know. I yeah. was upset at it because I thought it was going to be the time that I liked an Obsidian game. And it's just like Parvati is great. 
but I just was not engaged with like the only part of it I liked was being on that ship, the the whatever it's called, the ground. I also breaker. actively love like mm-hmm. every single character. Yeah, I just didn't find anything. But I honestly don't think it'll make your top ten list. So it's on it's on my top ten, but I play ten hours and I don't think it's worth it. It's one of the. It, it's on my top ten too, but it's near the bottom of it. I, I think it it's. The, Number the number ten on my top ten. This is this is maybe a knives out statement, but I think it's hard to argue for a game that's on. Like it's fine if you put it on your top ten, but it's hard for to, for me to hear an argument about a game that you didn't finish. That's no, I hundred percent. I mean, I didn't finish it. like a few of these games. That's fine. I'm not judging how you construct your personal list, but for our group list, it's very difficult for me yeah. to like accept. No, I'm like, saying cut it because yeah. I hear the end is bad. Uh, well, I would argue the the first ten hours are bad too. <laughs> I, I, so. think, I think that the first planet is promising, and then I think it. I think, doing I think also thing. what we just need to put put out into the universe is Parvati's great. The end. Yeah, she is. I think she's the best part of that game, and like she is such a positive character, and in, like, a, in, in a, every way, like and in a year where other major games misunderstood asexuality pretty profoundly, yeah, yep. I think Parvati is an example of that sort of character done very well. Yeah, yeah. she's she's um, awesome. Also, we're, we're back to Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're back to Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, wait, what? Oh my god, <laughs> uh, oh my god. we're not going to get into this. Otherwise, no, I'll be ranting for an hour. So what I'm hearing is Jedi Fallen Order should be cut from the list. Oh, right. Jedi uh, Fallen Order does not have that problem. All right, Outer Worlds uh, is gone. All right, The Sinking City. Um, Pat, I know you like it. We can cut this game from this list. It is on my personal list. I think that the whole, like, I think it's a, I think it's a super fascinating game, and I think it's unfortunate that um, it's missing its audience i guess but uh if you want to cut it we can cut it i it's I, it, like seems real, it seems real it seems real janky it's, but that's not even i i just like whatever it's janky that's fine it's i don't know i found we have, the writing we not have, super compelling we have multiple people in this podcast that do not connect with this genre of fiction and so that's i mean there's nothing i can do to argue for it yeah i thought the ending was interesting and cool but i like the kind of fiction that it's working with and it is core to that style of fiction. What happens in the ending that happens at the end of every single one of those it's, kinds of stories. It's, so. it's not, it's, it's not like the story end. It's like the game end because it's like um, very mass effect three ish. Yeah. I mean, it's a game with a lot of choices that eventually have to come to a point, right? Like it's just, that's just that how are ultimately meaningless. Yeah, I mean that's much what video is. games, baby. Yeah, yeah. There's and, only one game on this entire it, list that did not do that. <laughs> it, it was, it was. I don't know. It was egregious in like a way that I feel like hasn't I been seen agree. since Mass Effect Three. I don't hmm. think so. But but we can cut it from this list. I'm not gonna. Okay. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to be able to fight for it further. It is not the. It is not number ten on my list. I'll say that it is. Hmm. It is above that. I don't think it's bad. I was just like, eh. no, I know, I know. Um, as uh, trials rising, we can cut it. Don't yeah, we can cut, cut it. It's not on my personal list, but it's it's a it's a neat it's, game. It's a good trials. If you have not kept up with trials for the past couple iterations, this is a good yeah. one to jump back into. Which is oh, exactly absolutely. the way it was for me, and I played it for probably a good fifteen twenty hours, but I didn't finish all the courses or anything. Oh, oh they yeah, get totally. they get real fucking hard pretty fast. They actually, do. yeah, that game. Oh I like God. how hard it is. I, there are certain points where I was like, is it? already this hard yeah like it got hard within like the second um oh, world. Absolutely. you know what i mean but like second circuit yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i was into it but it, it 
It's, it's a fun time. game, and I, I really like, like kind of, you know, getting better at it, but it's also not on my top ten, so. It is so yeah. very Trials that I think it is more an example of what you were saying, Sam, about Smash being a Smash. Like, there's nothing in, tri- in Trials that is, like, new to the extent that In a Trials. Warrants. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. It's trials. Like, it's Trials. I'm not. <laughs> I, I was mostly joking about no, Smash I, being Smash. I know. Uh, I'm just I, referencing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But th- but I this is like maybe even a better example of like it is yeah it's yeah. it's very it's the same reason that I didn't put Call of Duty on this list at the beginning of this recording because I'm it turns out that like I'm deeply enamored with Modern Warfare but it's I'm deeply enamored with it because it's a great refinement on a existing thing and I don't think in a there's enough newness this year that I don't think it warrants a spot on our group top 10 because of that because it yeah. is such an iteration that's totally so, fair and it's, yeah. it is actually on my top 10 so yeah no that's fair and if you want to put it on the list i'm not going to stop you no but, i don't um, think we no, need to I'm good. But, it, but it's it's probably the best call of duty has been in many years i would agree all right uh untitled goose game we keep in that <laughs> okay i was gonna say honk 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 uh, uh, Val- <laughs> I thought it was uh, best ten good games of the year. <laughs> Total Goose Game's a good game. What a naughty not goose! Uh, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't played it. It's, it's a good a, game. No, it's a good game. It's Val, okay. Okay, we'll, we'll come back. Uh, Valfaris. Uh, we can cut it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to play Valfaris based on hearing Patrick Klepek talk about it. It's in Waypoint's it's game neat. Stuff. It's it's fine. He loved it. It's like very high on his yeah, list. I, yeah, I, I thought it was fine. Uh, War Groove. I, I like we it can quite cut a bit, but principle. we can cut it. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it advanced wars. It, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I it has Dog Commander, which is great, but it's uh, yeah, it's not. Gonna they also did some kind of fucked up casting stuff for their DLC. <laughs> Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. yeah I think that they, was more ignorance than stupidity. It was, than, it was, but it was very bad ignorance. They cast, uh, they set their casting, sent their casting needs to like an external agency, and an external agency casted a bunch of white people to play people oh. of color. Oh, I saw and that. that then was, they that probably was just in one case. No, it was multiple it was characters. Multiple, it, I'm and, looking at it now, and there's like. And then they proudly posted on their social media the like voice acting cast. They put the person's picture next to the character they were playing, which is like. Fucking come on. <laughs> I don't think it was intentionally racist, but I also think. Yeah, it meant that they weren't inclusive and they weren't thinking about it either. Yeah, so it yeah. was, it was a kind of ignorance that was harmful, I think. Even um, without that, even without that controversy, I think it's a good game, but it's yeah. also not top 10. If you thought it was top 10, I would still keep it on the list, even with that controversy, because I don't yeah. think they were being intentionally malicious. Right. But, but I, um, yeah, but no. it seems like we cut it. Yeah. All right. Uh, last on this list, unless someone needs to add something, what the golf? Uh, we can cut it. It's on my list. I think that game is very good, but other list, people but don't it. care for it. I, I mean, wrong. I think it's so much longer than it needed to be. Like yeah. you could have ended. I was happy with it. Yeah, you could have ended like it at this levels. Yeah, it's there's so much like bloat there. You know what it is? Is it's the coin levels. They didn't need to do three levels <clears> for every hole. Yeah, like yeah. You just don't do them if you don't want to. They do shouldn't. Them. You have to. Don't present them. You do have to. You have to do them yeah. to get past barriers. 
And and it the, also presents them like what I don't know. What am I just like skip content that you thought was good enough to put in your game? Like I don't yeah, know. That's, like it, it it had some really clever things going on. Like super putt when you get there is real funny. But like some of them were kind of bad. Like the pogo stick one was bad. The super meat boy one was bad. Like there's the just overworld. That was bad. one of them. The I like the overworld. Is, I think the overworld's terrible. There's so many points yeah, where I was like, cut it. There should be yeah. no overworld. It's just been level, 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 level. No, I, I like the I like the uh, or, or around it. Make you make it optional. Make it so that you can putt around it, but like just also give me the ability to press Y and then like just button through the levels. Like, Philistines. Yeah. Yeah. All I mean, right. I'm happy to keep talking about it, but there's just, one game I don't know if any of us played. Did anybody play Indivisible? Yeah. Pat I thought did. that I didn't think that game I so um I wanna say um, people should go listen to to Jan Ochoa talk about it on the the Bombcasts game of the year because um, it is a game that highlights uh, like Filipino, Filipino specifically culture. Uh, culture and art and characters and I think that's awesome yeah and the art in that game is exceptionally good um, and the writing didn't connect with me but according to Jan it was like really uh, it connected with him and I think that's awesome I think that that game is maybe it's just that I don't like Valkyrie profile. Mm. I, I thought the combat was like exceedingly boring to me. So, okay. um, I, it didn't have any, and then the overworld stuff is just like Metroidvania without it. It like is, it has the appearance of a Metroidvania without any of the cleverness in my opinion. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I never played it, but just wanted to hear. Yeah. All right. Well, we, now we've got 30, 30 games here. That wasn't bad at all. We, that was pretty we, good. We started with what, 74? Yeah, that was Something good. Like that. Yeah, yeah, not bad. 76. 76 I want to point out 30. that we have nice. less than 10 games per person. That's yeah, great. And, uh, there was bound to be some uh, overlap. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. I'm just impressed at how much overlap there is off the bat. So this should be easy, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just start highlighting the games of the year. All right, so Andre, Andre, can you give us a list of what we got remaining? Yes, okay, our our shorter list is now a short hike. Cut it. (laughs) (laughs) Quiet on the set. Quiet on the peanut gallery. A short hike, AI the Somium Files, Apex Legends, a.k.a. Ape Leg, Assemble with Care, Astrologaster, Baba is You, Control, Dauntless, Death Stranding, Disco Elysium, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Heart of the Woods, Jedi Fallen Order, Judgment, Kind Words, Kingdom Hearts 3, Life is Strange 2, Luigi's Mansion 3, Mortal Kombat 11, Pokemon Sword and Shield, Remnant from the Ashes, Resident Evil 2, Ring Fit Adventure, Sayonara Wild Hearts, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, Slay the Spire, Steins Gate Elite, Tetris 99, The Outer Wilds, Untitled Goose Game. All right. My dog started, like, barking in her sleep. Aww. What if we Sometimes just she yelps uh, leave it at 30 and walk away? I mean, on my 30, <laughs> yeah, let's... not bad. Number one, a short hike. <laughs> if, if you wanted to delete 30 at this point, I guess you can do it. I think that, like... 
I would literally say that it invalidates our capability of evaluating games of the year. If you were to, oh do yeah, that. no, I know. No, I'm just looking <laughs> no, at this list. He was and talking about doing a top thirty, not deleting number. I number thought 30. you were talking about deleting a number. Oh 30. no, we were okay. talking about like let's just leave it at the thirty. And oh yeah, no, it's, it's just this is our list. <laughs> no, we'll talk away. about we'll talk about cutting out a wild in a minute. Don't worry. Yeah, well, we'll talk about people not understanding what makes video games good when that comes up. No. <laughs> Oh no! Uh, do, do what? Okay, well, how do we want to do this? Should we start from the top? Should we start from the eh, top? Yeah. Or I don't know. I mean, does anyone have any bones to pick with any games on this list? Does Astrologaster well, make the top ten? Seems like it sucks. Uh, it's my personal top ten, but I don't think it'll be anybody else's. Well, do we want to talk about Kingdom Hearts three? Because Andre and I did it with Slay okay. the Spire or Slay the Spire with Sinking City, which is a game yeah. that I really liked, and he didn't, and like. Uh, cut it. The thing, the thing for me with Sinking City, we was already talked about I it. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to get like the support from anywhere else. Maybe you can sell people on Kingdom Hearts three. I mean, uh, I think that Kingdom Hearts three. I think we should talk about it because I don't yeah. think I'm going to get okay. support from anywhere. Else. Let's do this. We Let's have do this not now. Actually, talked about Kingdom Hearts three either. No. So. Um, in so some ways, I'm almost as much as I do want to talk about Kingdom Hearts three with one Chris Edgerton. I also. Yeah, it maybe is better to save that for after we've had this emotional damage done to me and um, when there's the DLC out. Yeah. So Kingdom Hearts three is number seven on my list of top 10 games of the year. Um, I in some ways that's a nod to the series as a whole, which I'm not arguing should give it a spot here. Um, I think that that game was largely a victim of like, I understand that, like, Andre, you specifically didn't like the ending, but um and other things too i'm not saying that was your only issue with it but i think that game and this should be held against it so i understand but i think that game does a huge disservice in the way that it presents its difficulty options because everyone else was talking about how it was like boring and you just mash square through the whole game and if you play it on proud mode it is a much more interesting experience it's still not particularly hard on proud mode, but it feels more like you're playing like a devil may cry on normal or something like that. It's much more like engaging. You have to engage with a lot more of the mechanics, the extra mechanics. You can't just like mash the button to attack for the whole game and win. Um, And so I think it sucks that so many people think that that game is trash because the difficulty, the normal difficulty sounds like it's super boring. Um, So that's kind of like my biggest issue with like, the critical discussion around that game. And again, the it's the game's fault for not telling you, Hey, you should play this on proud mode because every other game in the series is like hard on proud mode. But I will say if you played the first hour of it and thought it was super boring and that you just had to mash square, you could have gone back and increased the difficulty. <laughs> so I think there's some blame to go around for that. Um, but I don't know if that was one of your criticisms, Andre. Uh, no, I mean, like it was like a little bit, but like that wasn't the main thing. Like it didn't feel like an evolution of the series, really. It felt like, you know, having played the other games recently, I I like Kingdom Hearts one and two kingdom, like Kingdom Hearts two is my favorite in the series. I would maybe say that's one of my top 10 games of all time, but it felt it didn't feel like there had been 10 years or whatever. And there'd been games in the middle, but like a, for a console release, it didn't feel like kingdom hearts three. And th- 
it was basically the exact game I expected it to be when they announced it and I saw it and I saw footage was like, oh, I, I know exactly what this game is going to be. And I was right, at least from like gameplay. Um, and so that was like even knowing it, I was like, man, this is kind of disappointing. And the the rides are bad. Oh, I don't think that's true. I think they're I, I hated the rides. Mm. They, they just cool. got in the way. Nah, uh, I, I thought. So. I thought they were a bad implement. Like, I think they could have been used well, but I preferred like the, the only reaction command stuff. The only thing that was bad about there were custom things. The yeah. only thing that was bad about them, in my opinion, is that I think that the concept was solid and I think that the rides themselves were pretty fun, but they didn't get the theme park license. So they couldn't actually use the real rides like mm-hmm. that buzz. The ride that's like the Buzz Lightyear ride kind of sucks because it's not actually Buzz Lightyear. Like it's just generic looking and they all just right. look like generic carnival rides. When I think that if they could have gotten the theme park license to those rides, they could have done like way more cool homages to the parks, um, which would have been neat. Um, I have no affinity for like Disneyland, Disney world stuff. So, and I think that that's probably part of why you didn't like them. Cause to me it was like, Oh, this is a cool implementation of this ride that I enjoyed riding as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that it was kind of a, I think they missed the mark in the sense that they were targeting nostalgia that very few people actually have. And they didn't get the licenses to make them like fully realized. Um, but uh, I will tell you from playing all of the games in a row, very close together. I don't think there is any evolution aside from the controls feeling more fluid from kingdom hearts one, all the way through to kingdom hearts three that yes, they introduced mechanics, but the core of that game, it has been the same for the entire series. Uh, oh, absolutely. And uh, I think that's just one of the things I found disappointing. And that's fair. Your they, disappointment is reasonable, but I, I just, I, cause I, I looked at that and I went, Oh yeah. Okay. And then it was still like, it's, it's, you know, it feels better than like the other games to play, yeah. like because it's just a lot more fluid and fast. Aside from, I think the the rides, the implementations of the implementation of the rides was a step back from I, what I thought was cool in Kingdom Hearts Two, which was like the reaction command stuff. I think those There's things like are better than the rides. A, a little bit of that, but not yeah. so much. And like the rides are so frequent and happen so often that I was just like annoyed with them and I should have like turned them off. Did you like, play it on proud mode? No, because uh, they don't on, happen as much. That's probably part of it too, is they maybe. don't happen as much in proud mode. Uh, and yeah. So, and like it, there was like a few points where I had to, like, I think the, the keyblade stuff they did where like you can, you have like, you can quick change your keyblades, mm-hmm. and they all have like different charge ups. I think that stuff was like cool. Um, but then I, I still missed like the transformations from two and like, you know, a lot of it's looking back at like, you know, games from my childhood. Um, right. But in yeah. some ways it, it felt like a step back from I, that other stuff while still doing like some smart uh, changes. So, you know, I'm not sure how I feel about that, but then also it does the kingdom hearts thing, but like where it backloads, like all of the story. Yep. Except I think it's a lot more egregious here because basically you get like nothing in the middle and then all of it happens in the last like five hours. I guess I just I think I don't know. I don't know that I agree. I think it's very similar. I mean, it's you backloads things for sure, but I just think the only game in the series that doesn't do that is Birth by Sleep. Um, And 
even that one still has big chunks of time where there isn't a lot of story happening. Um, I think it's just, I think it's divided up a little bit better in those other games. I don't know that I agree because there's like other, like, you know, you're going to twilight town and, uh, the the tra- Traverse Town and Radiant Garden and all that stuff and none of that is in but the Kingdom other Hearts thing 3. is I actually I would probably say that Kingdom Hearts 2 of the games that are represented in the collections is maybe mm-hmm. my least favorite um You're I actually I actually don't like the way that that game like I I, I shouldn't say I don't like cuz I like all of them I've come away with like really liking all of them. So I don't want to suggest that I don't think it's good, but it plays probably the best after kingdom hearts three, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Some the story in kingdom hearts two didn't, um, I found it more frustrating than the other ones. Um, because it, it like tries to build so much complexity. Um, and like, it's the most like obtuse of all of them kind of, Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt that the way that it loads its plot up in different sections made that even harder to digest. Um, so I don't know. And, and we're not really here to talk about Kingdom Hearts yeah. too. So yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But, um, I think that, that I liked the way that Kingdom Hearts three went. The big thing that is kind of like a spoiler for the ending of Kingdom Hearts three, if you don't want to be spoiled on Kingdom Hearts three is, uh, that the ending, the bad guy doesn't really have anything bad happen to him. Like you beat him and then it's like, he's like, Oh, and then the, the, the Mark Hamill character, which is really the Mark Hamill character. Uh, he is the, the, the Luke Skywalker of um, the, the kingdom Hearts series yeah. is like old friend. Oh, it's, all, it's all good. Don't yeah, worry he's about like, it. Old you friend, killed me. You fucked up, but you know, we're still friends. And then they go off to like heaven together. Be like force ghosts. Yeah. And, and I understand why wow. people didn't like that ending, but to me, like I spend so much time think this is the whole series in a nutshell is I spend so much time thinking about the stories that I see and thinking about how, like I find X, Y, or Z frustrating about the way that stories are unfolding and like, there's only two games this year that didn't have a frustrating element in their stories to me. Um, and with kingdom hearts, if I were to think too critically about any of it, it all falls apart. So you just have to kind of go like, okay, show me your weird shit. And I just kind of like, it's, it's, it's this, it's actually a direction that the rise of Skywalker sent me with star Wars, which is like, I can't change any of this. I'm just going to listen to what you're telling me and just accept that that's the way it is. And, and in doing that and kind of giving myself over to it and experiencing it on its terms, I don't necessarily need there to be some kind of like poetic retribution for the villain because the whole thing is lacking in like depth really beyond like the power of friendship and love cures everything, which is what the moral of that story kind of is. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think that it worked for me and I think that it was a piece of media that capped the right things for me from experiencing those stories quickly together um, and left the right doors open for me to be excited about what happens next there. Um, and I 
didn't need anything more than what it provided because I just was like, holy crap. If I think about this in this way, I super love it. Um, and, but I can understand how, if you're someone who's been waiting for 10 years for the, the conclusion of that story, why I wrote into Adam Sessler at X play every week asking, <laughs> when is a kingdom hearts three coming out? I can understand how that would be frustrating. And the people that seem to, have problems with it are the people who have been waiting for it the longest. Um, and with like the narrative conclusion there. And so I'm, I'm willing to defer if you really like, didn't it, like, like that. Aspect that, of it. that conclusion, like when you think about it in retrospect with what that series is, it was always going to be something like that. That's what I'm saying. Of. Yeah. But, but even like before that, it's like the pacing of that last kind of like gauntlet of bosses for me was like awful, especially like the final like is th- triple Xanort fight spoilers. But for beyond that, because uh, you like you get up and you're fighting like three different Xanorts and you I had told you about this, how I, like, I kind of like fantasy booked it in my mind, how I think it would be better. Because each t- you're fighting three Xehanorts at once, and then after you kill one, they monologue at you for like 30 seconds in the middle of the fight, and everything stops, and you watch a cutscene, and then they like see. I love that shit. Disappear. It like that's it's very anime, but yeah. it's just stupid that everyone just kind of stops and stands around, like the bad guys too, and everyone just stops and listens to a monologue. Yeah, because it's anime. It, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It's it, was, but it just it felt not great. <laughs> Uh, and I don't know. One of the I things, think anyway. one of the things I heard people complaining about was how they treated Kyrie after all those years. Like, yes, there's so and, that. and that's the thing. Like, I don't have that context because to me, I played it. I won't argue that they treated her well throughout the series, but I played it, and then the most recent trailer shows her wielding a keyblade and her finally fighting stuff. So, like, it's like I don't have that ten years of like, well, finally they're going to do something with Kyrie, and then having that not pay off. So that's why it's hard for me to like, yeah. on a group list, really argue for it. I personally think that it's like a number ten kind of contender on our list, but like, and like to me, yes, its narrative is super anime and it goes in weird places. But I'm looking at several other games on this list oh. that, like, from a narrative perspective, no, did nothing. I, I, I for don't me. think so, I like. I think there are aspects of Kingdom Hearts three that are good. But I think overall, as a complete package, it is lacking and left like I think, yeah, there are things that are drag it down so much that I just like I don't want to go back to that game because like design decisions they made, like getting Ultima Weapon relies or yeah, Ultima Weapon relies entirely on RNG. Because you have to go to a mailbox and you have to like buy 10 potions and then like, oh, here's a postcard. Go to this mailbox. Maybe you'll get the item you need to get Ultima Weapon. I don't know. And like that's bad design. And And again, from my perspective, getting Ultima Weapon is like a cool thing you can do, but I don't think of it as core to the experience. So no, but it's it's just, you know, it's stuff like that. I did everything in Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah, everything. Can yes, I jump in here and say that we've been talking about Kingdom Hearts 3 for 13 minutes and we're definitely going to cut it? Yeah, just cut it. Get rid of it. It's okay. <laughs> Mostly because we, you've both said we should cut it. No, I don't think we should cut it. I think it's number 10 on our list, but I'm not going to get any support. And so I'm, I, I, it's, we can just get rid of it. 
I'm glad you have joined when, the Kingdom Hearts. I mean, when family. Fire Emblem and Pokemon come up and are lacking games that I think are have boring as fuck stories and are <laughs> lacking in other areas, I, we can pull my knives I, out. Then I would happily keep Kingdom Hearts. There are not over a lot of games on this list. Yeah, same. I'm that's not what saying, I'm saying we should cut it. I'm just saying. No, it sounds like you guys want to cut it. No, I, I don't, but I don't think there's any more conversation to be had than the one we've already had. And I don't yeah. think I'm no one else is with me on saying we should slot it at number 10. So we should just cut it. And then it's gone. I think if then we don't if, have to think about it again. If Andre had hadn't disliked it, I would support it being on number 10. Sure. But because he did, uh, that's the reason why I would. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get it. I think we should move on, given that to ring fit. Because yes. I think only one person said we should keep Ring Fit. Maybe two, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna run to the little podcasters room and <laughs> okay. enjoy this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um I I will say I sold my Ring Fit because I didn't use it. I think Ring Fit is a super cool fitness tool that I will continue to use. In fact, I have I'm planning to use it as soon as we're done sitting for a long time podcasting. I think the game part of it is fine. I don't think that the 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 like RPG part is anything to write home about, yeah, um, the, and that's why I struggle yeah. with it on this list. The RPG isn't particularly deep, but I would say it's engaging enough to be motivational. Mm-hmm. I don't agree. Actually, I think that it did not. I have played it very little. Um, I think it's the most fun I've had with a fitness tool, so I will continue to play it. But I, it certainly has not motivated me to keep playing it. And a lot of that, though, has to do with the fact that I find um, knee and, and hip stuff very challenging because mm. my knees are not great. And I cannot do a fight without doing squats. And squats are, like, painful for me to do. So yeah. that's a huge thing for me of, like, I don't want to do it because it's going to be painful to play this game. And there's nothing yeah. I can do to avoid doing those Yeah, and exercises. I think that was one of the criticism, criticisms I raised against it when we were talking about it like a yeah. month or two ago, too, is that and, like yeah. accessibility for that game is really bad. Yes. Like, it, it needs variable difficulty levels. For each, yes, yes, for each type of exercise, it really does, and, and it also yeah. needs alternative exercises. Like, yes, you can yeah, for, for like the first world, you don't get any additional exercises, and like let's say for the sake of argument, you don't have use of your legs, you cannot do exactly. anything yeah. using your legs. Like, and right. you, you, that means like a third of your abilities that you have available to you, you just can't use. So, like, well. And there's weird things like I um, now this is mostly on me, um, but I forgot because it was a big gap in time. And I forgot that when you put the strap on, it's supposed to be situated on the front part of your thigh and not the side. Oh, sure. And it does walk you through those things. So this I'm taking responsibility for making the screw up, but I had it put to the side instead of in front. And I was trying to do the squats and it wasn't registering them. And it Mm -hmm. was like. I was like struggling really hard with them and I couldn't even get the position right and stuff. And I was like, what is going on? And the game did nothing to say like, Hey, are you, is your thing? Are you positioned right? Is everything okay? Um, Instead, it just was like, Nope, you fail. And it was, I think there's parts of it. Like it goes so far towards personalizing the experience in some ways. And then it just like, carries the ball to the five yard line and then puts it on the ground and walks away. Yeah. And I found that kind of frustrating. And I did have instances where it would like lose tracking, like specifically where um, 
where you were doing like some of the the um, like let's say things like doing planks when they have you doing planks, or when you're doing some of the squeezy things like the bow. Uh, I don't know if you guys got the bow where you pull, I where, you, where you pull back on it and stuff like that, where it would just kind of lose tracking and say, "Oh, you let go of it," but like you're clearly still holding it all the way, and it's like, "Well, yeah. shit." Um, so, like, I, I did have issues with it. I still think it's the best implementation of video game gamified exercise that there has been, but I don't think it's without fault. I think that's true from a actually we're going to make a fitness game perspective. Mm-hmm. However, I think Beat Saber is a better game, and I think it provides a more fun workout. Sure, and there, it's kind of where like the disconnect for me happens too. Yeah, and I think there's things about Ring Fit that, like, again, like that are exceptionally good, but I think there's things that are really bad. Like, I think it would be nice if they could, you could set, um, or it would suggest like groups of exercises. It, so you're specifically targeting things that, like, a personal trainer would say, like, okay, today you should do this instead of you picking, like, I feel like I'm going to do this today and this one. Oh, I don't really feel like doing this right now. Like, mm. like a personal trainer It'd will be- will tell you, hey, you should be working on this right now because that will be that'll like coincide best with what you're doing over here, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It'd be great if I could say I want to train legs today because. I trained arms yesterday. Yeah, you know. And, yeah, and the the game doesn't support that. I could see an implementation with the ring of something maybe less gamey, more personal training uh, that I would be interested in. But weirdly, the game part was my least exciting part of Ring Fit Adventure. But I also don't think I would be interested in it at all if the game part didn't exist. So it's tough because like oh, I do want to play yeah. more of the game part, and I'm not getting rid of mine. Like I said, <clears> I'm planning <throat> to play it this afternoon. Um, but what's motivating for me is more when I get up and my clothes feel tight and then I go, you know, I should really exercise today. Yeah. It's still the thing that I want to exercise with the most um, because like I, I also do some exercise with VR stuff, but VR has its own, you know, caveats and I don't like getting sweaty with my VR headset on. So I usually don't play enough of a physically demanding VR game at a time to really get a workout. Whereas I do like doing that with Ring Fit, but I just struggle with it as a game and think it's like it's close, but not quite there Um, for a top 10 games of the year list. Again, like I think for a if someone says I want to get in shape and I have a switch, it's going to be my number one recommendation for them if they don't like like going to the gym or running and stuff, because it's it's great for that. And I think it's a really cool thing. I just think it has enough like it's so hyper specific and it gets so close. And I think fitness games forever have been bad. And this is the first one that I've played that is good, but I yeah. don't quite think it's great yet. Yeah. Um, also, and, it just made me want to stop playing and go to the gym or go for a run. And I think Someone it'll have that effect. Exercise. Yeah. I think that'll it'll have that effect on a lot of people who do fitness. Although Alex, you do that stuff and you seem to be the one who kind of, likes it the most. So I think it's really good as a supplement to those, which is, sure. which kind of is coming at the same point from a different angle. Yeah. And, and, I, uh, and, but I should say when you're doing it at the higher intensity levels, it does not scale very well. Like, sure. Yeah. Like basically what it does is you're doing more reps and each one does less damage. So the fights can take a yeah. really long time. And yeah. You're doing, that you're doing a ton. Frustrating. Of, you're doing a ton. So, and yeah. Uh, the last thing I would say on it is that I think part of the reason why the places it drops the ball, because it's hard. I thought a lot about reconciling, like, 
I think it does X, Y, and Z so, so, so well. Why am I knocking it so hard for missing these little things? Mm. But I think it's because the solutions are so evident. Like all they would have had to do is say, you have X number of attack slots and then give you enough exercises at the start to fill those slots with the things you want to do. Like that's all it would have taken. It, it, it's, it's so, even if they didn't get to the like more personalizing nature that we talked about of it, of it saying, Hey, you should do a leg day. I'm willing to forgive that. What I can't forgive is that like you get four attacks at the beginning. And if one of them is inaccessible to you, you just can't progress when they could have just given you an extra arm thing. And then it solves the problem. So yeah. that's, that's why I can't yeah, really I get think, over it. I think we can probably cut it from this list though. I, it's sure. on my personal yeah. top 10 because I do think it's, it is the best implementation of exercise, like again, gamified video games or sure. uh, exercise games. But yeah, I don't think for this, this list it works. And I definitely think it, yeah. is, it <clears throat> deserves to be on a list of the 30 best games of the year in a year where I think well more than 30 good games came out. So yeah. like, I, I, yeah. I, I don't think at this point, nothing, nothing that we're cutting is a huge knock. Right. Um, yeah, I feel like this top thirty is generally like, you know, this is this isn't the first round of cuts, so yeah. it's an honor just to be cut from the list. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we will say goodbye to Ring Fit Adventure. Bye. Right. What about? Um, can, well, I want to go. I know Alex at the beginning. You said what about Astrologasto? Yeah. Yeah. Well, just just, on, just on, the, on the on the top ten is what I'm. Like it's on my top ten, but it's low on my top ten, so we can probably cut it. I just, I just think people should play it. I am going to play it on my iPad because it yeah. seems like I, um, very good for that. I it seems funny. I the thing with mean, iPad is you have to do it with the sound on. Yeah, I don't know much yeah. about it other than it's Shakespearean inspired in its art and such. Yeah, and I love has, the way it looks in the sound. The, the, it has like a full chorus. The writing is really, really funny. Um, it's it's really great, but I it's like okay, spoilers. I just I've I've I I have a rough top ten right now, and it's <laughs> number ten on it. So okay, fair. But should we say not for this top ten? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. okay. What would you cut, Allison? Um, oh gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah. What a good question. Um. The, the thing is, it's like, I feel like either, I feel like the games on here are either, like, I played them and liked them, or I didn't play them, and I can, like, or didn't play you enough of them, but I can see, exactly, like yeah. There's yeah. nothing on here where I'm like, I actively think it's terrible. So. Well, how about this? I think we're at a place. I'd like to know who put more than, like, I'd like to know who played what, I guess. Okay. Because there's things like, and we can talk about it, we can just talk about it next if we want to, but like, there's things like Remnant where I am pretty passionate about that game. Um, like I said, it is number six on my list. Um, I really, really like it, but I can't sell it to any of you if you haven't touched it because it's a game that has absolutely incredible gameplay. And if you haven't played it, then it's not going to mean anything to you. So I'm thinking if we can maybe initial. Um, and what games we played in that B column one at a time. So we don't delete each other's initials. <laughs> um, that would be helpful for me to figure out where to go next with things, both for myself that I'm nominating and that, that maybe other people are nominating. I, it looks like I Sam's doing it now. I don't know if that works though. Cause like 
if we have a game that one person played, but they're ultra passionate about, I don't think that discredits it. No, I'm not saying it does, but I think it needs to be one that you're ultra passionate about. Um, like, uh, uh, that's why I bring up Browning because I'm pretty well, passionate well, about it. So I can. I think that's the thing about like Astrologaster, for example, where exactly. I, I really loved it, but it's uh, near the top. I'm like the only person who'd be pushing for it, and it's near the bottom of my top 10. So it would just be helpful to navigate without asking people to just copy and paste their top 10s. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying that we should, like, oh, only one person played that, gotta go <laughs> after it. But we do have to pick things to talk about, I guess. Yeah. See, uh, yeah. I, I didn't even put my full top ten on this list. Yeah, same here. I mean, yeah. Same. My, I didn't make. I well, that's true for me too. Actually, I guess no, no, it's not. No, I think my full top ten was on this list. But um, two of the games we've cut already were both from my top ten, so <laughs> I don't feel too bad about that. Yeah. I did play Untitled Goose Game, but for maybe three minutes, so I didn't initial that. Everything else I've played, there is stuff on here that I've initialed that I've played that I did and not if like. You're not, if you're not comfortable with it, then you don't have to put your initials down. I'm not saying like everyone has to do it. Uh, I have a game we can cut like, if we want. Which one? Sure. Is it? <laughs> Assemble with Care. <laughs> oh. Well, oh, wait, I didn't I play Ivic Never mind. I thought it was fucking terrible. <laughs> really? Yes, I thought what it was. I thought it was terrible. I thought the story was absolutely worthless. Did you finish oh. it? Yes. Oh. I finished it all in one sitting. <laughs> um, it's on my top ten. Me too. It's it's not a game that I would fight for over some other games on this list. I think that there's one game Wait, somebody... on my top ten that's going to be a really hard fight, and I don't want to fight over a symbol with care. And see, that's okay. Cool, that's helpful. To... <laughs> so, could we remove a symbol with care with that in mind? Uh... I mean, there's so many worse games on this list than a symbol with care. I but worse, like uh... like what? <laughs> well, worse. I mean, like kind words is barely a game. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't think that uh, Untitled Goose Game is that great. Um, I don't think Apex Legends is that special. But, you know, I don't want to fight anyone. <laughs> you also you also don't, I mean, this is another struggle we're going to run into. You don't really play multiplayer games, so there's no way no, that Apex right. Legends was going <laughs> to connect for you. Um, I I did come second in the one game of Apex Legends I played, but you know I'm obviously very good. Yeah, you clearly should play more. Yeah. Um, yeah. but but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it it I don't think it's really that that's a struggle that we're going to run into. Whereas I do think now I haven't played Assemble with Care, and I should, and I probably should have before we got in here. Uh, I recognize that, but. Like that's a style of game that I think we all generally like. Yeah. Um, so I do think it's telling if Alex really didn't like it, and if Allison, you're kind of like it's good. I mean, Sam, it's on my really top ten. It. Yeah, it's on mine as well. I mean, if it's on two people's top tens and there's one person who doesn't like it, I think we should move on and not do it yet. Okay. Um, I thought it was really bad, but if you guys like it, that's fine. But but I mean, you I, thought another game on this list was pretty bad that we're gonna need to that is gonna be on this list. So. <laughs> I don't know. Bottom I, half I, of this list. We'll get there. Oh, we do. I, I think I think there are two games on this list that are 
in contention for mediocre to bad. And there are people on this podcast that are super passionate about them. So I don't know. Um, I think there's one that I know that what you're talking about, that is my number one. Which is fair. I I don't want to trash. I don't want to trash your number one. And I'm not going to like, I'm not going to, to, to like say anything intentionally. Uh, I still got this knife. It. Yeah. But you know, um, yeah, you're no. on the other side of the ocean. I'm much more uh, afraid of Allison. She could like now. Allison could get to where I am much faster and easier than you. Get to where you're gonna be. Do you think I would bring a knife? Just long enough for you to forget. I would. I wouldn't stab you. I'd just be really disappointed. I know, and that would make that would hurt more than a physical wound. Anyway, Um, Allison, tell us. No way. You've just had something cut. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk Um, about judgment. Mortal Kombat 11. I oh, think okay. I think I, Mortal Kombat 11 has four names next to it, and Judgment has one name next to it. <laughs> I, but I, I think I would sooner cut Mortal Kombat 11, and I've played that. I really liked Mortal Kombat I, 11 I, a lot. I I I in me like it. It was fun as like a a wrapping up of that story, but I I wanted more Kathy Cage. I think that <laughs> and. Uh, and I just, I don't, I don't care for the way Mortal Kombat plays. I'm finding. I like the way that it plays as fighting games go. And I still really want to make fighting games work for me. That's part of why I bought a fight stick because I enjoy Mortal Kombat more than most fighting games. I've played like more than like a street fighter, for example, but like after getting so into Dragon Ball fighters last year, like, I was just like, oh, I can't, I'm not feeling it here. Yeah, I think the problem and this is starting to become I mean, I guess we're starting to get to the point where this is becoming less true. But Mortal Kombat 11 to me felt like a refinement of Mortal Kombat that in a way that I almost don't I have a hard time with the gameplay being the thing that gets it into a top 10 list because it is a iteration on really solid existing gameplay tropes. It's one thing for like a personal top 10 list if you loved it, but I think for like our group top 10, it's hard sell for me because like it's Mortal Kombat and it's good. I think Mortal Kombat is good. Um, the story seemed interesting, but honestly I fell off about halfway through it, um, which isn't to say that it was bad. It just, it's, it, everyone it's, coming into it was like, it's so crazy and awesome. And I got halfway through it and was like, it's Mortal Kombat. Yeah. It's fucking wild. Yeah, like that's like there, there's some like good gags. Like Double Kano's is pretty funny. Sure, but it's not bad. There's nothing about it that's no, bad. But there, there is a lot of like, well, why didn't you just do your weird time stopping power in the first place? Well, and, and more like, than that, like that, it feels super fan servicey. I think, um, uh, and that's kind of what they've been doing yes, and it's with, fine. at least with nine and then 10 they got away from that and then they kind of course corrected back to the fan yeah, service i think stuff it's with fine that it's super fan servicey like i love marvel movies and those are pretty fan servicey yeah but it's hard in this group where like i don't know i don't have much of a history with mortal Kombat, so it's hard for me to like feel an impact from the fan service mm-hmm. stuff i just think like it's pretty cool um so yeah i don't know yeah uh, luke hang yes. turns into god <laughs> Yeah, but you say that and it doesn't mean anything to me. (laughs) Yeah, that's just that's just anime bullshit. Yeah, like it's cool if you really love Mortal Kombat, but like I I love Mortal Kombat. I've played the last 
like six NetherRealm releases going back to the PS3, and I don't think that Mortal Kombat 11 is worth worthy of the list. Yeah, I, I don't know. I fell off it real hard. Like the thing that that I'm most excited about with Mortal Kombat 11 is that I developed just enough understanding of those games to be able to look at Sonic Fox clips and mm-hmm. go like, "Oh, wow. that's cool." Yeah. Um, and so that's sort of my favorite thing about that game. Um, also it maybe has the worst voice acting of the year in a game where that has some oh. pretty bad voice acting. Oh yeah. With Ronda, Rousey. Ronda Rousey. Yeah. I really hope that that is what disqualifies her from ever getting another acting job again. It was it's terrible. Oh so bad. Yeah. yeah. She did an oh. awful job. Yeah. But I don't want to denigrate it as like not a cool thing either. It's just it's a good game. It just isn't one of the 10 best games of the year. It's, it's my number five. But yeah. like, if you guys dislike it that much, then it's fine coming off of the list. I don't dislike it. I just think there's ten better games. Yeah, like I that's, guess that's kind of where I'm at. I, it's it's just something I would have cut way way and, later. And I'm coming at this but from like, a different angle. I think where I don't think we can produce the, an objective list of the ten best games of the year. I certainly can't contribute to an objective list of the ten best games of the year because we all have attachments to games that are um pretty personal. I think. Uh, and so I'm willing to say, like, what is it? What is our 10 favorite games of the year as our group? And so I don't think at that point it's really fair to, like, say, like, well, I don't think it's one of our favorite games. But at the same time, I'm wondering if maybe it's not one of our favorite games. Well, because I mean, if we have three people who are pretty much ambivalent on it and I'm the only one that really likes it, then I'm fine cutting it because I'm basically yeah. the only voice opposing it. Or opposing like, that, and we need to cut seventeen games. So exactly, yeah. and I, like for example, <clears throat> we have like Heart of the Woods is a game that only you played. I am far more interested in in hearing your argument for that and fighting for that in your like because that is a game that I think is speaks more to like I don't know your passion for a thing needing to be on the list based on the way you've talked about it in the past. Um, so that's kind of what I'm getting at is like. And even something like Judgment maybe is like that for Sam if you really, really love that game. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. All right, Mortal Kombat. You have been fairly well ejected. So, okay. I still love Cassie Cage. Uh, she is the greatest character every year. Uh, her fatality where she kicks people in the balls and then their skin splits open and their skeleton shoots out the top. <laughs> say, very good. I think that a lot of the fatalities are very good, but also there's a point where I can only play that game for so long at a time because some of them are just like, yeah, Jesus Christ. Like I, at first when I was playing it, I was like, people saying that need to like, don't play Mortal Kombat then. But then after I played it for a few hours, I was like, holy fuck. Some of these are like, uncomfortable to witness <laughs> I, I feel like i became kind of desensitized to that stuff That's but kind also of a problem <laughs> I, I mean like Jesus. i'm not like I, well i'm not even like like horror movies and stuff i don't like super gory no, I, stuff I, like that I'm not really like, saying but in like mortal kombat it's like whatever yeah like ooh, but at like, first that was my stance and then there was a few of them that i saw that were like specific organs being carefully incised mm-hmm. out of a body and i was just like wow that's that's a lot <laughs> like Cassie Cage her, all her fatalities make me laugh uh, the one where she puts her hands through the rib cage and does yeah, the heart yeah, makes the heart that, yeah. that was like I thought about that and was like whoa uh, <laughs> yeah, no I love lot. it hey, hey Andre uh, wonderfully animated um, hey Andre does Life is yeah. Strange 2 need to be on our top 10 list of the year I think I think so um, hmm. it has 
so I, I played it all like this week. So maybe there's some recency bias, but I would say life is strange too has like some of the most, in my experience, realistic portrayals of the locations and kinds of people it's um, trying to present and bring forth to the world. Um, it's a story about two Latino brothers, half like biracial, mm-hmm. uh, who have to flee uh, their hometown of Seattle after a tragic event. Uh, which is kind of like ripped from the headline stuff results in the death of their father and they're on the run down to Mexico. And you're kind of going through uh, from Washington through Oregon and California and all this kind of stuff. And like the people you meet and the, um, the places you go like all ring very true in like modern day America. And I think their portrayal of that stuff is very uh commendable uh it's like it's you know the leg- the writing isn't as legendary as life is strange one with go fuck your selfie <laughs> but it's i i found it far more relatable okay. and like uh than life is strange one because life is strange one like it's kind of weird because it's like oh they're at some private high school in on like the coast i'm like I'm from Oregon. There, I don't think there's any place like like this. I res- well, that's part of why I haven't played Life is Strange two. Is it tied to Life is Strange one in any way? Uh, I'm, yeah, there are there are characters, there are references mm. um, because but there's it's nothing like super overt. That there's like Max and Chloe don't show up. I think that Life is Strange one is funny. Like, I think it's moments of humor are pretty well written, but I have tried to play through that game like five times and never gotten past episode three because I just it's yeah, I don't think that I understand that for some people this hits. So I'm not trying to Mm -hmm. take it away from anyone. But every time I try to play that game, I always find the moments that are supposed to be deeply emotional and moving Mm -hmm. to me don't hit at all. And I don't think it's just a, like, it's not my skin thing because I do feel that when I think gone home is in my probably top three games ever of all time. So I don't know. So life is strange two, I haven't played, so I can't speak to it, but if it's got that same, you saying it's more relatable is a good argument to me because I think life is strange. One is super not relatable. And I'm Mm -hmm. glad that it, that there are people who it touched and I don't think that it's yeah not a great game, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think life is strange. One is a little, is like weird and like, it's actually far more like supernatural than life is strange. Two. life is strange. Two is much more grounded. I think the supernatural elements of life is strange. One are actually not good. Like, I don't know. I, yeah. And, um, can I butt in and say, if I think, if I think we're going to keep it, can we revisit it if we? Yes, decide we can. We, we can come back if we later. need to. Yeah, let's. Um, let's. I just, I'm conscious of time for yeah. both of us. Yeah. Uh, um. So let's hold on to Life is Strange. Okay, let's talk about Judgment. <laughs> I think Judgment is a really, really good game. Um, Judgment was on my. I wrote a list of keepers, which were games that I wanted to keep on our group top ten. And I think if Andre had played Judgment, he would love it. And I think if Pat had played Judgment, he would love it. But uh, I don't see it beating games on this list that people have a really profound connection to. Um, 
I, I get, I get, get Judgment is a game that it's just like it's just really really good at what it's doing and it's a really good cohesive whole it's a great story and it let me get into the Yakuza style of game which I hadn't been able to get into the others mm-hmm. because I, I didn't want to play five games to play Yakuza mm-hmm. 6 sure um, you started Yakuza I, 0 yeah I mean I do own Yakuza <laughs> 0 and I have tried playing it multiple times I will finish it one day well, Game Pass no, is coming for you, baby. Yeah, that too. Um, I think everybody should play Judgment. I don't think that I can get it onto our top ten. That's so fair. I, I guess I'll cut it. Similarly, uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 is in my top five, but <clears throat> I recognize it's not everybody played it, uh, or I'm the only one that played it. It's not likely to make our top ten. Uh, but I just think it's really, like, it's a very Nintendo-esque game. In all, uh, you know, in all the ways that means, and it's really well polished yeah. and really like the the areas are great. The it's like for what it's trying to do, it's pretty much perfect. But I, I recognize it's probably not going to make our top ten, so we can cut it. Can we talk about? Can we talk no. about um, a short hike? Uh, okay, okay, just okay. So we've deleted Luigi's Mansion and Judgment from the list. Okay. A short hike, I guess. I, I do think that Judgment is much better than Jedi Fallen Order. I would probably agree with you, <laughs> based on what I've well, played Jedi Fallen let's Order. Let's talk about Jedi Fallen Order, then, because <laughs> Jedi Fallen Order is I, one that is very high on my personal list, but I don't have the same... My emotional attachment to it is my emotional attachment to Star Wars, so I don't have the same fire for it. It's actually higher on my list than Remnant, but like... For our group list, I don't know that I have as much fire for Fallen Order because I think more people have played it. And if the group consensus is that it's not great, then, you know, that's that's fine. Um, if Fallen Order was not a Star Wars game, I would have given up about five hours in. See, that's the thing. No, with I don't me. Think Star Wars took me like 15 hours in. See, I don't agree with that. I haven't but. played that much of it, to be honest, yet. But... What I've played of it has been mostly because I'm like, oh, Star Wars thing, and I don't in know. If a year game where I did, in a year where I didn't play Sekiro, I would have enjoyed Fallen Order much more. And I don't think that's a fair criticism to level of Fallen Order because I think Sekiro is an no, exceptional yeah. video game. So oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's it's just they're they're similar in like their combat. They're similar enough in their combat where it it just. Like I oh, certainly this, like I, this is what I I, I f- like my muscles are screwed up because no, I'm trying I, I to do the saying. other thing and and yeah I mean it's not maybe fair in this situation but and like, and I think like yeah. I don't necessarily the things that Fallen Order does not do narratively are so impressive to me especially given that it's a Star Wars story and especially given that it's the year that the Rise of Skywalker came out which. I think Jedi Fallen Order's story is better than the story in Rise of Skywalker. Not hard. Yeah, seriously, it's not like a um, high bar. <laughs> and, no, I know, but I mean, I'm saying like, I think it's wild that the end of the Skywalker saga came out and I would rather revisit the story from a video game. And that to me is part of why I think it's like a very strong thing. Um, and I realize this isn't a list of the 10 best pieces of Star Wars media of the year. So if nobody else feels strongly about it, then fine. But like, the tropes that it doesn't engage with um, the thing that was, I was spoiled on, which fucking sucks. That happens at the end of the game is so cool. 
and his Meh. fan service, but it's so it's such cool fan service. Um, yeah, but I, eh, but like, do you? Yeah, I guess <laughs> I, eh, I'm right. not it's like not, the Star. It, I'm not whatever. a Star Wars super but fan. That's what I'm like, saying is you're not a Star Wars super fan, so it's not me, really but. yeah. Uh, but it, it, and and I think that the game, the way that it combines force powers and using your lightsaber are is really interesting and it's a cool twist on sort of soulsy combat um and i think that it is a much more accessible game than something like sekiro which is part of where i why i fall like sekiro is an exceptional game i did not play through it because i hit a point where i was at a wall and was like clearly there's amazing stuff here i would rather gain some perspective on this franchise as a whole before I bash my head against this thing. Whereas anyone can play Jedi fallen order. Um, you yeah. can, um, I've, I found it a little too hard for my taste. Did you play it on easy? Yes. I'm surprised because I, I um, didn't, I'm not very good at that kind of game, like parrying, dodging, that sort of stuff. Sure. I just wanted to be powerful and be a cool Jedi. And that was like, my biggest complaint about that game is that I wanted it to be basically the first level over and over, like a big, cool, uncharted thing. And then when it devolved into like a Metroidvania-esque thing, I was like, oh, I'm way less interested in this. Yeah, I guess if you don't like the genre of game, I don't really know how to fix I love that. Metroidvanias, but it, I, it, it felt like the opening level was like, this is a really awesome, cool cinematic experience. And then it was like, now let's slow the pace down. And I didn't want to slow yeah, down. I, I guess I don't, I don't know. I don't really agree that that's a problem. It's not a knock uh, against the game. I'm just saying that's why I didn't. Yeah, no, that's personally. fair. And I think that's why it makes, it probably doesn't make sense for it to be on our group list. Um, I think it's, it's uh, yet another Star Wars game that is really good. That is not going to get the push that it deserves from a lot of places. And I think that's too bad. Um, and I don't think that, like, I think in in a few years when people say we haven't been getting good Star Wars games, I'm gonna wag my finger at them, and not you, not you all specifically, but like people as a in general. Like, it's a good Star Wars game. It's just I don't know why it didn't connect with people, but like, I, I, I look forward to whatever the sequel is. I don't know about I I, I mean I do too, but I don't know that that's a I don't think that's really a fair. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I like because I think there's like their ideas. I think there are a lot of good ideas. I just want to see them iterated and improved upon. Basically. I guess I would passionately say that about two other games on this list that people are passionate about. And it's like three other games, in fact, maybe even four. Um, so it's tough. But yeah, um, I don't know. We I think we need to start cutting these things that we're having hard conversations about. So I think if I don't yeah. have the support and this many people played it, then we should cut it. On that note, yeah, Allison, mm-hmm. I think we should cut kind words. Y- yeah, <laughs> it, I, it's not it's not on my personal list, but it's it's really good. It's easily the most wholesome game of the entire year. Yeah, it, it, it's it's surprising considering so much of that game is interacting with other people. Like, yeah. That it managed to be so wholesome and uh, kind of positive, and- like cultivate that kind of a like an audience of like positivity and wholesomeness, even though it's like you're basically not even being held account- accountable. You just are replying to other people. 
It's yeah, people incredible. people could be total assholes, and they were not really facing any repercussions. Like you can report people, but right. you know whatever. Like you could be an asshole, and they wouldn't know it was you. But like I haven't seen a single instance of that. Oh yeah, so. me neither. Anytime <clears throat> I put it like put it on, it was just like always really wholesome. There's one piece of advice that I got from it that I'm like carrying with me, <laughs> and that will be really like important for me for a long, long time because I think it. Like I, I posted something that was really I was really frustrated with, and the response I got was so like moving that I've like saved it to my computer. But at the same time, yeah. Uh, I yeah, it's I I don't think I can make a good enough case for it, unfortunately. Yeah. But I, not for the the top ten of the year for this yeah. site. But it is it is a special thing. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I wish I had gotten to it before people knew about it. Because I worry if I get on there now, I'm just going to be exposed to gross garbage that I don't want to see. I doubt it. But I feel like you're far enough away from like the maybe. I would yeah, like because like, I should try it. I would like to try it, but um. Anyway, also um, while, I while, would, while we're making sacrificial things, maybe we should think about a short hike. That's what I was. Yeah, say. yeah. Because it's really good. It's really good, and it's really it's really fun, and the. Like aesthetic and I'll the general vibe is good. Next but. year, I really want to play it. In fact, maybe twenty twenty one. Yeah, probably. You should get to. I mean, it's like three hours long. Yeah, get to the end because the end is really. Yeah, it's really I, touching. It's good. I'm actually avoiding spoilers because um, I was sold on it by the waypoint stuff, and you, the two of you, selling it further is yeah cool. The end is good. Frustic loved it. Yeah, and like all the characters that you encounter along the way are great. Like even the yeah. ones that start off kind of being buttholes, you're like, oh wait, you're actually totally cool. Yeah. So it's it's a really really yeah, it's another really positive experience. Uh let's talk about Wait, uh, so that brings us down to 21. 21. Yep. Let's talk about Apex Legends. It is Cut it. <laughs> it's, it's a game I enjoyed my time with, but after like the first month I never went back to. Yeah, it's objectively probably the best battle royale out there in terms of just yes. like how well made it is and how well considered it is. Like that pinging system has definitely changed. Yes, how multiplayer games will or should behave moving forward. That is League of Legends did it first. <laughs> well, yes and no, kind of, but not not in yeah, first person. Not in first person. Yeah. but like personally, I'm with you, Andre. Where I played like I don't know three weeks of it and then just never got back to it because it didn't stick with me, even though I played like I hundreds launched- of hours of PUBG. Yeah, and I played it again a couple weeks ago and was like, <clears throat> fuck yeah, this is amazing. It's number 10 on my list, mm-hmm. um, and and I think it's still incredible, and I don't think there's any good reason for me to say why I fell off of it other than other stuff came out, and I don't usually play games for super long periods of time. Um, so I think we should... Pr- I mean, I, I, I like it a lot, but I think it's not going to be... I would take it as as number 10 on our list given that what I would have taken as number 10 on our list got cut but I don't think it's going to get support from I think we have other things yeah if I what's up Sam I was just going to say what about Dauntless I thought we were done about Apex but carry on no Uh, I was just going to say if I had had more time uh, if I had spent like time playing that with friends if I had like people that I could regularly play Apex with I might have like played a lot more that's true it would have and I did I, more maybe, but you and, and Cheska and I, oh, played yeah, it I'm, a fair I'm just bit. saying for myself, but, and yeah. I played it with my, with two of my friends, like nightly for 
to the point where it's, I felt, I feel like it started to bother my partner a little bit. In fact, cause I was like <laughs> getting home from work, getting on discord and playing apex legends for like t- a couple months solid. Um, and it's great, but I just think, you know, we're going to be like, I can, I'm looking at plenty of games I would cut before it, but yeah. I, I, I don't know. Um, I think that it's probably not going to survive. Uh, uh, it seem have their battle passes been good or have no, they- that's the other problem is that they've been, uh, it's been kind of meh. Yeah. Like, like that, I think that the, yeah, like I think the that call does, of duty battle sorry. pass is way more compelling than the apex one, for example. Yeah. And like, I did have problems with some of their monetization, like the way they were mm-hmm. charging $20 for skins that look garbage. Well, yep. maybe not $20. Yep, I don't yeah. remember what the actual price was, but it was like, they had a lot of growing pains. Yeah. Like, but I will say that the characters they've added have been very cool. Um, right. And, and also cool. Like that game has re- a really diverse cast. Um, yeah. That doesn't tokenize people. And they've added, like there is a person without the use of their legs uh, that is, that is in the game, which cool. is really cool. There is, and they, in a really smart way, write good stuff for those characters too. Weirdly. Mm-hmm. Um, and and um, so I don't know. There's a, there's a character who's autistic. Um, there's like th- there's there's cool stuff in that game, um, like in terms of representation and the characters that they've added are cool. But the battle pass stuff has been kind of meh. Um, I felt no compulsion to push through any of that. Uh, yeah. And their events have been a little hit or miss. The holiday one's pretty cool, but um, I've checked in on a couple of them. And they've been meh. Uh, so okay. I we can probably say goodbye. And I was going to talk about Dauntless next to. Um, which in contrast, uh, Dauntless is a game that I have, um, continued to go back to for three years now. Mm. Um, I think it is the best free to play game ever made probably. Mm. Um, uh, except for maybe league, uh, that, and Dota, those two probably are, are edged out, but it is in the conversation, I think for best free to play game ever made. It is the best monetized game ever made. It has, I have spent tons of money on the cosmetics in that game. And really the only thing to spend money on is cosmetic. Um, you can buy some like consumable items, but those are super easy to craft on their own without, you don't need to buy them. Um, and, uh, I think they've done a great way, good job of integrating a battle pass into it. Um, they've done a phenomenal job of adding things over time, but I think that no one on this cast has really played it. Um, and I think that Andre likes Monster Hunter and it's not Monster Hunter. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not against it being on our list because I know I, you're really passionate about it. For me, it's literally just it doesn't do the thing I like about Monster Hunter. Wait, it, I can't even know if I really put that into words. And that's like why I haven't gotten into it. Yeah. But I'm not like, I, oh, we need to cut it. I found it quite hard to get into, like in terms of like it felt like there was a lot of stuff. And they didn't onboard me yeah, well enough to that's tell me what to do. That's a very fair criticism of it, I think. I think I, without I played two, three hours of it and like I think without like, playing I it I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I think without playing it with friends, I had the benefit of like playing it when there was like next to no content and they've slowly built it up and I've played it all along. So it's been good in that way. What I think the reason that I think it's a better game than Monster Hunter, frankly, is that um Monster Hunter is so hard to play unless you have friends playing it. Um, whereas, and I would disagree personally as someone who put a hundred hours into it, mostly solo, but like, I think what I'm getting at more is like the super, I mean, maybe, but like, 
I've put probably 500 hours into Dauntless and never had to worry if friends were playing because it has matchmaking and yeah. it, it's matchmaking is good. And that is why to me that it is, um, I'll, I will always prefer to play it over monster hunter until monster hunter gets their shit together and has like real matchmaking where you don't get doesn't, like, doesn't world have matchmaking. No, you can join it, hunts. It's, it's you can, right. it, yeah, you can't say like, Oh, match me up with people automatically. It's, you have yeah. to like opt in to like going yeah, into it's a little and, and okay. I tried some, everything and dauntless is match made. Isn't it? You can do solo can, hunts if you want yeah. to, but okay. But, but you, you, but, but, uh, it's match. Like it has matchmaking that is very good. Um, and they've continually listened to the community's feedback on how to make sure that matchmaking doesn't allow for griefing. Whereas in monster hunter, like people grief all the fucking time in matchmaking, like they'll like join your hunt and not do anything. They'll, you can like you join their hunt and it's not clear what they want to do. And it's just like, I, I tried to play monster hunter a bit more this year um, and did some multiplayer stuff and joined some random hunts. And it was like, I may as well have just been playing solo because it was, there was no, I'm sure that those people were experienced and knew what they wanted to do, but it didn't make it clear to me at all what was going on. Um, but I also think they're fundamentally different games too. They're structured similarly, but the way the fights work, monster hunters trying to create like living, breathing creatures, dauntless is dark souls bosses. Mm. Um, and it's, it's repeatable boss fights, not hunting a living, breathing creature in its environment. So even though they have very similar structures, Dauntless is a totally different style of game when you're actually in the combat part, um, because it is it is enemies with telegraphable attacks and patterns that you're supposed to learn and learn how to like do the fight. Whereas I feel like in my time with Monster Hunter, there's an aspect of that, but it is also like the creatures are much less predictable generally. Um, so I don't know. I don't think it has the support. Um, and I think that means that it doesn't f- go on the list. I think it's, but also you did say it is maybe the best free to play game of all time. So that carries some weight with it. Like I wouldn't be quick to dismiss yeah. it because of that, even if I haven't played it, but yeah, it, as I, someone who has played it, I, I think there are better free to play games like what destiny. Uh, destiny. Two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, I don't know. I think the on. I think if your problem with Dauntless was the onboarding, then Destiny yeah, Two is no, not I, a I good thing to bring up in the next Destiny breath. has good onboarding. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I got into Destiny at the beginning where there wasn't much. Content, I also paid and for I Destiny. Always played with friends. I have paid. I have paid uh, like over a hundred dollars to access content in Destiny, which I have not done in Dauntless. So that's no. why I have. I struggle with. It's the, so I, good. I, you I bought, paid the money. No, I, I know the two DLCs. Twice. No, no, I'm, I'm joking. I know. About I know. Destiny, I, I Destiny think it is, is a better game. It's but, kind of. I would hear know. an argument for Destiny being a better game than Dauntless. Is kind of where I'm coming from. But I think when I say not, the best free to play game, this conversation. Yeah. yeah. I, it's, you mean the best monetization? Well, yes, and and I think that that's like yeah. That's um, the, it. Sounds like it does. I like having looked at the battle pass. I thought it was really well monetized. It gives you just a few little things that are gameplay related without actually locking anything up and making it like. Too much to get. So one, I don't know if, if that argument is enough to make people want to keep it on. Then I'm happy to keep it on. I, I'm so happy. We don't have to I'm cut happy it yet. to not cut it. Okay. I don't know about it being on, uh, but we'll see. I I think there's a game that we can talk about cutting though. What's that? Death, Stra- Death, Death Stranding. Stranding. <laughs> oh really? Okay. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. 
Goodbye, I mean, Hideo. So I kind of have uh, to defer to Andre on it because yeah, I really like that game. I, I'm like halfway through it. the third chapter, and I think it's an in- interesting game. And I think like it's it's like kind of like you said, Andre, where I ended up enjoying it more than I expected because I was like, yeah. oh, this seems like it's gonna be super fucking boring. It's fetch quest the games as and me as someone yeah. who's like historically really against fetch quests, but. It's fine and it's interesting and like when you do walk over those mountains and the music is playing, it can be really like relaxing and touching and awesome. Like they're wonderful moments. But I don't know. I also haven't really felt the compulsion to go back to it because I haven't really cared. Uh, I think part of that is like you need to start getting like further into the story, like chapter three is where the game opens up like chapter three, chapter four is where it opens up, but then you don't start like really kind of getting the thrust of the story until like chapter four, chapter five. Um, We can, I guess we could cut it. Like I'm not going to go to the mat for it. It is much better than, and like it's like, it's a, it's, kind of subtle like it's it's not the most subtle thing it's kojima but i I, like i was more impressed by some of the storytelling than i expected to be and i think it's like he moves away from like his traditional like war huh (laughs) it's bad right uh and he like you know he kind of addresses some other stuff like i think Um, like it's so uh, this is like a tiny spoiler contextually in a way but uh the way heather alexandra described it as like kind of like the actual thing that's going on is you're stopping third impact yeah Mm -hmm. which and and I, i think it's in the reason it's hard for me to see is like just a is very Evangelion. As a cut, is it's in contention for the most unique game on this list, which I think yeah, is for sure. which is one of my biggest criteria for recognizing games. Um, but also, uh, you're kind of the one who's played it, Andre. And like, if yeah. you don't want to go to the map for it, I certainly don't have really like, rights or there, necessarily desire to. So there's enough like weirdness where i'm like like i th- like i don't like the bt stuff i think that was like pretty disappointing the way that it, it's like, not very good mechanically yeah. um i think there's like some ways like some some moments in the game like fourth wall breaking stuff that i think really detract uh which is a bummer well, such, uh, such like, as hey, when you take a dump <laughs> no that's whatever that's, that's just that's great. weird goofy stuff um no like stuff like in the middle of oh, i gotta add days gone to this list <laughs> like, okay okay can i fucking tell you about the line i don't want to know it but if other people don't care i'm happy to take my headphones off i haven't heard the line i i don't want to i've heard people talk about the line and at this point it's been built up so much that okay, i want to yeah. see it in context okay i mean i'll, I'll take my headphones off if you take your headphones off okay so you have uh, this boss fight uh, and you're, you save your sister and you're talking to her and she's like, okay, now blah, blah, blah. And you're like, what? So I'm Mario and you're princess peach. I'm like, okay, what the fuck? Motherfucker? You don't know who Mario is or princess peach because of when this game takes place. But then, so then after that, like wow. the conversation continues and the end of the conversation is 
they're like, okay, well, how are we, we'll have like quiet or we'll have a fragile uh, teleport us there or something. Or what are we going to do? We're going to walk. And she's like, no, the beach goes the whole way. We're going to run like Mario in Princess Beach. Oh my God. What? <laughs> that. That isn't that offensive. It's just that's dumb. So no. It, it's dumb. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like dumb. why is it's that? Why did you do this? Why did you put the it, like? It's like that kind of fourth wall breaking stuff that like makes me go like, oh, come on, man. Like, why are you doing this? That's a little uh, much, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, sounds so, like we're cutting this. I, I, like, yeah, if we can cut it. Uh, it's on my list, but yeah, like I, I, I think it's a good game. Um, yeah, but I I think it's really really great to look at. I think it's really well acted, and I would love to have enjoyed it more. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I think they. But just... I've said that about every Kojima game. <laughs> the the uh, one, one have... thing I do like about it is like, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> excuse me, like you were alluding to with it, um, not really being about war is that like mm. the central theme that's not very subtle is that it's kind of about like togetherness like in yeah. in multiple it's different a ways game. it is a strand game but like the way they execute on it is actually pretty cool like the way that people are collaborating and like uh positively re- positively reinforcing each other for doing so or, or just building shit in the stupidest places <laughs> yeah like, why did you build a bridge here it's not even over anything yeah, i encountered a few you, of you built it like 10 feet from a stream like why did you build yeah, this here are, just in the those way those are pretty funny um ports are bridges uh, that's a whole i i like I don't know why they called him Sam Porter Bridges in the marketing. That's like a spoiler in of itself. Like, yeah, uh, yeah his name's Sam America Strand. <laughs> um, what about other video games? Um, I can I I want to gauge the room here with the three other people that played this. Does AI the Somnium Files make our top ten? Yes. Because it struggled to make my top. It 10 is my number. It is my number one. There's no way it's not on the list. Wow. <laughs> I wow. At, at some point, should we all like kind of let us everybody know what our top like one or two games are, so that we can kind of all you know keep those safe? <laughs> I, I guess. I really, really like the Somnium Files, but I also the more I, the further I get from it, the more I'm like. Eh. The, the less I remember. <laughs> I went back and watched yeah. some clips from it and, I, and like, remembered exactly why I loved it so much, which moved it from number three to number one for me, actually. And like, I don't know. I mean, we, we come back to it. You love it. Let's not. I, I thought that possibly you may, you guys may have had the same feeling as me because Alison said she dropped off it. I, I still I really know. like it. I just like, it was just one of those games where, like, I was really busy at work, and I was for whatever reason felt kind of tired. Yeah. I was like tired, so I didn't really want to play like no, a super story driven game. So I just haven't gotten back to it. Um, I okay. think that if without, well, I don't know if I, everybody has objections to this. I think that everybody's top one game should make the list. I pretty strongly agree. Yeah, I I'm fine with that. Let's see. Well, actually, Pat, what's your number one game? You don't have to ask me that question. <laughs> um, I stepped away for a second and came back. What did we cut? Well, Death was, Stranding. Uh, Death Stranding. Okay. Um, I think we should talk. We just talked about AI, and we are not cutting it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think. And we my and my suggestion is that we should make sure that everybody's number one game gets on there. 
I yes, and I I am I am with you on that. I think it's time to start making some deals. <laughs> um, um, I would like to put forward how many visual novels are making it on this list. All of them. No. <laughs> Um, um, so wait, I but, love Steins Gate Elite, and I think it is better than AI The Somnium Files. But I also think that it is, at least in some ways, a retread of a previous game. Yeah, and I would probably cut it based on that. But Speaking everybody of cutting should play re- this game. Retreads. <laughs> but every everybody should play Steins Gate Elite. It is the best visual novel I've ever played. It's amazing, and I think it's maybe the best sci-fi story I can think of. Just in terms yeah, of how so yeah, like how, so cinematic as well. Like it's the most cinematic visual novel I've yeah. ever played. Way more than AI. Yeah, is. like it's lavish production values. Like you were saying, like I, I played the original when it came out, and like it totally dwarfs the original in every regard yeah. and like it trims down some of the unnecessarily long scenes from the original to make for it a better overall experience like <gasps> Sam you've played the game like there's a early on part where you're at the Ferris Cup and like that scene yeah, yeah. in Elite is like 20 minutes that scene in the original is like an hour and a half so like they did a good job to trim the fat um, but yeah it's like the best crafted most elaborate story I can I know of like a stunningly well executed ending if you get to the true end like yeah, like really really like cool. the the false credits that happen. All the endings are good. All the endings are good. Yeah, like there, there's a false credit sequence that happens that's so fucking just like fist pumpingly good. Um, like oh, yeah, false credit sequences. Yeah, well. like extremely memorable yeah. characters, but like it's easily and like like they did such a good job at like you said with the production values because. It's not just that they took clips from the anime; they made whole new scenes, like using this. Yeah, they made like, whole new yeah, stuff that wasn't, and all of it is voice acted. Like it's all extremely good. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but that game's not making the. List. I know it's my number three, but I don't think it needs to be on here. I think everybody knows they should play that it, game if it makes you feel yeah. better. I like. I have a strong aversion to. Visual novels, and it's one that I own and want to play. Yeah, I, um, it also comes yeah, with the eight bit adventures, really which it. is good. But like, I think Steins Gate Elite it, is exceptionally good. Yeah, it plays super well on the Switch because you can play it one handed with one Joy-Con and just click through the options. It's really well made. Yeah, yeah I struggle um, with wanting to play it on great. my television, but yes, I, I appreciate that. Maybe it's when good I see to play it in handheld mode as well. Maybe when I see it, I'll see it as more of a TV game. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's great because you can watch it like an anime and then you can like pick it up and play it like a game yeah. in the handheld mode. I think Switch is the place to play that. That's game, where I have personally. it. So that, that's good. Yep. So I, yeah, I think the yeah. only thing that disqualifies it from being on our top 10 is the fact that it's the same story from 10 years ago, essentially. So like it's tough. It's yeah. tough to yeah. say that, that like it should be there over stuff that was written and came out this year. Uh, like that's the only reason I'm yeah. kind of like. I'm willing to put something from the top half of my list and say, like, yeah, we can cut it, even though I think it should be represented. Yep. But um, and that's kind of where I was going to go with deal making territory. Steins Gate <clears throat> Elite was actually part of the deal that I wanted to make, but like, um, I am willing to talk about cutting Remnant because no one else played it, and while there are easily, I don't think we need to talk about that yet. Well, okay. before we do that, could we all? Um, what is our respective number ones? And then we can put that on the top 10 list. I'm just going to put them in alphabetically 
So there's no actual <laughs> like we'll we'll sort it we'll sort it later. <laughs> Interestingly, that'll first put yours in the number serve. one. Spot. First come, first serve. Okay, well, you know, I'll put it beside for the long <laughs> term. I'm not I'm not really being critical. Uh, okay, Allison, what is yours? Fire emblem, three houses. Okay. Do do simulator twenty nine. Andre, you are resident best evil. Friend. Uh, no, that's Pat. I don't know. Uh, I'm surprised. Sam, what, <laughs> Sam, what is your number one? This is going to be a shocker for everyone. The Outer Wilds. Pokemon Shield. Oh, shit. Because I was thinking we didn't need that. <laughs> okay. And I'm really sucks, happy it's I was going to say, we can God have damn Fire Emblem if we get rid of Pokemon. Oh, Holy shame is... Oh, God. It's... It, I, I, you don't play. You don't play ninety hours of a game from. I, but you didn't play Ultra Sun and Moon, and it seems like like half a step well, above yeah. those. <laughs> but whatever, it's fine. And then it's a shame. I love. I I do really love Pokemon Sword and Shield, though. Uh, I don't want it on our top ten. But if we're going by these rules, <laughs> I I don't either. Bad rules, guys. Uh, yeah, shame you made them. Right. It is. It's interesting that Allison proposed to you <laughs> two of you are the ones benefiting it because. <laughs> well, okay. So I just think that it's like, you know, it, like no. we have 10 games. We can all like, I don't know. I think it'd be pretty shitty if ever, if one person got their entire top 10 in the top 10. Uh, yeah. I don't. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, I really don't think Pokemon should be on this list. But I, sure. I, I also yeah, really no, don't I, think I, it should I, be on this list. I, but I don't think so either. But we can like, but I don't. I mean, I, I'm is, torn because I agree with you, Allison. <laughs> I I disagree with you, Allison. Personally, oh, like okay. Alex got his in, got his entire top ten cut last year, and I don't think it's super fair that I a game that I love that everyone hates should make it. Well, I don't. But not everyone hates it. That's the thing. I think it's a strong. It's, word. it's in my top ten, but it's not. It's not near the top. Well, well, let's well, let's let's talk about it a little later. We know the numbers. We know everyone's yeah. number one now. The main thing uh, is that yeah. it's it can be pulled. I would say we've put them over to the right, but it can come back. Sure. I I I would I yes, and I it's important I, for yeah. me to know people's number one because it frames the conversation a little bit for me because I I could say things in a way that I would regret about a couple of these, <laughs> knowing that they're people's top number one because I don't uh, want this Andre. to turn into a. See, like, I, I already knew that you were thinking that about uh, yeah, just for the stream purpose. That's oh, how it's framed. Okay. <laughs> it's not even. It's yeah, not no. even a thing where I think. Let me put. Let me also say this. I don't think any of the games that are currently on the screen right now are anything other than very good to great. Uh. So. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's where I'm at. I, I think that Pokemon is a very good game. I just. I think it's a good game, but I don't think it's any better than Ultra Sun or Moon. Um. But. The problem is I didn't play that. Which is so which is fair. Like if which if it, if it was your you, first Pokemon game, then I, you don't have that context. Which and I think it's that's a my first, right, right. But like, if it was if it was game except Sun if it was someone's also, first Pokemon game, I should say the thing yeah. too is that like you are having sort of the inverse of my problem <laughs> with Pokemon Sword and Shield, which is that I haven't played a Pokemon game. I mean, you've played them more recently than me, but I haven't played a Pokemon game seriously for a long time. And I was so hyped for this game to be the one that would make me go like, fuck yeah, Pokemon. Cause I have so many friends that love it so much. And like, I know multiple people who bought switches thinking that they were going to be getting into it again. And I was like, so bored with it after about 10 hours. And so 
I think it was kind of disappointing to me because I think the answer is I don't like Pokemon. And that's kind of really crushing because <laughs> it's the thing that I want to like so bad. But I think I just don't like it. And, and that's hard. So I think that's part of why I have so much frustration at it is that it's and and to some extent, my those feelings extend to Fire Emblem for me. So if I ever seem like I'm being a dick about them, that's part of it is because I wanted to like them both so much. And then I didn't. So um, but I think that objectively they are. That's a that's that's it's a little different. My opinions on them are super subjective. I would love if Pokemon snuck in at our number 10. Yeah, I don't I won't. Push for it, but like the the reason that I hit Pokemon this year was because I could basically only play Switch games for a while, and it was like I saw Pokemon like a loot game. Like I am rolling for those Pokemon. Pokemon are living things; they aren't loot, you (laughs) bastard. Based on the amount of personality they have in Sword and Shield, I think they're like loot. Actually, there are video game characters actually, Andre. They're not living things. Uh, they're Pokemon are real and they are my friend. Uh, there was cut that, cut that clip out, please. <laughs> there was some like survey of like um, in Japan of like I think it was Would anime protagonists that oh. women found attractive, like top <laughs> top one hundred anime protagonists as determined by ladies. Mm-hmm. And Yamper was number 15. <laughs> That's very funny. And there's so much stuff around like, the margins of that. And this is true of Fire Emblem as well that I really love. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think we should. We should move on from those conversations right now. Okay. We can. Yeah, I, we can, I, I think there's them. another yeah. game that definitely needs to be on our top 10, though. Uh, that What's that? Disco Elysium. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. 100%, yes. I, have, I 100% think that goes across. I, have, uh, I think all hard, of us actively like I, it. So. Yes. I also think Control belongs on the list. I agree. I agree, um, even though I don't like it. But I think we should think, of, well, we, well, we're not talking about ordering yet. Yeah, let's, let's talk about ordering much, much later. Yeah. Um, There's this one in number three slot. Mm, not sure about that. Uh, you're fucking crazy. Um, uh, <laughs> the... I, I, I right now I will say I will <clears throat> I will drop Sayonara Wild Hearts because I don't think there is the support. I it's, oh, thank God. it's good. I, it's oh good. yeah, no, it's good. I love that game. It's very high on my personal list. Uh, I, I, I love I, the aesthetic. I love I love the music. I know it's not been uh, it doesn't hit with the rest of you, but uh, and I wish there was like more of like the vocal stuff because I think that's I, where the game is stronger. I think but. it, like we were saying earlier, I think it's the most cohesive style thing I've ever seen. Like in terms yeah. of just everything working in tandem, like the music, the visuals, like the what's the parallel worlds level? Like that one was just like yeah. so fucking good, it's even really though cool. it was hard, but like yeah. it was it's really, really good. I just, the thing about that game for me was it was just so frustrating to me that I didn't like the music more. Like with yeah. tons of respect to the artists that are performing it, I don't want to denig- I don't like the idea of like trashing them at all. But I like that kind of music a lot, and I just didn't find the music like I can't remember any of the music from that game now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's a little it's frustrating to me. Um, and I think that's why I didn't connect with it more. I think like there is no game that I want to see. And Ape Out actually is the same way as this. Uh, these like album mm-hmm. games where you like play short games that are deeply tied to their music is the, the number one trend of maybe even the decade that I want to see continue in the next decade, because I think it is so cool. 
Um, and it leads to such fun experiences that are so respectful of your time. Mm. But at the same time, like it just so happens that this one in particular, I connected far more with the visuals than I did with the music. Yeah. And And like, I think it did have a couple problems, like specifically the first time you play it, it should be kind of that uh, seamless mode. Like the fact that you're doing discrete levels every time in one of them is like 15 to 20 seconds. And it's just like, okay. It's weird that 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 they ordered it that way. And they shouldn't have surfaced the score mechanic at all in your first place. Agreed. Like that, um, that felt weird. But yeah, yeah, I think having like doing it later and just being like, okay, you're chasing a high score and you're chasing, um, all, you know, doing the best on levels. That's, I think that's fine to have, but like the putting it front, front and center is weird. Yeah. It's definitely top 20 games of the year. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, it, that, for yeah. me, it's like I think it's like number four or something. Yeah. Number four, and I, I really like it. I really love yeah. it, but we're picking. I, I don't think it's going to be. We're picking three games here now. Looking at this yep. list, I think possibly four, four games. Four. <laughs> um, I think. Uh, let's cut assemble with care. Yeah, Allison, I love it's, it. I, it. It's not going to. Yeah, hit. it's not going to hit with. Everybody. I would rather have. It's. it's I'd rather have multiple games on the list. Yeah, yeah it's, it's one of those things where it's <laughs> Wait, like, Sam, sorry. I just noticed your camera. Are you Sam Porter Bridges now? <laughs> Dude. Hey, uh, did I say anything about the Death Stranding? Should we maybe bring Death Stranding Dude, back? Monster I, I don't drink it a lot, but like <laughs> I hadn't drank Monster in at least a year, and now I get it maybe once every two or three weeks. Wow, so it, so it wow. worked for you. It is one hundred percent because of that game. Too. That's hilarious. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't mean to distract you from talking about no, Assemble with Care, it, but that was really funny. Yeah, yeah it's. I don't think we need to talk any more about yeah, what we did on the you, podcast. Really, where where is it on your personal list? Out of curiosity, it is seven. Okay, so it's six on mine. So I feel like that's, that's interesting. That's I think I'm fine to lose it. Yeah. I, I find interesting that you guys loved it so much because, like. I just found like, did you like the story or did you like the gameplay or both? Both story, gameplay, graphics, music. I'm gonna install it right now so that I can. It's later. I think, I, way in. I think that I really the thing that I like the most about it is just the how like well that like, I feel like the gameplay integrated with the story and how I feel like there's something kind of almost meditative and nice about putting things together and sure like the, the puzzle yeah. box aspect of it was actually really great i just thought the story was actively bad <laughs> this is this I is what it i was last like had simple but charming my, i don't want <laughs> but are we cutting it i think so if yeah, we're looking we're for three games i don't think it it is a symbol with care this is what i last had open on my ipad <clears throat> what is that <laughs> it's call of duty mobile oh, wow. <laughs> i thought it was halo Mr. Um, Halo, I would like, I'd like to put forward that I think that there are three games that deserve to go across. Yeah, um, I think it's Remnant, Sekiro, and Heart of the Woods. Mm. I was gonna say we can cut Sekiro. Interesting. I wow. think it's Remnant, Heart of the Woods, and Slay the Spire. I think Tetris Ninety Nine might have to be there. Uh, but that's that's a very different ideas. Yeah. Of what I, I think we have more different ideas than I thought when you started. I would it's really I, good. I textures. would say it's up to Allison though, because like it, it it captured her much more than any of us. I would say 
It's just Tetris. <laughs> really good Tetris. Uh, that's part of where my struggle comes from because that's I think Tetris. Bad. I think you can make an argument. For, uh, I really wanna, I, I'm going to get this out to frame it, not because I'm trying to interrupt you, Allison, but I think Tetris <laughs> might be the best game ever made from an objective perspective. Um, if we were doing best multiplayer game of the year, I would happily well, have it in the top three. And I also it's think my it, number like, two it's game Tetris. of the year. So yeah. I, and I understand yeah. why. Well, you should have said everyone gets their number one and two. I mean, hey, <laughs> can we do that? I'll do that. Um, That'd be uh, such you know a what? I, I will give up Tetris 99 if we can move Slay the Spire over to the uh, top ten. That is what I was going to suggest. Uh, yeah. Because Slay the Spire is my number three, Spire. and I I would make that sacrifice. Um, Alex, you love Heart of the I Woods. Do. I'm thinking Heart of the Woods, Remnant, and Slay the Spire go across, and then we cut the list. I I don't know about that, because I don't know if I think... I, I, I'm actually struggling right now with Dauntless versus Remnant, from mm. a personal perspective. Um, All right. Whichever one you want to go across, pick it. But I want to talk about... I think both of those games are great. I, I just don't like the onboarding for one, and I think the other one's too hard for me. That's fair. Mm. Um, and I struggle with those two. Like, I think we should cut one of those two now, uh, because I need to, like, work it out. Like, I think, like, Dauntless is such a big... My struggle with Dauntless is it's such a big thing. Like, I've been playing that game for years now. So it's so hard for me to like, like remnant is a thing that I want to be playing for years. If that makes sense versus a thing that I have been playing for years and finally hit 1.0. So like on an all time list and on my top 10, I have dauntless higher, but I almost would rather push for remnant here because I think remnant is like doing a thing that games have been trying to do for a while. And it fucking nails it. Like Mm -hmm. it is that game is such a joy to play. It feels so good to, to like move and shoot in that game, like better than destiny. Mm. And destiny is a game that I think has some of the best like game feel of any game ever made. And I, I'm installing remnant right now. And and I, I really think that like, and remnant marries that with like better accessibility than what souls has, because it's not as punishing as a souls game with similar structure an incredible is procedural it accessible element. or is it approachable approachables i mean if we approachable then it maybe is a better way to to put it mm-hmm. um i mean i think it's i don't think it has particular accessibility issues that any third person shooter like I, there's nothing about it that is like like it's difficult but it's learnable i think um and i don't think twitch ability is what you need to be successful in that game i think it's much more about like build and positioning and stuff like that. Um, so, but it doesn't either way. I'm fine with saying approachable over accessible. Um, and so I don't know, like it's, I feel like that's the game that should move over, but I feel really bad cutting Dauntless because I think that Dauntless is an incredible achievement and I'm so excited that that team hit 1.0. But I think that in three years, if they were to support Remnant the way they have supported Dauntless, I will have I will want to launch Remnant more. I guess. Mm. Um, so I don't but know. This is the 2019 game of the year, not the <clears throat> 2022 game of the year. But I'm never going to get a chance to talk about Remnant on one of these lists again, ever. And I'm never going to get a chance yeah, to talk about Dauntless on one of these Dauntless lists either. So. No, I know that's why I'm struggling yeah. with it. So, um, um, 
I would say if we ever bring back the categories, best ongoing game is a really strong category that we should consider. Yeah. And, but yeah. I think Remnant is more impressive than Dauntless, personally. Uh, from someone who does not want to play either of those games, really. Um, I think before we do that, though, we should cut Untitled Goose Game. Yeah. Frankly. I also, I, yeah, I think we're, are we not talking about cutting Andre offered Sekiro up? Um, nobody's really talked him passionately about Baba is you. Uh, we haven't, um, hasn't come up at all. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why no one's talking <clears throat> passionately about it. I, I would agree that it doesn't make the list personally, but it's was definitely it's, in my top 15. So it's, it's in my, top, my 10, top 10, but, but, but I don't think it needs to be here. Like it's easily in terms of game design, it's the best of the year. I think just like it, it is in incredibly thought, game design. Yeah. For sure. Like super thought provoking. I would love it, but I didn't. Like play super thought provoking, really difficult, but also really fair, and like lots of outside the box kind of thinking that it makes you do, which is really cool. But sometimes, literally outside, literally, the box. Like, I, I think a tough <clears throat> thing for me with Baba is you is I agree with mostly what you're all saying, but I find like. I don't think that there's anything wrong with the art in it, but it's not, it's every time a new puzzle happens, I feel like I, my brain does a thing where I'm like, it's like, I'm looking at the same thing mm. and it's not sometimes, because every time you are, yeah. no, 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 I know. Yeah. But a few things, I know, change, but, like but words, whatever. ultimately you're not because the puzzles have different solutions, but it's tough for me to like, that was the big thing for me is like, I didn't find myself wanting to play it for hours at a time, which doesn't disqualify from the list at all, but it was a tough thing for me to want to like put lots of time into, which is actually how I feel about hypnospace also. Yeah. I I, I do think Baba is you is a good short time game. Like it's a thing you sit down with for 15 to 20 minutes while you're taking a poop or something. And then like you just move on. But my struggle is I think it's, did did both of you finish it? You play all the, I finished it. No, because I'm a dummy. Um. <laughs> okay. Well, but that's Disagreed, kind but. of. Yeah, I don't think you're a dummy. Um, I'm too dumb I for that think, game. But that's part of where I struggle with it because, like, I think it's like uh, it's not that I don't trust you, Alex, but I. Tr- but also, I don't know where the puzzles in that game go, and if all if it, if what it is is they get increasingly esoteric and like heady. I don't know that I would say that that is like gives the game more. It, it gets you know? demanding. And I think the reason that I have an easier time with it is because I'm a programmer. And it is very, very logic based. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. A, <clears throat> Honestly, it is a, that difficulty is the biggest part of why it's kind of lower on my list rather than higher yeah, is because right. I, I really liked it, but I just didn't get to experience all of it because I, yeah. Didn't want to like. I didn't want to look up guides, but also I was getting really frustrated with it. Yeah, in so. a totally. weird way, I it's almost got like a Dark Souls thing of like, <laughs> oh, that's not fair anymore. It's fine. Um, but it's like I enjoy like twenty percent of my time with it, and that's when I finally get the solution. But I generally am staring at it for a long time, kind of frustrated, and it's worth it for that twenty percent. But I also don't feel like I'm learning anything when I play it because it's. Like I understand the mechanics, I just go, "Oh, that's a clever way they used it," mm-hmm. and it's not more. It's not really like, "Oh, I've now learned a new way to deploy this 
strategically in the game. So, and it's not, again, not really a knock, but it's part of why I struggled to like slot it in my top 10. Sure. Um, top 20. It's in my top 20 for sure. Yeah, I think, but, like, I think we can cut 10. it for this top 10 cause we're looking yeah. for the top three. And I think, yeah, yes, I, I think it's t- a totally fair cut. And understanding that we're definitely going to cut either dauntless or remnant. I would like to hear the argument for goose game. Um, <laughs> we, I thought we talked, I thought we were okay. To cut that. <laughs> Well, Allison is really the like one it. who would be holding out. I really like it's, it. It's really, know. it's really charming. It's really charming. Yeah. I think that the, I think the thing that impresses me the most of it is it could very, very easily be like a shitty meme game, and it would have sold just as well. Like mm-hmm. it, you, yeah. it's a game that they could have really just put very little effort into. Um, but I think that some of the solutions of the puzzles are really fun. And I think that the way that it's set up is, uh, um, like, in terms of, like, making your role play as a shitty goose is really yes. fun. And it's, a, it's like, in so many games, I am so afraid to play the, like, terrible person in a game. Like, I don't like play, be, being a bad person in a video game. However, in Untitled Goose Game, I felt like it gave me license to just, like, run around being a total dick and license to license goose. to goose. Um, it, it's just like, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I feel like it is so much better than any, it, any right it has to be. And especially in terms of like some of the game and some of the music, like some of the music cues are really like excellent. I think the aesthetics are really good. I just think it's like, it's, it's in my top four. So, and if you're paying attention, you know, my top four now, but, uh, yeah. I think my like where I sort of like I played through it and I enjoyed it, but I also the Hitman compare con, con, comparison broke me because like I could fucking boot up Hitman right now and have like 200 challenges that I want to complete to unlock really cool stuff. And for Goose Game, I was like, I think that's just an unfair comparison <sighs> to make, though. Like it is an unfair comparison to make, but it's what kicks off in my brain because like right. I played through Untitled Goose Game. And I went, oh, that was fun. And then now looking back at it, I'm just like, I wish there was like more, I guess. Oh, there um, is. There's the extra challenge. But they're this, they're not, I don't know. I actually, that's, I that's, that's kind them. of one of the things I like about it, though, is that like there's extra challenges and there's extra things you can do. But like it's the game itself is really contained and is really it doesn't overstay its welcome. Like we were arguing I, about like what the golf and in terms of like similar funny games and and most of you would argue that that overstayed its welcome in terms of being too long. Whereas I feel Definitely. like, whereas I feel like Untitled Goose Game, it like it has several different areas, but it mm. doesn't overstay its welcome at all. I I feel like by the time I finished each area, I was like, okay, I want to get out of here. Right. Uh, so like, the maybe the game itself didn't overstay its welcome, but I felt well, like each area kind of that's, overstayed its welcome. That's kind me. of real. The actual thing that I would say frustrated me with it in the, in retrospect, not as much as when I was playing it, but looking back, it's like each level kind of has like a mechanic or two. And it asks you to do it 10 times to progress kind of. And it, it feels like I think it's a fine, like length. Like it didn't lose my attention, but at times I felt like, like if I were to replay it, 
now I would be like, ugh, wish I could skip this part. Um, I liked I liked the resolution to the puzzles, but not doing the puzzles. Yeah, I think basically similar to Baba is you. It's like, oh, now that I've done it, that was very clever. But in the moment, sometimes it felt like I was just like, I guess I'll put this here. How many times do I have to run around this fence and steal this guy's like socks? Yeah. (laughs) So I guess like, would you say you have it higher on your list than Slay the Spire? No, it's at number four. Okay, that's that's why like my number my. Top four is Fire Emblem, Tetris 99, Slay the Spire, and Untitled Goose Game. Would you say you like, uh, so you wouldn't put it above Tetris 99? No. Oh, no. I would say we should definitely cut it then, because I think Slay the Spire and Tetris 99 both being in the conversation for the last three games we move over is not going to be those and Untitled Goose Game, you know? Yeah. Like, looking at this list. I think it should be Slay the Spire, Heart of the Woods, Remnant. Um, I think that's what we should move over. I'm okay with that. But I think there's Life is Strange and Tetris that people are not okay with losing. So um, it's tough. I think Remnant is doing something super interesting. And are we uh, are we losing Sekiro, Andre? Uh, Andre I'm, offered that up. That's I'm, why I'm asking. Yeah, I'm fine to lose Sekiro. Uh, I think part of that is like the accessibility stuff. Is it's so difficult for so many people to like so many people can't enjoy that game like they just you know they can't get good or whatever um i i think that game does some really phenomenal stuff with the uh with its combat and uh like like i said it kind of ruined jedi fallen order because those combat systems are so similar but um just the way like each combat encounter each like parry sequence is almost like its own note highway from like a guitar hero or something yeah and so like the way when you can dial that in it feels so good and And i mean if uh, if if i had my pick we would move over remnant sekiro and slay the spire but i don't think that's gonna play (laughs) so um and i think heart of the woods sounds like um very special so it's it's tough um yeah so I, i i i'm you know, Sekiro's pretty is decently high on my list, uh, but I'm I think on our group list. I mean, you know, I uh, this is totally Pokemon and put Sekiro in. It to- well, yeah, um, it totally happened where I'm sure I will play Sekiro hopefully next year and go, why the fuck wasn't this number three on our list? Like, uh, so I, 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 I can't for me, it's, but I just can't argue for it because it was it was so hard for me. Yeah, for me, it's one of those things where I really wish that like. <laughs> Not to sound like a casual, but I wish there was an easy mode because I it, I really liked yeah, same. I really liked it when but, I played and I like I want I really want to be the type of person that gets good at uh, Soulsborne type games, but it was just yeah. frustrating to me and I just got stuck because I was yeah. bad at it. So there there are some really challenge like there's no good way to learn like some of the stuff you need to do. Like you can go and you can kind of practice in like the temple area, but it's not like a good, no, it doesn't help uh, you learn. It just tells you, you got it wrong. Basically. Well, there's like, you know, you can learn how to do it, but that's still like every enemy type, like enemy type or, you know, enemies have their own like way of fighting and attacking. So, you know, you're still having to learn like, okay, how am I doing this? Am I doing it right? Like, I'm not sure what's going on here. Why did I do wrong there? And then like, Oh, I did the, the counter, but then, Oh my God, he, I didn't get to attack him because they actually had like a follow up to my counter. And I, I will say 
having played um, about half of Bloodborne and half of Dark Souls, um, more than either of those two games, when you die and have to run back, the routes to get back to where you died are tough. Um, and, and that I think was part of where I struggled with it was like, I didn't feel like I could reliably like just run past guys and kill the right guy and run past them and stuff. Like, whereas with dark souls, the punishment for dying never really bothers me because I find a way to efficiently do the route and I can get back to the boss in like a minute or two. Whereas with Sekiro, it was like, fuck, I died. It's going to take me 20 minutes to get back there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that it gets better as you get better. I, uh, 20 minutes. I'm trying to think of, I mean, uh, I mean, it maybe if you aren't, yeah, I, there, there can be, not certain, in every like, instance, if you like either, miss, a, if you miss like a checkpoint or something like that fucking if, spear guy in the flashback. See, I got to that point and I just ran past everybody. Oh, <laughs> I felt like, I, it, to, like, I felt like I couldn't cause they would well, hit me there, once in the back and then I'm dead. I ran past everybody up until the bridge and then like you have to take care of everybody. But then that's like before that I just, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so that's, that's a confidence thing. And yeah, like, yeah. you know, being used to souls games, but yeah, uh, Sekiro is a very, is a very good souls. Yes. Game. Uh, but there are, you know, there's something else. If it that was I just, want to if it was just the two of for. us putting a list together, I would oh, yeah. all about yeah, putting sure. it on there. Sure. I yeah. would even be fine putting it over something like Jedi because I'm, I'm sure that it is a better game um, than mm-hmm. that one when you've played them both and understand them both. So, uh, Oh man, when you like get the lightning counter, Oh my God, it's so cool. And I'm excited to get good enough to play it, but I also do agree that like it, yeah. it they need to also that, that spear guy is you can like, just, you should just probably just do that zone later in the game. <laughs> Is I actually one great of the if things? The game helped you, me understand. That. No, no, I, yeah, no. I, well, I mean, you know, there's like the souls, like, oh, well, you should go back. You know, yeah. you, you can turn around and go back and whatever. Right. But yeah, and that's part that of why I'm excited to I, play it lit further down the line when I can look at a guide and stuff. Um, yeah, and or just watch a GDQ run and go, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, as a reminder, AGDQ starts this Sunday. I'm actually Monday. excited because I hear there's a control run that's going to happen. It's I want to watch that control run. I thought it was the sixth. You no, know, it starts tomorrow. Okay. Uh, but do they have Sekiro? I'll have to I'll have to look at that. But yeah, probably. Watching people play Sekiro is awesome. Yeah, and very fun. I love watching people play games that I am terrible at. Okay, Actually, so Sekiro I think is not on there. But uh, I I think we should cut Dauntless, Tetris, and the Untitled Goose Game. Agreed. Dauntless, Tetris, Untitled Goose Game. I'm okay. I'm with sad, that. but I'm, I'll 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 live. Okay, let's just rip the bandaid off and do it. I'm sad too, but go do it. Yeah, go do it because I think this gives us four games, and I think it reopens the conversation as to whether or not we have Pokemon on the list. (laughs) Because I feel pretty strongly about all four of these over Pokemon. (laughs) What What do you hate about Pokemon? You don't like the game. Just because Sam's got Stockholm Syndrome. I don't hate it, to be clear. I think that, like... Look, guys, when my infant son was in the hospital... So this is the thing. No, the, 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 so you're, you're pulling you're, that you're, No, no, but I want you to pull that card, frankly. Because I have those feelings about a thing like the Outer Wilds. Um, where, like, if if Pokemon is a thing that, that was truly meaningful for you to help you get through a difficult 
experience, I think it should stay. And I don't, I won't bring up cutting it again. Um, uh, that game came out after we got him home. That's what I thought. It did, <laughs> it did help me get over the having four hours of sleep a night. And that's for, kind of where like, cause like, you know, Danny O'Dwyer talks about the way he played Bloodborne and like, Bloodborne also is probably the best game that came out that year, so it's not as much of an argument. But he did. Uh, I don't think I think he played it later, didn't he? He did. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he, he played, played it with, player, yeah. but he played it with his child. You know, like oh yeah, no, home. yeah, just yeah. So to me, that's like if you had an, if you had feelings on that spectrum about Pokemon, I'm not going to continue to argue to cut it. Um, and I don't like cutting someone's number one. But also, Alex's whole list got cut last year, and Heart of the Woods <laughs> sounds like a wonderful thing that should be on our list. <laughs> So like, it's it's a, it's, just, a, it's I'm just, in a tough spot. I just realized my mic was muted. I was saying, like, we don't have to think that much about last year, though. It's a separate year. I understand, but I also <clears throat> care about precedents we have set and the ways in which we have constructed these lists. Um, I'm not saying yeah. that that is the all the stand, the ultimate thing that determines it. Um, like. But we're going to have to order this list soon, too. And so, like, I don't, you know, yeah. the, the, we'll have more arguments. Um, and I like, I would lose at this point probably either um, looking at this list, I would lose Pokemon, Life is Strange, or Heart of the Woods. And I don't know how to litigate that because I didn't play or didn't particularly like any of those games. We just get rid of Slay the Spire and we call it good. I don't think that's gonna happen. I didn't I didn't touch like, it. So I would I would I would take Pokemon over Slay the Spire as someone who reviewed Slay the Spire and thought it was great. You nice. I, I can't abide by that because Slay the Spire is doing something totally new and interesting and nails it. Also I made Pokemon I made is, a trade and we need to abide by a trade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and you, you made a trade with someone I who made a trade no, with myself. no papers no uh, papers yeah like I just think I don't see um, it because Pokemon is a game that is is in an okay way and I'm not trying to be an asshole here it's in an okay way rehashing something that's been done for the past like 20 years um, and 20 longer than that and Slay the Spire is doing something is taking concepts from tabletop games remixing them in a way that's never been done in the tabletop space and doing it as a PC game as a video game and is doing it like exceptionally well. So I cannot lose Slay the Spire. I don't think so, I, I don't think I can lose Slay the Spire over Remnant. In fact, um, be, and even though Remnant is actually higher on my list um, because I think that Slay the Spire is, 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 is really good and important. Um. Andre, sell us on Life is Strange too. Kind of sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I think, like I said, I think it's a an incredible like story about modern America uh, that is like the the people feel real in, in, as real as you can make them in like a three hour little vignette sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it's less like. It's interesting because you're not playing as uh, you're playing as the older brother who isn't the one with the powers. So it's much less like gamey than like Life is Strange one where a lot of it is you're going around and you're like trying to like 
uh, you're like, oh, I made this choice, but I'm going to roll back time because, oh, I, I didn't like my outcome. Thing. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So it ends up feeling uh, very like, OK, I'm, these choices actually matter. Like, I can't if I screw up, like, you know, I screwed up and it uh, I think it makes for an overall tighter experience because you're not like spending a ton of time like puzzle solving like you're you're getting like you're building the world and you're meeting all these people um they handle like the relationships like super well between both the brothers and like their family who you're coming across uh in this journey and in i think episode three you're um in california and you're like living in this homeless camp kind of um you're working on like a weed farm in the 2016. So before legalization and uh, you know, there's like you're, you get into this relationship with this girl who's living on this farm or not living on the farm, but you know, that you're working with and like their relationship feels very natural and organic. If you decide to pursue it in the game and they just, they handle uh, those interpersonal relationships incredibly well like probably better than any game I've seen where it doesn't feel contrived or like it, it feel they feel like real people. I think you're selling um, me on it. I think we should move Harlow Woods Life is Strange and Slay the Spire over. Done. I think I think I want to play Life is Strange 2 more than I want you to play Remnant based on the, what you're saying about it. And I don't think I'm comfortable losing a game that is telling a meaningful story about the fucking hell world that we live in over a game that feels really good to play. And I think everyone should go play remnant, but like it's a game that feels really good to play versus three games that I think either are innovating in really amazing ways or telling really powerful stories. Well, the thing that I would also say is that um, remnant feels really good to play. And that's kind of what I have with Pokemon. Like I, it feels so I had so much fun playing that game. Like I played ninety hours and I I was not bored for a single minute. And I, okay, so we cut both and we have a <laughs> nine game list. I think I think that Remnant. I don't think I think Remnant. I love I I want Remnant on this list, but I don't. I'm not willing to lose my number one. And, and I think Remnant is. I mean, I didn't enjoy the play feel of Pokemon at all. Um, and I think Remnant is is like way more interesting but it's also number six on my list versus pokemon being number one on your list and you know it it's there's not a lot that i can say beyond that and as much as i would love to like drive it in there and make the passion play like i did with uh battle tech last year mm-hmm. again i'm not like trying to yeah. make the comparison really but i don't know it's it's hard to i think it's either remnant or pokemon not remnant versus these other three games mm-hmm. um and so I would love to see Remnant over Fire Emblem and Resident Evil also, but I'm not seriously suggesting that we do that. So Remnant presents top 10. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, and it's a game that I think is tragically hey, not how, gonna... How appropriate that Remnant <laughs> is the, the remnant of the list. I think it's tragic that people aren't going to play it. Like, we're, I don't think any of you are really going to play it, frankly. I mean, it's <laughs> um, on Game Pass. Everyone, I should, I should, a lot of people. Everyone keeps it. saying, "Oh, I think people in general will." I think it's. I should have bought it during the sale. I think everyone is. It's it's one of those games that um, 
people are all like, oh, I hear good things. I should play that. And it's never going to get that huge push. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like I, I can't. So is life is strange. Yeah. And I mean, so- Remnant doesn't have a story. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> I think that um, it just sounds like life is strange is a game that needs to be on the list to me. Uh, and I'm not going to get traction for the games that I think should come off of it. So. So are we set? I think we're set. We, we have, a, we have okay. 10 games. Pokemon is number 10 on this list though. Uh, that's my, that's my deal. We can cut remnant now. Pokemon uh, is 10 on this uh, list. I, I'm fine yep. with that. Okay. I'm fine with that. Cool. Now we have a number 10. Uh, now we have our 10. Let's talk about the outer wild. Sure. So uh, I think the Outer Wilds should be number one on our list. I would agree with uh, you. <laughs> uh, I think it's a really, really good game that I have some misgivings about. But uh, I think you should have strung them along think, a little longer, yeah, Sam. <laughs> I knew. I actually knew this was coming because Sam has been talking to me about this game. And and given how I mean this with love and respect, but given how you being frustrated at a game can put you off of it. And the fact that I know you're frustrated with this game, but continuing to text me about it said <clears> something <throat> about how you feel about the game. <laughs> uh. um, I think that a, basically it is probably the game that we all liked the most. And my problems with the Outer Wilds are not Alex's problems with Control. I which would which I think is a better game, and would be my number one out of this list. Probably, obviously not. Remember how bad that sequence near the end with the satellites was, Sam? Oh, Outer Wilds is unquestionably a better (laughs) game than Control, in my opinion. But um, to be honest, I have a lot of things to critique about Control, but I would rather not say anything negative about it if we can avoid it. Well, it's one of those things Uh, where I feel like, like I would personally not want it to be number one, just mostly because they like went out and were like, let's release a pretty much unplayable game for. People yeah, like the the oh, fact yeah. that base the PS4 base console, like yeah, you like could not, it's, you couldn't. I really like it as a game. It's I, like I'm something I'm going to get back to, but I think that in itself should like not disqualify it from the list, but should maybe disqualify it for, for number one because it like sure. I it just was straight up. Unplayable. I'm saying control should be right. number one anyway, but yeah, I, do I don't know think a lot it, of people I don't think we're arguing that. I don't think there's any serious speed. argument for control at number one happening right now. Yeah, I. No, I, I, I think, do think it should be. Top I have three. a suggestion for number one. What's what that? about What's Disco that? Elysium? That's, so that's that is something I might get. What I was going to say, honestly, because I think that so everybody here has played it and everybody here has liked it. So, so I actually think Sam that you and I are the only people. I mean, I think everyone played and liked the Outer Wilds. I don't think anyone had the kind of experience with it that I did, um, and I think that's unfortunate yeah. and pretty depressing to me. But at the same time, like I think it's not. I can't make you feel for it. So I think Outer Wilds is very high on my list. It's It's just not, it's not on my personal top 10, but I think it is like a top tier adventure game. Like for me personally, I think it might've been a bit overhyped and I also came back to it like six months later. Yeah. Uh, See, that's the thing I need to get back to because I, my first experience is wonky. I I think my issue that I had with the Outer Wilds, like, and it's, it's a very light critique is that I personally found it a bit too meandering. Like, I know their time limit was a conscious design choice, but I found myself less and less motivated to go out and do things knowing that like 
I, I had times where revelations were cut short, where I was like, oh, like I'm really enjoying the sequence that I'm getting into, and then all of a sudden you hear the sound of the supernova, and it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, I'm just gonna have to get right back that to is, exactly where I was before. That's that was more frustrating yeah. than anything to me. Like, uh, and, and I don't think that. Oh, sorry. Y'all like it's okay. Like, but. I, yeah, like I, I think I thought everybody was more hot on this game than they I, are, which is why I, I, I really I did like it. I I like again, it's not in my top ten, but I think it's a top tier adventure game, I, and I see why I, people love it so much. I will. We will be here until six p.m. if it does not make our top three. <laughs> um, I my suggestion would be that the top three should be Control, Disco Elysium, and Outer Wilds. But I'm, I'm on the order. Think control. Should I'd like to talk about Outer Wilds like for just a second, <laughs> and then I can get my, my the thing. <clears throat> I'm not going to talk about it for like a half yeah. an hour. Yeah, yeah. Um, the thing that Outer Wilds has reframed the way that I think about life and death, <laughs> like I can on a it. level that no other piece of media has ever done. It has made me think about the reason that I am not a in a state over the state of the world right now is because of the outer wilds. Um, it is a game that made me think about climate change in a totally different way. Oh, um, I mean, let's get death stranding. Back. <laughs> it is a way that made me think about, um, it is a game that made me think about atrophy in a different way. Um, and I think that a lot of what you're talking about, like the criticism that you had, I'm not saying it's invalid, but I think that that plays into it. I think Every single design choice in that game, from the parts that are frustrating to the parts that are brilliant, all serves to build a cohesive um, theory and and hypo- and and like thesis that I think that game sells better than any other game ever made, and that's why it is so important to me. Um, but it is also not a thing that I think can I cannot lay out why those things like the ending of that game is not a thing that I will ever spoil for anyone because I don't think it carries any weight. If you hear it from someone else, Absolutely um, not. you might be able to convey how cool it is to someone, mm-hmm. but the fact that it's cool is not what had me weeping at 6am on a, on a Wednesday when I finished it before work one day. Um, and so it is extremely important to me that that game be in our top three, but I also think as a group list, Disco Elysium is a game that everyone liked more. Um, and so I do not think control should be our, I actually don't think control should be in the top three, even though it's my personal number yeah. three, because I think Alex's issues with it have been persistent. So persistent throughout the year. And Allison had a rough time with it. Also, I do think it should be a top five game personally, but I do not think it should be in the top three. And I think our top three is probably Disco Elysium. I would love it to be Outer Wilds at number two. And then number three Resident is Evil 2. No, I don't know. I, well, I think I it should think, be I think I it should think, be Resident Evil 2, honestly. Maybe okay. Oh, that's I, interesting. I, I, oh yeah. Resident Evil loses so much weight for me because it's a remake. It's the thing is, like, it's eligible because they put a lot of work into it. I agree with Sam. It is a remake. I think it, but it also changes a lot. Like, it improves on the original in like significantly meaningful ways. Like, I loved the original as a kid. Like, I played a lot of it, and like the changes that they made to it, with the exception of Mister X in the in the police station, I think that was an unnecessary change. But Mister X in general is good. 
like every change is meaningful, like especially when it comes to Sherry, William, and Annette. I don't know if, if you guys haven't played Resident Evil, that yeah. won't mean anything to you, but those characters were they were in the original, but like they were just kind of like side characters that didn't matter. This one, they're like central focus. Uh, like they add entirely new scenarios and scenes, like the orphanage scene. Uh, I didn't play it, I ended up watching it, but like it's so fucking excellent. Like that scene alone yeah. is probably like what makes it significantly better than the original Resident Evil 2. Like, even though the original Resident Evil 2 is so seminal, and like, I think everything about it is, it's not just a remake because they do reimagine the entire story. Yes, the characters are the same, but like, the setting, the setting is the same. The setting but, even changes a little bit. Like, but yeah, but, um, but, but like, you know, it's, it's the police station and Raccoon City, yeah. and like the general, like, that general in a setting. weird sense, I mean, I'm grasping a little bit here, but it almost feels like as much of a remake as like a Dragon Quest sequel. Like in that, a lot of the same themes and character tropes and types are being played with, but it's so different. Like from, I wouldn't agree with that. Dragon Quest sequels are usually like a different game. Resident so Evil Two is a different game. The, that is a different game than the first. Oh, it is significantly same setting, same characters, same dialogue. It's not the same dialogue. It's not, it's not the, same the same dialogue, dialogue. at all. It's totally no, no. rewritten. It's from the ground up. There's no yeah, no, like it's, it's yeah. yeah, it's the puzzles are totally different. Like the layout of the police station. Like when I yeah. say the setting is the same, I mean you're in Raccoon City Police it, Station, but it, it's not the same like map. Yeah, yeah. no, like it, the, the it makes interface yeah. is totally different. You're thinking of like the Resident Evil One remake, yeah. which has largely yeah. the same content, totally. but with a much better control and 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 res and like visuals. Mm-hmm. Visuals. Um, yeah. This Resident Evil Two game is a different game. That is one thing I will definitely. I, I I don't. I agree that it is kind of. It's Final Fantasy Seven to like Final Fantasy Seven remake. I, we don't know what that actually yeah, is, I don't know. but like, but um, that kind it of is at like, least that I'm trying second. because the, the, that is like a fundamental change in the combat. Yes, and like the way you are maneuvering through the world. Yeah, and like, I would say know, it's sure. more akin to comparing the 1980s Batman movie to the Christopher Nolan movies. Same character, same setting, sure. but completely different. Like, yeah, um, I will say what I struggle with a little bit in what you're saying, Alex, is that um, I don't know that I have a good like perspective on it because I just didn't like playing it, but Mm. everyone else talks about the Mr. X being there all the time and constant thing as being one of the strongest elements of it. And from what I saw, the characterizations are fun, but they're not like top three games of the year to me. Good. Like it, I, I would be from everything I've heard about. It sounds like life is strange Two should be higher on the list than resident evil Two. Um, like mm. based on like characterization and if stuff like that. Story and character. Yeah. yeah. So, so the things you're highlighting is stuff you really liked versus stuff you didn't think was as good. It's a little hard. It's hard for me to like parse because everything else that I've heard is the opposite of what you're saying. So it makes it like confused in my brain a little bit. I, I'm just saying for me to like, see as, like super high up on the list. Uh, I'm not of, saying what you're saying is invalid at all. Of the, mm, let's say to you, if you were doing both playthroughs for the true ending, let's that, Let's call that twelve hours, mm-hmm. ten to twelve hours. Sure. Of that entire ten to twelve hours, the only thing I disliked was that Mister X in the in the Raccoon City Police Station. Just because, oh, why did you? Dislike just because it? it like one of the things I really liked about the pacing it, before he shows up is that it kind of encourages you to explore, especially like it. It's still a lot of tension 
Um, because you're like, okay, I'm going to this new area and I don't know what's here. Should I go slowly because there might be a, a liquor? Like, so like they'll be yeah. tracking my footsteps. Is there going to be a dog? Like, I don't know what's going to be in there. What mm-hmm. the fuck? So like, you're on edge. It's not scary. It's it's mm-hmm. tense. But when Mister X is around, you're constantly hearing his footsteps everywhere, and that's less tension and on edge and more nuisance. So it's like if you're going into a new area and suddenly he slams through the door like the Kool Aid Man, you're like, well, fuck, <laughs> I can't like explore this place as meaningfully as I wanted to because now I have to like quickly beeline it away from him. See, what you're describing is how I felt for the entirety of my time with that game. (laughs) Because I felt like if I walk into a room and there's a zombie there, my exploration is interrupted. I have to stop and figure it out because I can't just run away because it'll follow me. And yeah. if I shoot it, I'm wasting resources. But, and if I get hit by it, I'm wasting resources. Yeah, but so. like if you blow off their leg, which takes like three shots, then they're almost a non-issue. But Mr. X, you can shoot him in the head like three times and he goes down. He can knock his hat off. He goes down for like five seconds and then he's just yeah. right back to it. So It totally sounds yeah. worse, but like the thing is, like shooting them in the leg, that's what everyone says is like the silver bullet to my problem. And if that's the answer, I think that kind of sucks. Like, oh, you just shoot him in the leg, and then the zombies are not like. Mm, I don't know. That's. I, I mean, well, when ev- when someone tells you, it's like, oh, it's just like that easy thing. But like when you go to when you're you know trying to shoot the zombies like that first like the first zombie you meet and you're like, okay, I'm just gonna shoot him in the head. That's what I'm used to in zombie games. And then you shoot, but right as you shoot, he just happens to stumble to the side, which is how I've been playing. Because, yeah. Uh, because you know they i think they did a really excellent job of making like the slow shambling zombies actually yeah. like, terrifying on your first playthrough so that's i've played this game like 20 times now so <laughs> so that's i'm like my opinions are like hard to like parse for like early stuff like that and that's sort of where i struggle with it and why i support it like being on the list and probably being in the top five is because it does I think everything about it from a quality perspective, looking at it is incredible. Like watching someone who's good at it, play it. The controls are incredible. The visuals are astoundingly good. The sound design makes real good, wet, gross stuff. The sound design is spectacular. Like it is, it is so well produced. I just hate playing it (laughs) because I am just so stressed and on edge all the time while I'm, while you guys are talking, I'm going to throw the list into a rough order and then we can talk about moving it. If that's okay with you guys. That's fine. Okay. Uh, And the one thing I would say to Alex's point about uh, not liking the Mr. X section is I think one of the genius parts of that section is like at that point you've gone through the most of the um, most of the police station. Like there are a few areas you haven't gone to, but you're you've internalized the parts you have access to theoretically, but they mix up the enemy placement. So that way, like you're like, okay, if I go this way, like I can get away from him, I'll be safe. And then suddenly there's a new enemy where you're not expecting them and they just wreck your life. And it, so then you're suddenly you're on your toes again and that raises like a new like set of tension, which I think is really uh, neat and like a great way to handle the returning to uh, the uh, police station. Based on the arguments I've heard, I would swap life strange two and resident evil two and we're good. (laughs) (laughs) I would, I would like to see uh, Fire Emblem a bit higher and control. Yeah, Fire Emblem I'd want higher, but 
I would like AI the Somnium Files lower. As someone who don't you badmouth Al Borland? <laughs> I like I, I love that game. Excuse me. The, it was not the best visual I, novel I played this year. I'm gonna I'm gonna step away for a second and take the dog out to pee, and I, and you guys should talk about Fire Emblem because I <laughs> okay can't I don't like that game, and so <laughs> I don't think I have meaningful like that's all you need to know about my. Thoughts. I think I it's think. fine where it is, so I'll be right back. Yeah, it made my top ten list, but just barely. Like it's yeah. at. Didn't quite make. Yeah, mine. like it's. I'm on, it's number four on mine. It's the number three 2019 release. This Dragon Quest is actually my number three. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I think there are things it does that I think are excellent. I think that the, the, the thing that I like about it most is I feel like it. I feel like the characters it created were all really great. Like, I actively like yep. every character in all of the houses, which I think is kind of remarkable. Um, but it also, I created three, like, meaningful story. Actually, I haven't played uh, a third story. But, like, I feel like it creates multiple, like, meaningful stories that all approach from a different angle. And it gets to the point where it's really, uh, like, I actively... <laughs> lost my first battle playing it on like normal mode because I did not want to kill Bernadetta <laughs> because like I was just like actively did not want to kill the people who are my friends so it was it was I feel like it does such a good job of creating good characters making you care for the characters implementing the like day-to-day stuff that they add in adding the various like the monthly cycle and I just think that all of the elements work really well personally. So it, it it just it's just one of those things where every element worked such so well together that my first playthrough, that's pretty much all I wanted to do was play Fire Emblem. And I think I yeah. Like I think all of that is totally valid. And I like I did enjoy my first playthrough and I started a second playthrough and just fell off completely. I started my second playthrough, but I just had other games that I needed to play. But it's something that I'm going to go back to. Uh, it's just, I think, I think that also the, like the gameplay, like while easy on the earliest difficulty, like there's definitely, like it's, it's definitely one of the better strategy games that I've played in a while. And I mean, that's just personally me, but I think that the gameplay is really solid as well. So it's like, I feel like all of the elements are, it's not necessarily a game where I'd say, wow, it has the best story of any video game, obviously not, or the best like gameplay, but I think just every element worked on every level for me. So I think the thing I liked most in the Fire Emblem was the characters by the end. Like, yeah, I, I did like characters like Bernadetta. I did like characters like Dorothea and uh, stuff like that. But I also think it had a lot working against it. Um, while it didn't bother me that much, I know a lot of people had big problems with Garrick Mach and like how you would. Like, yeah. um, like all of the lot, the, the, which is weird because I, I actively really menu. liked that part. I, I like, I actually came around on it as a problem. Uh, I, it, it, I do wish it was a, there was a menu option, but yeah, but like, I, 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 I think, think also like, once you can fast travel, it like, it, it yeah, is like, better, it got, it got better. But some of the, like the lost items things were kind of just anno- annoying. A like mechanic. that was just, that was busy work. Right. Which it was, I, it was busy work, but I, I don't think it was, it, I think that's such a, like a minor aspect of a much larger game. Agreed. Yeah, right. that's really. Important. And it's like something that you uh, yes. don't even really need to like 
even really interact with if you don't want to. Like, there's like, I you would casual. <laughs> my God, but but you do. Sp- it is a minor thing, but you. It's kind of time consuming for how minor it is. Yeah, it like I. Not with a wicked page. That's wow! I did it, and it still took a good twenty uh, see, minutes like, to go I, around I, and collect I, all I, that shit. Like I don't think it like impacted me most because I would just like I specifically talk to every single person every single time that you had to go through Garrick Mock because I wanted all the character stuff. So I would always just ask them like, "Oh, did you do like this, 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 this?" And it's like I yeah. do think that it's like uh, it's it's not the best. It's like probably the worst system of the game. But I think it's such a minor system that you really don't even have to interact with because it like there are yeah. so many other ways that you can. It's completely unnecessary if you don't want. There's to so many it. other ways that you can elev- like get like better relationships with your with yeah. your house and that it's I, like I had I had like S ranks by the end of the game without even yeah. really trying. Yeah, I'm not even saying it should be something that that really is a major. Right, I'm I'm not either. I'm just saying like. Like that's one of the things that I kind of noted, and like, there's other stuff. Like I thought it kind of whiffed its last level and ending. Like I thought the ending was really underwhelming, especially for how much it sets up. Um, it, like it, it, it just think, it just goes by it goes yeah. the black eagle, but it just goes by ending. really fast. Kinda, yeah, no, yeah. It's like the execution is like black. Um, uh, and <clears> also <throat> I think I was kind of disappointed by the variety of like levels. Oh like yeah, maps. totally. And like even what, what what are they called? Not the um like the specialties they train towards the class or whatever. Like oh yeah, I, the jobs I, or I, like whatever. I like yeah, I wish there kind of wish there was more of those or like more uh, ta- tailored ones it, unique it, to the people. I think that yeah. like yeah. when you get to some of the higher levels, especially. But I feel like for most of the game, I didn't have an issue with that. It's just like once you get to the uh, like the highest level for all the characters, you're like. Okay, a lot of you are it's need like, to have flying involved. Yeah, it's like or two or three to choose yeah, from. It, yeah, it felt like they all got funneled into like yeah. too few but, classes. And it, like part of that's because <clears> of, <throat> I think they, don't they say like, oh, this house focuses on like gender acts, uh, gendered, oh, yeah. or like just, yeah, the way they start out. But, uh, the Black uh, Eagles are all magic users. The you can like reclass them pretty not that it's, it doesn't take that long especially it, it doesn't. it's not hard if you want to do like, it especially no, with it's the just like system. playing it I, yeah, I playing it naturally playing it naturally by the end of the game I was like uh, why do I have like four of the same yeah, person and I want to like whereas, whereas I was playing it naturally and that didn't happen but I don't know and, and I was, I was, yeah, I was playing naturally and I had like a billion battalions that I never even touched because I didn't see the use for them yeah well, so that, and I want to clarify too. I said I didn't like the game earlier. It's not really fair. I was I spoke quickly, but like I I don't dislike the game. The, my problem with it is I don't really feel anything about it one way or another from like an emotional perspective. And I guess I, I just guess yeah. I, I just feel like all of these issues that we're bringing up, while they're all valid, I feel like they're comparatively minor issues. When well, uh, so, we have but, other games that are higher that have larger issues, or that I people have larger issues with, do um, so. I what I wanted to what I actually want to say. I thought about it. <laughs> what I actually want to say about Fire Emblem, I have serious issues with. I don't think the narrative is particularly interesting, and I don't get this whole people being super into the characters. They all came off as very one dimensional for me, but I didn't make it past the time skip. Um, and so I understand that that things change after the time skip. I do think 
having to play it for like 15 hours to get to the time skip before the characters start to take on some depth is like, they take I, on death before that, but the time skip is longer I mean, I, than 15 minutes. I played like up until a month before the time skip, and I feel like they were all very, like... Maybe you picked a bad house. <laughs> maybe, but yeah. if, if a third of the game is bad, it is not one of the 10 best games <clears throat> of the year. So, uh, well, uh, so control, I, I, huh? I, I don't think the I don't think that the, the you pick the wrong house argument holds water when we're trying and to... I, and I, and I just don't know um, if I would... I, I would just personally I, disagree with that, but I, that's a matter of opinion I'm, at this point. So, so the biggest problem that I have with it, though, is I'm not willing to like disqualify her for those thoughts because I didn't finish it. So if it, if it is just amazing on the second half, then I might have felt better about those things. The problem is like I played it on normal difficulty and classic mode. I could have made every character a warrior and pushed them all to the front and done a basic attack for like the entirety of what I played. And it wouldn't have mattered. Like it, it, the, the, I felt like the, like it's not that it was too easy. It's that I felt like it wasn't even really asking you to think about it that much. It was, it's just very like, I guess I should just turn on auto battle or something. Um, or it's, or I, I, the, I do think you should have maybe restarted it and played a harder mode. In, but by the, the time you realize yeah, there's yeah. no way I'm going to go back That's and replay true, 10 but hours it's, of a game. I, I don't know. There's I just no personally, way. Like, and that's if, fine. I mean, I'm, if you had a better experience with it, you had a better experience with like, it. But the fact that you can't up that difficulty in the middle, and I'm not interested in going back and replaying the first ten hours over again, which is the same reason I'm not interested in doing a second playthrough. <laughs> I, I like. I think they did some very smart things. Like the the rewind mechanic sure. uh, is like interesting, and if you want to do like those harder playthroughs, that's very valuable. Um, I I just think if we yeah. wanted to move it up. I don't know what we would put below it. The only game I would put below it, other than Pokemon, is Control, and I know no one else here is going to go for that. I'd so. put Control. Oh, Allison it. would go for that because I, I, <laughs> yeah. I want I think, Control to be higher. I think Alex, like you, actively dislike Control, I just, and I had such like a bad experience when it first started that I don't know. I would say I, that I think Control is exactly it should be five or six because I think you have two people who kind of are on, lean to the not really liking it side. One person, Andre, you seem like you think it's good, but maybe not like top three. And Sam and I really love it. So like, I, it seems like middle of the list is where it makes sense to go because it's middle of our right. opinion. Which, which is why I'm like, <laughs> we probably shouldn't put it below Fire Emblem at number nine. Like, I don't know. Like that's, that's the, no. that, and like, other than that, I don't really see where we move Fire Emblem higher. I mean, I'm fine with Fire Emblem <clears throat> moving up from a like, a the the bottom half of the list I think Slay the Spire is incredible but even I didn't put it in the top half of my list um and I am fine with like us moving the bottom half of the list around however y'all want to really like question like Allison Allison please what if we swap Slay the Spire and Fire Emblem Feels bad to me, but I mean, I'm not willing to go to the map for Slay the Spire in the way that Allison is for Fire Emblem, and I respect that. So, uh, what's I, up? I also um, would go to the map for Fire Emblem over Slay the Spire. Yeah, that's two people. I mean, I think Slay the Spire I, is like I put it there arbitrarily because I haven't played it. I was just basing it I, off. I of, feel like Andre oh, yeah, yeah. is the person who doesn't like Slay the Spire, and I don't understand why. But 
Because I did that, I got to the boss, and then I had the potion that would revive you, but I didn't know you had to drink the potion because they weren't clear about oh it, and my then I God. never played that game again. <laughs> okay, I'm going to the map for Slay the Spire, because that's dumb. <laughs> I'm not saying it's right, but that's, that's my, way my worse. Slay the Spire my experience. My biggest question with this list, like, and you can shoot me down if I'm wrong, do we need Life is Strange 2 at 4? Uh, Andre made a really compelling case to me. I think so, but like, if yes. only one person in the cast played it, I don't know. I'm the only I, person I, on my Steam friends list who played it. <laughs> like, I, I, I think it's like, totally I've valid to it. be on there. I have played Life is Strange. I've played Life is Strange too, and I, I have not gone back to it after playing episode one. Uh, when did you play? I, episode I one? want to like two, three months ago. So everything but episode but, five was. And out. by that, I mean I think by that token, like. I think on. I think Control is a much much better game than Life is Strange Two. Uh, <laughs> Life is Strange Two is the only game this year that made me cry. Then you didn't pay attention. In co- no, Control didn't no, make me control's cry. Not, control's not, control's not, control's not, control, 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 control made put, me like jump up yeah, and fist bump. I put my control Alex, on so much fun. Alex, Alex I, oh I see you. I see what you did. Uh. Like I, I'm not married to Life is Strange's position at like Yeah, again, this you know, was an arbit- um, this can move. It, it, right. Yeah, and that's fine. and that was my biggest question yeah. is that since we had this put arbitrarily, do we really is that that's the one that I that was my biggest question of this current arbitrary uh, ranking. That, can I can I offer a top five ordering? You offer yours and I'll offer mine. <laughs> I think um I think based on sentiment in the group, maybe Resi goes up. And control goes up, and out of wild swaps to three, control to four. No, no, I, I wouldn't. No, 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 I no, no, wouldn't no, feel no. comfortable putting Resident Evil above Outer Wilds, given the groups, Absolutely the group sentiment not. here. <laughs> like, given like, the me oh, sentiment, I, I thought there was more love for Resident Evil than I feel comfortable with Resident so, Evil's. I was, I was Resident Evil I good actually, enough that I wanted at number three. But actually, like as as. <laughs> Like yeah. I feel pretty comfortable with the top three, to be honest. Like I think that's a solid I, I, list. Uh, like, and we haven't we haven't talked yeah. about Disco Elysium, but that game's a fucking revelation. Like I know people have been saying uh, it's number it's, one. It's, it's, it should it's say. extremely I, I, good. I, I will say <laughs> I, I want to be fairly upfront with Disco and say I kind of don't want to talk about it because I no, that's fine. Play it oh no, it's yeah, fine. I, yeah, yeah, like we don't have to argue to about console, it. I, I and I think that we're all okay. <laughs> with yeah, that all I have is praise for that game, and I actually agree with putting it at number one over Outer Wilds for this group because it yeah. Disco Elysium is something, the fact that like everybody who could play it at least liked it quite a bit. Yeah. I, I never I checked in with you on it, Allison, really and, and it. you that just want to play funding. it, Sam, because then you can't. But like, yeah, it should be number one for sure. I feel better about this number one than I have about previous number ones. Uh, <laughs> uh, what? God of War was a fucking incredible. Oh, you didn't like God of War? No, Yaku's I did. I love God of War. Probably it's one of the best PS4 games. Yakuza, okay. Yakuza 6. Now, that's okay. a game We're that not made talking me about fucking cry. So, so I actually have a pretty... Oh, oh my God. God. I pretty if we all basically sign off on the top three, then I'm happy with that. I don't, but I can't win. I don't think Resident Evil 2 should be in the top three, but I, I don't. I don't think so I either. think there's one person who has passionately championed that game all year and uh, one person who kind of like got on board with it, Alex. Not that I'm saying it's invalid for you to get on board with it, but like, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to, I feel like an asshole, but I just don't see it as top. I think top five, even number four is fine, but I what don't would know. you put at number three? I, I instead? I, I see it as I, uh, I personally put control at number three, but I don't think could, that's going to happen. Yeah, could we theoretically um, move slay the spire up at all? Um, well, so, I would move it down if anything. 
as someone who played it and loved it. Down off the list. Uh, no. Uh. <laughs> I think that Fire Emblem should move up a spot, at least. Because while... I would swap Fire Emblem and Slay the Spire. I don't know that I agree I don't want to I don't want to move Alex's favorite like one of Alex's favorite games. I, the reason I, I, though and I don't know anything about Harlow Woods. Yeah, but but I think the reason that I feel the way I do about it is because we have one person who really loves Heart of the Woods and I'm super ex- happy that we put it on the list, but two of you are really <laughs> into Fire Emblem. And yep. that's kind of so where we're at, we, I think. We we haven't really talked about Heart of the Woods mm-hmm. at all. Um, and like we've talked about it throughout the year, but for listeners who haven't been, because that was like a January, February game. That was game. an early game, yeah. yeah what is February, that game? Yeah. Uh, would you like to talk a bit about it and why it berates so highly yeah, for sure. you? Like uh, for more. Oh, where is it on your list? Uh, real quick. Four. Let me look. Four. Um, uh, okay. Also, um, is Resident Evil 2 higher than it? No. Okay, that's. I just wanted to know <laughs> while I listen to your argument, like we're put those two together. Also, so, is AI. Well, when Mr. X shows up in Heart of the Woods. He's a little kinder. <laughs> AI is Alex's number it. one. <laughs> yeah, but so if if listeners, you have not heard me talk about it, there is a full review on the site, which kind of dives more into it if you want. But the shorter version is that it's it's a visual novel, and it's this wonderfully surprisingly realistic story which is mostly surprising given that there's like a supernatural element to it uh which I wasn't expecting I went in completely blind and didn't know that that was a factor at all but the relationship between the two main characters uh who are uh just this lesbian couple uh but they had broken up but they still work together cuz they started a business together is just so realistic in the way that like they're they're telling each other old inside jokes and stuff like that but uh you can tell that they're kind of like oh but you know we're not together anymore so it's kind of awkward haha <laughs> but we're still doing this job together cuz you know we have this this uh they make content for a community and like they have millions and millions of followers. So it's like, we need to keep up this image so we, people think that we're fine and all this kind of stuff. And the further in you get, and it's just like these really, really like true to life portrayals of A, relationships, uh, B, like queer issues, especially because one of the characters comes out as being trans and like has this whole speech about like how how she went like how she's the really happy go lucky character who's making tons of puns and finger guns and like jokes and stuff all the time and then like uh one of the main characters dies and like she freaks out and like and it goes into how like uh she feels like she deserves this and she was like abused by her parents for being queer and being trans and all this stuff and like and the thing is, the the writer of the story is trans, and you can tell that it's coming from a place of actually knowing it. So the writing feels incredibly real, despite the fact that it's surrounded by like this supernatural edge and all this stuff. And just the way it portrays all of that is really intense, but also great. Because like the thing is, like it has all these darkness and like this darkness and tragedy to it, but it also has a lot of humor. And charm, and like it comes away with a really positive vibe at the end. 
Like the way it wraps up is really smart, and it's just the the story as a whole is just extremely extremely strong. Like I I don't know how much better to put it than that. Like it's uh-huh. it's. Yeah, it's a really strong romance story that does not shy away from tough topics, uh, and it comes from a place of knowing those tough topics because the people who wrote it have been there. So, uh, do you have any? Do you have any misgivings about it? Like things where you're like, eh, like I didn't think this was great, or they could have executed better, or anything like that. Not really. Like I think, I okay. think. If anything, parts of it could have been expanded on. Like some parts went went too mm-hmm. fast. Like if they would have slowed okay. down, because it's a it's a pretty quick play. It's like eight hours. It's like eight to ten hours. Mm-hmm. It could have been a twelve hour thing, and it would have been even better. I mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel like we should move Heart of the Woods up a space and move Control up a space, and then Allison, you can determine where we put Slay the Spire versus Fire Emblem. That's a... I think Fire Emblem <laughs> should be higher than Slay the Spire. I'm okay if we want to leave Heart of the Woods I, where it is. Like, uh, but I mean, you're making that's that sounds really good, like really, really good to me. Yeah. I don't know. I like. I think my biggest my like this is maybe like a small issue, but my biggest issue is having games that only one person played rel- relatively high. I don't know. Like that's that's my personal hang up and that could be completely wrong. But yeah. We don't have any games like that apart oh, Life is Strange. <laughs> I mean I'm okay with Life is Strange is the only I, game that I did play that and didn't love it. That's why I'm I wanna not, I liked it. Oh, I'm I I'm not married to Life is Strange being like that high up. I think there are some like problems with the package. How about uh, like there's some like spelling things that are like like editing things. Um, what if we swap control? Some like weird like glitchy, which comes with like episodic games. games a lot. It seems like like yeah. and the telltale stuff that was like a major and problem. I'm fine with like straight down. Yeah, it, it, not <laughs> yeah. so much in uh, not as bad as some of the telltale stuff, but it is very much like a um, they're like it needed a little more polish here and there. What if we said and. I would have liked to have seen like some longer sequences maybe, but I don't think anything was like ex like extraordinarily out of like it was like too short or anything, uh-huh. but I'm not like, Oh yeah. That, I like so the strange too. The perfect. way you have it, I have two pretty big problems with that list, but also it's better than having 10 problems with that list. And I think it's clear. We're not going to get to a place where I have less than I'm, two problems with I'm the list. Still- so, I'm still shocked that Control, a new, brand new thing, is lower than Resident Evil Two. Anyway. I agree with you very strongly, but also I don't, I don't want to have to dive like, into the stuff. <laughs> if I think, no, I think Control should be our number ten, if even on the list. I mean, I think that's true of Fire Emblem. So I think we can, can we can kind of like, like Control essay because uh, I want to. I I'm about twenty one hundred words into it. I got extremely sick over the week, so I couldn't finish oh, it. Oh yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, uh, I, Control is like, in my opinion, the number two objectively best game. I think Control. I think Control. Okay, so so but it speaks to me uh, and my interests. So, very so I, I take I take issue with your word objective because I can make a distinction between games I don't like and games that are bad. And I think Control is a game I don't like and a game that is objectively bad. 
Like I think there's things you can like about it, and like I'm glad that you had that experience with it. But I like I can break down the mechanics with it to you that make it actually bad. I, but <laughs> I don't want to sound like an asshole, but I don't think any of that actually like that. I loved playing that game. It is not objectively bad. Yeah. It is not. Yeah, again. I, it's the I would say I the combat balance, the encounter balance the is story like is a terrible. Great. I, it is yeah. not terrible. Oh, I love the story. It's not true. You start the game as the director of the true. FBC fighting the hiss and you end the game as the director of the FBC fighting the hiss. The whole build up the whole build up yes. to Dylan is pissed away because like it's Well, Dylan's a bit yeah, And is you a bad end the, ga- the story for sure. So spoilers Allison, sorry. You end and the you- game by fucking like turning on the projector and touching Dylan's head, and then it ends thirty seconds later. Like the only good character in that game is Ati, and he the That's only the true. only purpose he serves is to give yeah. you a key, and then he goes on vacation. Like that's literally that's, the only and then purpose. You meet him, and then you find him later, just, and he's like, "Yo, listen to this like prog. Like, it's so it's gonna get you bad. to the ashtray maze." Like, <laughs> no, I love you, but I just I. It's so not true. Like Jesse Faden is I a can't. terrible. You're breaking character. me. She's let's, let's talk about characters that start in one place and end in the same place. Back to the Future, one of the greatest <laughs> films of all time. Well, also, My McFly doesn't change from Back to the Future just, one through three. There are three <laughs> films, and he's the same character, and it's the best trilogy. Yeah, ever. you're arguing. Oh, that's a big statement. That's a big there. statement. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna argue game of the generation. Like I like stuff that movie, but come on. You want to you want to talk about uh, characters that start in one place and end in the same place? Darth Vader. <laughs> That's Darth what Vader I'm getting starts at. Though. Episode four. No, no, no. But that actually as Darth Vader. Talking, and then, a, film, <laughs> a film major. It's not a trilogy. Someone, it's a and, and non- then in episode one. <laughs> but I also think nonology. You, but but that gets to the the point I would make is that like I have a lot of respect for the reasons why you don't like control for sure. And and a a brilliant, you know, Martin Scorsese can pick apart uh, uh, a new hope, maybe, and come up with all the reasons why that movie is not good by the standards of 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 like auteur filmmakers. It doesn't fucking matter, though, if I watch that movie and it makes me feel things and I think it's great. Question: Did you see did you see uh, Martin Scorsese's response to Joker? (laughs) I saw clips of it. I know it. So it's like. Why do I need to? I get it. It's fine. So I don't. I think it's absolutely fair to 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 have not connected. Worst film of the year, hands down. I I the flip side of this is that like, I mean, I've kind of danced around saying it super directly, but like, I think the characters in Fire Emblem are bad. I don't connect with any of them on any kind of emotional level. Everybody else clearly does, though. So like, I can have that opinion, but I don't think that it's necessarily fair for me to float that as like. Because you objective were truth. Old objective. and you didn't know fucking weirdos at school just like those kids. I don't know. <laughs> that, I don't know. Possibly part of it. But but yeah, so I don't know. I think and I th- I respect where you're coming from from like a um if if you see the design of the world as a problem from a programming perspective, I have a lot of respect for that. But if I don't see those problems and if and clearly a lot of people didn't, I don't think it's fair to call it an objectively bad experience. Um it may be programed objectively bad. I don't have a opinion on that, but um, I, oh, I have a I whole list we could go through, but I'm not going to because I don't want to. I know, and I and I really don't want to. I don't want to shit on. I don't want to shit on a dick. game that Sam considers the number two of the generation to him. 
But it, again, it's it's because it speaks to me very specifically. I love superhero stuff, and it's essentially a superhero I, Stephen King game. I I can't like, I I still can't like parse it. that Sam says that. When I guess okay, I love like, Remedy. I love I love that Remedy style too. Storytelling. I love that kind. <laughs> that's of story. my. That's what makes me so sad. Is I adore um, Remedy, and my cousin worked on this. <laughs> like, like my like think about like if I think about the experiences that I loved in this game in this generation. Number one throwing Kratos' axe and then pulling it back. <laughs> I, Number just... two, running into a room, levitating and flying around. Oh, Destiny 2. Oh, the Avengers. Like, running around, levitating, <laughs> take, making headshots. Destiny 2. Like, Mind-controlling people. Oh. Flipping, like... When the controls like, work, it's great. The coolest, when they don't, it's so annoying. I had and so it, few, it never did not work so for me. There is not a single it. instance yeah, in not, that game where I got frustrated with the controls. There were so two times where they, like there were times when thing one situation where things did not work for me, which is um I would say one out of every five times when I tried to deflect a rocket, it wouldn't and work. And to be clear, I actually don't think controls should be I mean on my personal list is number three. I don't think it should be in our number three slot because I think you have significant problems with it that disqualify it from that. So I'm not saying that I don't that I I'm not really arguing for control to move up, but I question versus the other things we're talking about here. I don't understand why it should move down. Um, no, I don't think anyone's saying move it down apart from why uh, and maybe Alice. I don't know why we're talking about. Oh, we were because t- we're talking about we were. I, I'm saying yeah, we were I talking about swapping it, it to oh, number oh, three. Oh, I gotcha. Swap it with Resident. Sorry, yes. Um, <clears throat> I I. Out of deference to how much Andre loved Resident Evil, I, I I'm happy to stick control where it is. I have a problem with um, Resident Evil Two at number three, but I do think control is much much better than. We Resident can move Evil Fire Emblem up to number three. Three houses it has. <laughs> <laughs> That's a more compelling swap, argument to me than the, where we're at. Uh, I would swap Life is Strange and Fire Emblem in a heartbeat. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be cool, but I was just, you know. It, no, no, it's, I get it. I, I, I would swap would, Heart of the Woods and Fire Emblem. <laughs> I would based on what you said about it, but I. I but I'm also not going to push for that. I didn't play it, so <clears throat> I can't push for it. It's it's hard with the Heart of the Woods because I have I, zero I know. experience of it, I, whereas I, I've touched every mm, other game on this I, list. Mm, I would. What if a life is strange moves down two spots to number seven, and then AI yep. and Fire Emblem both move up? Uh, that's fine with me. That can, that I think five and six. I think Fire Emblem is better than AI, but I'm fine, I'm fine with, with that. that. That sounds cool. Um, yeah, I think like I think Fire or Life is Strange is a game that is like very important, very well told, um, and actually gives me hope for their next thing, like that everyone was like uh with the trans character that was being marketed by Microsoft um that everyone was kind of like side eyeing because like oh we're working with like someone from Glad but we don't have anyone on the team well yeah. but the way they handled um Life is Strange 2 like I you know they should have trans writers and you know better representation in their writers room for that stuff but well so on that note the way they handle the stuff in Life is Strange 2 I think is giving me a lot of hope and I hope more people play it but on that note, should we swap part of the woods and life is strange now that they're next to each other? I didn't see how we got there before, but now that they're sitting next to each other on the list, I, uh, I'll leave that up to Alex. I'm okay. Uh, If we just want to leave it as is like, I, 
I think okay. Heart of the Woods is ex- I, I excellent, but I, I, I'm, I'm happy as it like, is. The thing, the thing that stuck out to me about Life is Strange 2 is like, I'm like, I like these are people that like I could go and I could meet in my hometown. There are places like, you know, uh, within like an hour drive of where I've gone camping where you know, you're camping in the game. Like, you know, uh, it's very, it feels like the West coast, whereas like life is strange. Do one you didn't. Think so sorry. it's just people and places like they all feel very familiar to the world. I, mean, I know and that's why it kind of game that I'm me. coming away from this wanting to play the most is life is strange. Yeah. Like straight up. Mm-hmm. Like that's the game that I've coming away from this going, I should have played that. And I, like we were talking earlier this week, I wanted to play it, but I felt that playing Outer Wilds was more important. And and I, I think should have gone the other way around. I think Outer Wilds is the must-play game of Wilds. this year. But I also think <clears throat> Disco Elysium was just something uh, Disco special. Disco Elysium, if I could play it, I would be playing it. And I think collectively yeah. we all took to Disco Elysium yeah. in a way that the Outer Wilds was fits and starts for, you know, half of the people yeah. here. Um uh, yeah, I started it day one and then came back to it like yeah. two weeks ago. And I think that that's... I had a bad experience day one and a great experience yeah. two weeks ago. Allison, um, yeah. did, it should be voice acted. That's Allison, did you ever crime. get back... Did, it's so bad that I don't it's not voice agree, acted. But it's do you, Allison, do you... Um, it's very ridiculous. Did you ever get... We can drop Pokemon off the list if that's your <laughs> did, did you ever get back to it after you got stuck in space? No. I, I, I actually, I like, I got back to the like the start of the loop, but I was like... Uh, I don't know and I, because I, I was in a because I couldn't reset it because it was the first loop. Yeah, you got to go talk to the guy on Giants Deep twice, I guess, or something. I don't know. Hey, you a know, you just ask him one question. Oh, yeah, uh, I think um, the two criticisms of the Outer Wilds as a kind of immovable object for me in my feelings about games are one that meditate button should have just there should just be a reset loop button in the menu. Yeah. Um, and uh, it shouldn't come up until the first time you reset. But yes, to I am. But also, there should have been willing... some option for me to go, like, get out of that situation. Oh, yeah, well, you absolutely. can you can just use your boost until you run out of oxygen. It takes like 30 seconds. Yeah, it, do, it doesn't take a long time. Yeah. There are ways to kill yourself fairly quickly, even if you're just floating yeah. in space. But I do understand that it if it's a frustration. So uh, and, and I think that having a reset loop button is just a thing they should have done. Yeah. I just think it's a control thing that should have been in there. Um, and two, no. <laughs> I'm willing to accept that, uh, that, that people have struggled with the controls in a way that makes me think maybe there should be some kind of tuning available there. I, I didn't, um, I didn't fight with them um, like at all, but I've heard that repeatedly from people. So clearly there is something there that could have been fine. tuned. There's a learning curve, um, but it's not that bad. I, um, my actual number one worst criticism of the Outwild in a serious, non-joking way is that it fucking sucks when you almost do something and then you have to go, you have to spend 10 minutes going back to doing it. Like there was a bit or longer room. depending. Yeah. I was, there was a bit where I was on the Ash, like earlier on today, uh-huh. I was on the Ash twin and I used the teleporter pad to get to sure. the sun station. And, <clears throat> Uh, as I jumped out of the emergency airlock for the sun station, I missed the jump oh, no. and flew into the sun. And then I had to wait 10 minutes for the Ash twin to yep. de- go mm. down. And I could, yeah, it takes like I had to two get or three to minutes the sun. Too. And that wasn't, and that wasn't even the worst 
one. That's just the and, one I can. And remember. I could, I could write you a thesis on why I think that failure was important for you, even if it was because of a clunky thing that isn't fair. But also, I understand that that and control has the same problem. I understand like, that to be fair, repeated. That's my biggest problem. With control. And I think repeatedly experiencing that early in the game's time in the Outer Wilds, um could make it off-putting for people, and I understand that. Um, I think as you get later in the game and you start to understand the thesis that the game is building, those moments of failure are part of the experience. Um, and like, I think that this game is informed by the sort of thing that Souls brought kind of into the gaming consciousness. I don't want to say it's the Dark Souls of adventure games because that's ridiculous, but it's a game where failure is an intended part of the experience. Um, and it's designed to provoke certain feelings in you sometimes just straight frustration. Um, and I think that is part of it. I wish there was more, more direction and that the log was available through your menu so that if you lose your ship, you can still progress. I'm pretty ambivalent on that. That frustrated me a lot. Um, that's why I wouldn't have given it my number one. And it's actually, it's fairly low on my top 10. It's in the bottom half. But, but anyway, I, I, I think based on your sentiment and that we all liked it, it should be higher. I don't think the question is whether out or what, I mean, I, yeah, I, oh, yeah, we're not, what, we're not talking what about we're talking about right now. Just, the, 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 I think we're set with yeah, the list. The two right? problems I have with this list is we're I good? don't think resident evil two should be number three. And I don't think Slay the spire should be number nine, but I, I, those are problems I can walk away from. Yeah. I, And I'd rather walk away from those problems before bigger problems that I can't walk away from (laughs) are created. I think I'm, I think I'm happier with this list than I have been with pretty much any list we've made. I would agree. Are we, are we in agreement? Speak now or forever hold your peace until next year. What if we just swapped Pokemon? No. And Disco Elysium? Maybe if Pokemon, maybe if Pokemon (laughs) had voice acting, we could put it up there. Oh yeah, that'd be... (laughs) That'd be something. It sucks or, that voice acting. It's so or actually like animation at all. <laughs> uh, I mean, I played ninety percent of that oh, game I'm with the volume play, off. But the voice but acting like, in that game would be pretty bad if it had it. See, that's the thing. So, it's like I don't uh, think it would be um, good voice acting in any way. So I'm like, well, then it doesn't have it. I don't know. I just don't what, like voice acting. What, what, what if the voice also, acting was like I, that that angry Scottish Pokemon trainer meme from before the game came out? Okay, then it would be number yeah, one on our list, and I would be fighting for that. The one. No, the because you thing, still can't saying, have the Pokemon follow you. Hey, when I say voice acting for our wilds, <laughs> I only want that for the people you speak to in person, not the no. I don't. I don't think. I think that would kill the experience, though. There's like I, I think having. I think, I think having human think English voice acting would have killed the experience because having human yeah, elements in that wouldn't belong in that world. Yeah, it shouldn't. Okay. And that's actually a thing that I really I appreciate that, about like, the Outer um, Wilds: is it's not humans or you know um that's like a pet peeve i have about uh sci-fi is like when it's like oh the humans are the chosen it ones and they're going to solve all the problems non-binary race that has no like they have names but like their physical bodies are are always different um mm-hmm. not always but but they have like frequently different shapes and sizes and um they're 
like super full of personality without needing the voice. I mean, we don't have to keep, we're good with where yeah. Outer Wilds is, but uh, yeah. I, I super, super love the way that that race is portrayed. I think they're really cool. I just wish there was more personality, which is also the voice. Actor. Yo, Disco Elysium is real fucking good. But Disco Elysium is, I can't wait to play it. Extraordinary. I, yeah, play it. I really so liked, good. I really liked I, the I, ending I, and especially how, Pat, when I found out that you had a different, well, wait, 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 wait. You and I had different. We can't talk. We had different experiences. Like the setup for our (laughs) endings were completely different, and I was like, "What?" I didn't even know. I I am sure. I'm sure Disco Elysium will be my game. It is the only game in the history of role playing games that I've played, and I haven't played Pillars of Eternity or Tyranny. I don't like either of those games. Uh, I've played, I'm sure that I really like Pillars because uh, my partner fucking loves Pillars now. She played both of them in like a two month span. It's on Game um, Pass, Pat. Pillars. I own it on everything too. Um, but uh, <laughs> the Disco Elysium is the only role playing game that I have ever played out of the hundreds that I have played that tout player choice where the diamond doesn't actually like close all the way. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it does, sort of. Right. The, the it, narrative a, closes, but there's yes, but but there's so many like loose ends that could or could not be resolved, yeah. and that are or aren't resolved largely based on your your decisions, not based on yeah. poor writing. Uh, and so, it's, yeah. I don't yeah, want to say too much more because I don't. It's not even it, but, your yeah. decisions in terms of oh, you did this side quest or you didn't. It's are were you a total asshole or like did you stand up yes. for this person the, the, or something like that. There was a thing okay. I, yeah, I was going to say real quick. There's a thing I did yeah. that I thought was like, oh, that whole thing was like ultimately kind of meaningless. But then in the end, it ended up being like helping like things go well in the end for yeah. me, uh, which was like really interesting. I was like, oh, wow, that really did come back and like benefit me. Yeah. Andre, would you like to read the site's top 10? Yes, I would. Um Starting at number 10, the worst game. <laughs> no, this game uh, is better than, unless you're just reading no, these lists. Fine, uh, better than starting games on this list. So. Starting from number 10, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, number nine, Slay the Spire. Number eight, Heart of the Woods. Number seven, Life is Strange 2. Number six, Fire Emblem, Three Houses. Number five, AI, the Somium Files. Number four, Control. Number three, Resident Evil 2, 2019. Number two, The Outer Wilds. And our number one game of the year, the best game of 2019, Disco Elysium. Word. Let's have some personal top tens. Who are we going to start with? Uh, I'll go first. Yeah, there you go. All Let's right. Send me off. Number 10 game. We did not talk about a later alligator, right? It was just, I thought you didn't like that game. I, I had some misgivings about like some of the activities, um, like the mini games. I didn't like love all of them, but I loved the art and mm. the music. And like, I thought the writing was really fun and goofy. And when I would watch that as a show bomb. I was like, Andre hated that. Why are they talking about it? No, yeah. I didn't hate it. I, I, I liked it a lot. Re- review on the site. Um, <laughs> yes. Number nine, destiny Two: shadow keep number eight. Hell yeah. Death stranding. Number seven, Hell control six, Sekiro shadows die twice. Five life is strange Two. four. Sayonara wild hearts. 
3, Outer Wilds, 2, Disco Elysium, 1, Resident Evil 2. Who's next? I can go next. I actually composed my list, but there's one swap that I'm going to make <laughs> now because after we did all this talking, it's it feels better. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, not anything coming on or going off. Uh, number 10, Apex Legends. Number nine, The Sinking City. Number eight, Slay the Spire. Number seven, Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, this is the one I'm going to swap. So originally I had no- Remnant at number six. I'm actually going to drop Jedi Fallen Order to number six uh, in real time now. Number five, Dauntless. Number four, Remnant from the Ashes. Number three, Control. Number two, Disco Elysium. Number one, The Outer Wilds. Allison. All you're right. Next. Uh, starting from number 10. Number 10, Astrologaster. Number nine, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Number eight, Baba is You. Number seven, Assemble with Care. Number six, Disco Elysium. Number five, Luigi's Mansion 3. Number four, Untitled Goose Game. Number three, Slay the Spire. Number two, Tetris 99. And number one, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Sam. Number 10, The Outer World. <laughs> Number 9, AI, The Somnium Files. Number 8, Steins Gate Elite. Number 7, Assemble with Care. Number 6, The Outer Wilds. Number 5, Judgment. <laughs> Number 4, Fire Emblem Three Houses. You could have had Judgment over Pokemon. <laughs> I think um, it was important to my personal experience that Pokemon yeah, get, be on I the get, list over Judgment. Yeah. I I haven't completed a Pokedex since I was sure. sixteen, and this Pokedex was t- over twice. You the had size the experience the I wanted to have with it. <laughs> yeah, it's five twenty eight. Oh my god! Let me talk to you about my. Let me talk to you about my competitive team next week, okay. Pat. Um, Dragon Quest Eleven S, whatever it's called, subtitle uh, number two, Control number one, Pokemon Shield. Hey, Alex. Alex. So my number 10 was Call of Duty Modern Warfare, surprisingly. Uh, Number 9, Fire Emblem's Three Houses. Good pick. Number 8, Ring Fit Adventure. Number 7, Baba Is You. Number 6, Mortal Kombat 11. Number 5, Resident Evil 2. Number 4, Heart of the Woods. Number 3, Steins Gate Elite. Number 2, Disco Elysium. And number 1, Al Borland. (laughs) <laughs> that's a good I feel um, good about the this uh, I feel good about our list would, and good about the list we've created yeah I would be really interested to see if you weighted the list and did it by numbers mm-hmm. what our top 10 would be if everyone could post their top 10 into the cheat I will no I think we should yeah let's do yeah, that, let's do that. that. I'll see it too. I, yeah, it'd be we'll, really funny um, we'll do it I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll do it do later yeah, we'll yeah, reveal yeah. it on we don't have to do it yeah we don't have to do it right now we should probably post our our lists to the site Yes. Yes. yes, I, I actually yes, I agreed. I will. I will write my oh, own. Oh god, I can't do it now. And <laughs> yeah. it's five a.m. Let's let Andre get yeah, yes. yeah, for sure. Yes, and my please. my wife and baby are on their way home. <laughs> my girlfriend is awake and getting ready for work. <laughs> 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 she was asleep. Now you know how I felt the last two. Years she was asleep when we started. Next year, going to sleep when we started. Next year, Alex and I can do an all nighter. Yep. 
Well, I think that Wait, doesn't. That means that I also have to do it all. <laughs> no, you have to get up early. Does. You have to get up early. Yeah, you have to get up early. Yeah. Okay, Won't we fall asleep in the middle of it? No, yeah, no, Allison. It's worse for Allison. I'll say, I'll say yeah. that last year I felt really bad at the end of it because the top five was basically my top five. <laughs> That's part of the reason I was like, life is strange can go down. Like, like as long as the top three is just like a remixed version of my top three. Last year was like number my number one was the only game I cared about, which was God of War, and I wanted it to be number one. And I was literally like, every other game, give a fuck. And I was there for like two hours while you guys reordered the list. At it was very funny. Oh, we like, could all tell you didn't I'm want to fine. be there anymore. I'm so fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all, right. all right. Well, <laughs> thank you for going on this. I'll put my knife away. Like five hour, five hour, six hour journey with us. Uh, we six, appreciate seven hours. six uh, hours and eleven six, minutes. Six, six, sorry, six Yay. Yeah. About uh, down from last thank year. Thank you for coming with us on this journey. Uh, yeah, much lower. We we appreciate it. Yeah, because we didn't do other categories really. Uh, we don't have to debate anything. Uh, do we do we want to do predictions next week? Eh, like, we'll, yeah, we'll talk we'll about the year as it's what it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, we got some. Our thoughts I think we have a full January of content review. to do. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, cool. I may so, actually even be able to podcast from my parents' house when I'm visiting. Aww. Well, in the meantime, you can make sure you catch that podcast by following us on Twitter at Fix Podcasts. You can follow me, Andre Cole. At Coolslaw, C O O L S L 4 W. Pat, where can people find you? You can find me at PJC Plays. And Allison. Find me on Twitter at W R I T E R S E R E N Y T Y. Sam? You can find me on Twitter at SGCH. And Alex, where can uh, people find you? Chilling around. You can find, me on, you can find me on Shoot House at PJC Plays. What is Shoot House? Uh, oh, Alex, you have so much Call of Duty Wait. to play. Oh, oh, oh I see. Um, I'm well. also doing veganery this month, so if anyone has any good vegan recipes, shoot them to me. Over shoot House them to you? <laughs> yeah. My friends and I call okay. them out Shit House. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to end it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's... You're going in the shit house if you don't let me end this <laughs> podcast. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, we've got, you know, we hope to keep bringing you a great podcast into 2020. <laughs> and uh, if you've, <laughs> I'd hope that our quality improves. We improved during 2019. Oh no, we kind of peaked. Oh okay. Well, we peaked. Mind. It's all downhill from here. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> I forgot about bloody like walls. Back at Every so often, the, uh, the, just the, the term bloody walls comes into my head. Oh, oh God. Wait. I'm not peeking at the bloody We're walls. Done. We're done. We're done. Go to bed, Andre. <laughs> Peaky blinders. Uh, Good night, Andre. Good night, Good night Good morning. everybody. Good morning. Uh, yeah. Good morning, Andre. Okay, goodbye. Resident Evil 2. Game of the year. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>